Hello, everybody. Before we get into this week's show, I want to once again thank the great fellows over at the Second Print Comics Podcast for sponsoring this week's episode. And I do mean the fantastic gems, Mark and Remzo. And I've said it before the last bunch of weeks. Please look up Second Print Comics Podcast where you're listening to this podcast or wherever you listen to podcasts, and you'll see them pop up. You subscribe to them and then listen to their show. And I know that you'll fall in love with it. And this week, you can go right now and listen to their Wakanda Forever review. Mark calls it Wakanda Takes Forever. I thought that was hilarious. And I may, I may agree with him. But also, when you're done that, what you can then do is go over to YouTube and look up Second Print Comics and you'll get to their YouTube channel where not only Will you listen to their podcast, but you'll also be able to see them doing it. And they're two good-looking dudes. I'll tell you that. What will they do next? I can only hope an OnlyFans page. That's the only thing that I can come up with that they haven't done yet, but I have my fingers crossed that that'll be soon. So with all of that, though, you still have other things to go and check out, including their website at secondprintcomics.com. You go over to Twitter and Instagram, both at Second Print Pod. And then finally, join me on their Patreon. I have been a patron of theirs for quite some time. I love all the shows that they do. They end up doing a bunch of bonus shows. They end up having a lot of interaction with their patrons. All that all rolled up in the one that really makes a kick butt podcast and YouTube channel and everything else all around. But go to Patreon.com. Slash second print pod Join me over there Just subscribe to everything that is second print comics You will thank me later But I know you will thank me And then everybody keep your fingers crossed Only fans But we're going to go off now to this week's show Right about now Welcome back to the only show that breaks down, cracks, obscures, and reviews each week's DC Comics. I'm the janitor of Supercorp, Eric Shea. And I'm Jim Warner. And this is the Weird Science DC Comics Podcast, episode number 473. 473, here we are. Welcome all you weirdos to the, I don't know, are we the coolest podcast out there? I was going to well, say we something. You said that. Yeah, you can't say that. I guess that we're just it. losers. You can't make up Grandpa your own nickname. Grandpa chimed up over right? here, now it's over. There, kiddies, welcome to the show. Here we go. We have a bunch of books tonight. It's not one of those two book podcasts like we had last week. Good old days. Oh my goodness, it is, isn't it? I call that a good week. We have, I think, eight books tonight on the show. Some big number ones or number one, and some other big books as well. Can I say a 101 is a number one as well? That would be great. But we have events. We have books, we, we have, have books, things, guys. we have what? some mail, we have it all. But before we get into all these things and what I'm going to try to make a streamlined show tonight, Eric, I, uh, I have town. a headache, I'm in a bad mood. By the end, uh-huh. I think it'll pick up. I think we're going to have a lot of laughs by the end there. All but right, good. 
Right now, though, I'm kind of in a pissy mood, and I need you to give me a little pick-me-up, right? I mean, Look, actually I need somebody to clip every up. time you said that. Yeah, well, it's all the time. This is my desperate <laughs> plea. Nobody ever ends up sending out the life well, preserver. The thing is, people want to send out the life preserver, but hearing a sad sack, sad sack every other day. Come on, Joe. Well, get on it. You, every other day. I didn't yeah. seriously. But hey, There's everybody. people in your life. Go over to the Twitter. I... I seem to think in my mind, Twitter seems dead now. There's not a lot of action going on over there. By the way, you Eric, mean me, fights. me and you were talking yesterday and you told me not to fight with some people. I didn't. I, I didn't. I, I discussed things with them, Eric. I discussed, uh, actually had some really nice discussions with some people about the new 52 and uh, I really a lot had some about nice things. discussion with these stupid jerks. Yeah, I really fought with them. No, there wasn't any <laughs> fighting. It was just a little bit of a discussion of some people trying to figure out if they did like the new 52 or if they didn't. And it really came down to if you kind of, you know, started on books at the new 52, you kind of liked it. If you were real entrenched in the books before that, you didn't like it, Eric. That's what we all came to a conclusion. Well, Jim, I liked it and I was entrenched in the books. So your hypothesis is wrong. No, at first you didn't. You were furious. And then you gave it a chance. A lot of people didn't. Because I'm an asshole. Yeah, well, a lot of people didn't give it a chance. All my whole play was. Not on my watch. To some of the people where it almost feels like, and they say, like, when when you have some big event and all of a sudden there was only 10 people there, but now there's 10 million. The idea that all these people love the comics before the new 52, but yet they weren't selling is why they needed to do the new 52 that was kind of what the discussion ended up being and one guy actually had a point they didn't fully have to like reboot you could have just changed some things up and i said yeah i, I kind of agree with that go bigger go you, home you needed that um you did and and right now i've been Batman saying for the was last couple like years, shit well it was it wasn't even in the top you 10 to do something that was my big play at that point the green lantern stuff you know you ended up having blackest night and the, you know and the all that day. stuff was big uh, but the Batman book, the funny play is Batman and Robin was selling way better. I went and I was looking at the stats and we were discussing some of the things. Also, if, if you ever get the, you know, gumption to go back and look at the stuff, say in God 2010, 2009, if you go to the aught nines and look at that tarnation, the, the stuff was bad. If you go, you also realize they did need to trim some books, too. At one point, I thought, OK, there was uh, crazy 52 books. They were trimming it down by like 15 books. It was crazy, the amount of books at one point. But with all that, Eric, go over to the Twitter. Get involved in the, the you know, deal. I don't know. What do they say Discussion? over at the Twitters? Right? I'm an old man. Huh? You Discussion? go to the Twitter at Weird Science DC. Yes, the convo, I like to call it, down at the rec center. Don't call it that. Also, go to our website, weirdsciencedccomics.com, where you can see written reviews and read them. Don't just see them. Also, go to our YouTube channel, Weird Science Comics, and then finally go to our Patreon, patreon.com slash weird as science, where we end up having a bunch of shows. I did a couple things. We have our Injustice Reading Club I just did. And in the announcements for Marvel, they're going to maybe bring back the Ultimate Universe. I end up having a reading club for that, too, that I continued this week. But the big thing for this show to mention is the patreon only badass spotlight that we have every thursday the badasses of the get fresh crew uh, uh, they end up picking two books and they pick some big ones i mean lazarus planet omega number one that was a big one eric but you know well i see a lot of people just saying how great it was i think they were in in this like mode of really dissing the tie-ins by just saying that you know mark wade's regular 
things were good. I didn't agree. Was I that thought you? That, no, it wasn't because I thought Omega up until stunk. Omega. Well, yeah. Well, we were hoping. We were It'll hoping okay. that Omega would come Mark back. Wade will come that back. That was me, and we liked the Alpha enough. We weren't as high as some. I kept my opinions open until I saw how it was going to go, and then I immediately said, "Fuck all this." I just hoped. I just please, it better get back to something. And now we still end up having the. Batman versus Robin, Mark Wade deal, and then we'll go off to those other books with G. Will Wilson and the Clumreds that, again, I guess you can keep an open mind, but I'm worried about that. But we also talked One Bad Day, Clayface, and uh, somebody's tried oh, to, Basil Carlo. somebody tried to argue with me a bit of why Batman did end up showing up, and it, it, uh-huh. it, they didn't get anywhere with that argument. It made no sense. <laughs> and they, every, rough. Everything that you tried, yeah, but again... After the fact, because Nine I really was Basil in one day. <laughs> yeah. How did he know this? I Alpha ended up, up where jet. Corey's missing. People liked that book a lot more than I did, but there was some good things to it. There, there was. It, it was actually a decent enough portrayal of Basil Carlo Clayface. I just didn't like the story that the portrayal was in. But if you wanted to listen what are you to talking that, about? that's probably the best Clayface story you ever read. Well, uh, I mean, no, no. I told you I like that Alan Moore. Uh, one. Oh, that's right. The pre- now I'm saying Basil Carlo. Well, then. Basil that? Carlo. That yeah, the Preston Payne deal. That oh, that was really good. Reggie had me write that. It was kind. Of, also, Read just it. as an aside. I did want to look up some things for the Creature Commandos this past week when James Gunn ended up saying all those things are selling because he mentioned they're going to have a cartoon. So I was thinking of something to do on the Patreon. And I look up Creature Commandos and like the second thing, if you look that up, is an article from Reggie from the site way back. I read the article. Oh, my goodness, Eric. It was hilarious. Reggie's cursing sexual innuendo out the wazoo, Eric. Oh, my. With the bad boys back in the day. Oh, my goodness. I actually thought that. I'm like, man, this is when we gave no shits. But we also did talk about those two books, and it was about two hours, almost two hours long. So if you want more bang for your buck, you go over to the Patreon. Talked about comics for like 40 minutes. Yeah, we talked a lot about movie pilots and things like that that we enjoy talking about. I checked my email. Well, so in all of that, let's give a little shout out to. The badasses of the Get Fresh Crew. Uh uh-uh, uh, here is there. Roll call. Here it is, Eric. Do you like that little pause I have there? A little professional pause. We have Michael Jordan, <laughs> Eric K., Jeffrey Greek, who we'll hear from Just later. Stephen, Bad Dad Mitchell. I'm having problems thinking of words, Eric. The Annihilator, Ted Probst, I Love Punchline, Stork. Michael S. Cam, Matt Razor, D-Man 3000, Lady Abby and Lord Andy, Francisco L. Rock the Third, Niels T. Wart, David Fink, Stephen Baum, Jason Kobe, Sue 42, to you and me, Michael G., Ken Halleck, Comic Boom, Rocky, uh, A. Nelsich's, A. A. Nelsich. What, what does that say, Eric? I, now, it's like a puzzle. I, I don't can't know what you're talking about. I don't either. I don't think it's a ch at a the end, though. I think it's more of a cuss sound. A Nelsucks. A Nelsics. I, Mark <laughs> Jaker. I give up. I give up, Eric. Ruben. Carlos. You, maybe you can look it up and see what that is, Eric. And let me know. No Wolf Marv. Matthew Rapier. Luke Hollywood. Simon. Louise, man, ship still haven't heard from Andrew Belfast, Swanee, Anthony G, Josh Milley, my man Pete from NYC, Batman Beyond, Mark Eric. Oh my goodness, I hit it. My <sighs> poor A. Streamline, Eric. Streamline. Uh, did you notice that in the books that we're going to talk about at the end, 
we actually missed out where they talked about that 10. Oh, no, actually, I think the 10,000 hour thing was in that one bad day clayface. We missed out on sure that. Was. Eric, yeah, we didn't even say anything. Batman Beyond Mark. <laughs> oh, man, Rob Lewis. Randy Murray, B. Muir, he's in, in the Buffaloes. And double A, Ron, doxing his ass up there in Minnesota. Shout out to Reggie, all-time great, as I said. Pretty cool Creature Commandos article he had. There was a lot in that article of who do I have to blow to get this? Like that sort of phrasing and stuff. And I kept telling him me, but he wouldn't. I know. Actually, I kept thinking that it's Eric. He always says that. But I'm having problems, Eric. I'm having focusing problems. I'm not in a great mood. But these books are pretty good. So maybe it'll pick that thing. Let's go back to that. Let's revisit the name, Eric. You you walk me through this. A. Nelson, a nail sex and 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 na- <laughs> anal sex. I get it now. See if it works. <laughs> I'm telling you, I look at that, and that's the well. First up, it's usually the first thing I think of. But here, I look at it. It's like <laughs> that doesn't scream out anal sex to me, Eric. It really doesn't. Not like you do. Whoever this is doing this, Eric. You know, whoever whoever is pulling my leg like this. What they need to write is just anal sex. Just write it. Nobody's going to know that you, it's being clever with the A But I period. think the funnier part is you trying. <laughs> I never, so hard. I never could get it. This is why when we end up having Zatanna anytime and there's backwards magic, word magic, I don't bother anymore. I can't do it. It could just be like something it's like backwards. the easiest thing go. And it's I'm like, uh, I, I can't do it. Go. Anal. Sex. I see it now, Eric. I see it do now. I do. Stop looking at your and it's window. getting me very excited with the Wolfman. Me and the Wolfman. Do you think Harry. the Wolfman would be a top or a bottom? Just and I'm talking classic Universal monster Wolfman. Would would he be a top or a bottom? What, Lon Chaney, Larry <laughs> Talbot, Wolfman. Yes. You want to know? Yeah, I want to know. So you're asking me if Lon Chaney Jr. is a top or a bottom? Yeah. Do you think that the Wolfman himself, though, keep the actors out of the, the whole deal? I'm just talking the Wolfman. You think Larry I, Talbot? Sad I mean, sack, Larry Talbot. I mean, I th- I yeah, think, he's taking it. Yeah, I do. I think so too. Eric. This is inappropriate. Frankenstein, though, he he better be a bottom because he'll crush me. I'm thinking of him with me, too. So there you go, Eric. But all of this now. It's a big, strong man. We are going to move off. He's a hairy man, that wolf man. But, you know, I don't mind that. Uh, It's probably have, like, you know, shit all in his fur and stuff, though, right? Like brambles. Why would he have shit all in his fur? Well, because he's always running around, sneaking through the bushes and stuff. He's probably got, like, leaves and shit there. I don't need that. Right, he better clean up before he comes need? over. Yeah, I need a well-groomed teen. Well, I don't want to. I almost said teen I wolf, need a and I bear. don't want to say teen wolf because now that's real sus. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't yeah. say that. <laughs> oh, let's get back to Frankenstein. Yeah. Oh my goodness! Do you know that I'm the monster in that scenario? <laughs> oh yes. Yeah. So with all of that, that's a great way to start. Now I'm canceled, Eric. I can just go to bed. You just go off to bed. And dream of the brambled-filled Wolfman is what I will do. Look at such stuff on the oh internet. Oh my the goodness wolf man. gracious! Man, I saw some stuff. I'm not going to get into this, Eric. What? You're going to end up no, not that. I was going to say, did you see this? I'll actually. Did you see the video of that old lady getting eaten by the alligator? It's the most no. horrific thing you'll ever see. How did I watch that? Don't watch it. Is what I'm telling I you. I won't. I even saw it first where you, they cut out when How the alligator got it? to her. Well, the thing is, they're showing this, and the alligator, oh and I thought, 
Well, she is walking a dog. Does the alligator eat the dog and then actually like, you know, okay, I had enough. I'm going to go back in the in the pond. And he didn't go back, Eric. He wanted seconds. It was awful. It was, oh, my God. It's haunting me right now, Eric, just like. That's because you the watched Wolf it 37 Man. times. Well, I, I did watch the, the one where it was on TMZ and they, they stopped it. But you see, this lady's watching. And, and then you looked in further. This alligator. Yeah, then, then I'm even worse because I'm searching. But you end up where. This alligator is obviously making a beeline right for her, and she's just standing there watching it with her dog. I'm like, what's what she are you supposed doing? to do? You're too old. Get out of there. And she was like, right on the, the you know, right where the water was. She's on the waterfront, Eric. They, this was, she was This was like a community. No, she could have just went anywhere. She's just watching. You want to go in the water? This alligator ended up being like a, a mascot for this community. They had a name for it and stuff. And this is it, why you get fucking with guys in furry costumes. They had to kill that thing. I, I actually did. They did. They have to kill it. I mean, the thing is that these people are doing stupid things around yes, this alligator. You kill well, but it was always what it was. It just ended up acting. What it was, and then all of a sudden everybody's surprised. People, I'm killing you. Well, that's you know what I was, Eric. That's how it is. Uh, but yeah, again, if I ended up started eating curry, you know, and then all of a sudden my foot balloons up, like, are you going to kill me? That's just me being me, Eric. Eating the curry. Nobody ate my curry, Eric. I tried. I, I would try. It was it was good. I even made it not as strong so that it would be for the mass but it you made a weak ass curry i did i i did make a weak ass curry but then even today was tanya's birthday i told you she ended up using a gift certificate birthday, she got, baby. and she ended up getting a bunch of pizzas for everybody in the family and nobody would eat the pizza because it was from pizza hut including the, you the worst part is they wouldn't eat it because it's from pizza hut because they prefer Domino's. i'm like they're both shit pizzas just eat them why why do you care all right there that's it now the streamline we're gonna go off now I'm a little bit better now that I've gotten some things oh, yeah. off my chest, like the oh, yeah. <laughs> wolfman and crocodiles eating people. Oh, it was horrific. Teen wolf. Horrific. Yeah, we'll forget that. I'm editing that out. I don't know what you're talking about, Eric. We never mentioned. <laughs> I just meant that he had, like, that slick back hair, played some basketball. Yeah, sexy he's young body. He's I in shape. He's there. He has a hookup if you want some salami. Knows how to keep his mouth shut. Right, the salami. It's in, you know, fatty. What was like? What was his chubs? Chubs had the salami in a sock. I'm all for that, right? What's that? A salami in your sock? Are you just happy to see me? Is what I'm all I about say. Teen boy having salami. Yeah, in a I'm sock. trying to yeah. avoid the, the teen part of the wolf. I he's a little older now. He graduated. Well, now he's going now. for chubs. It's now. Uh, it's he's old man wolf now. I don't want that either. So we're gonna go off though. It, this isn't working, Eric. I'm gonna I'm gonna ask to exit out of this intro. And then we'll get to the books and pretend it never happened is what we'll do. Except for the idea I can't re- can't get out of my mind that old lady getting eaten. But we'll go off now to the books. Now we have waited for far long enough for the part of the podcast we love. The meat and the cheese that we crave.
we are, Eric. It's going to be Jim and Eric to reviews. This is a first section of books, some pretty good ones. We have a yeah. new number one in a book that a lot of people really, really like more than us. But I actually got a little bit of a, a laugh with it. But because I got a little bit crazed in that first section, luckily, Eric, I had time to calm down. Good, good. He spent five more minutes in between that to tell me more about that old woman getting eaten by an alligator. Exactly. Hashtag my calm chest. down. <laughs> Hashtag awful, awful. Don't look at it. Oh, my goodness. But we do end up having what I think should be considered the proper start of the dawn of DC. I know that the action comics ended up doing that, but it just didn't feel like the oomph of a new number one and a new creative team fully in. You know, all of that, especially the way this is going. But I have a feeling you may not like it the way that you were kind of shrugging it off. I was talking talking about this book. Oh, Oh, okay. Well, hopefully you like this book. What are we starting with there? Superman, number one, written by Joshua Williamson with art by Jamal Campbell and Ariana Mayer. And in this issue, we have a new status quo going forward for Superman. Outside of the rest of the Superman family, they were having an action comics. Because with Lex Luthor behind bars, it seems that Superman might be able to think that he can let his guard down a little bit. The only problem is that man's always got his ears open. And Lex, he's always talking to Superman behind bars, always just whispering in his ear about what's going on. It seems that Lex Luthor has bigger plans for our Man of Steel that maybe our Man of Steel wants him to have. Yeah, yeah. And I, I really like that Lex is involved. I don't know this way. It kind of seems like it's something that... It's like something that, and I like the super court, but the idea of Lex always in his ear, because I like the explanation of it, but I don't know how long you can keep doing this, where everywhere Superman goes, Lex is just talking shit. He's always listening. And the thing is, he seems to always be seeing, too, and I don't know exactly how I I agree, it's weird, right? You know what I mean? He has the ways and means of doing things, but at one point, he was in that magneto prison and i'm like how could you do it but he seems to be all knowing all seeing now but i love that idea where when clark explains it to lois and says listen throughout all my life all these things that i did have to center on certain people's voices certain people and lex would be somebody who he would be trying to you know keep tabs on because how bad he's been and and going so with that he can't turn it off so he puts the earphones on and stuff like that. I actually thought that that was pretty clever and a pretty cool deal. I just don't know how much I need Lex in the ear going, I told you you should have done this. Hey, break that arm. At the beginning, it's a cool play because you think that Superman's gone completely insane. <laughs> and I will even play that they should have went a step further and maybe showed us a little member of these new powers and this new like ultra Superman type deal that maybe we could have thought it's part of that. Oh, no, it's making him go insane. What new Ultra Superman? Well, when he came back from the whole war world. He oh, with the Genesis powers. stuff. The, okay. Yeah, the gen- his powers have increased. We don't know how, but I thought maybe you could show a little still of that, that to make though? it seem. Yeah, they claimed it in a bunch of interviews and things like that. So we'll have to see where and it's when they're going to actually reveal that. It's just such a because when we had the Genesis artifacts, the objects that we had from war world, it seemed before that like it was a dangerous thing where you had this... You know, this piece of an old, old god that was giving you, like, you know, a power up essentially, but then it would also give you terrible, terrible withdrawal until they decided to drop that part of the story and never focus on it again. Until 1050 of Action Comics, when they actually made it a point to say to us, he's now more powerful. He has more powers. That was in that, and that was the kickoff there. 
and getting into the stone well, at DC. Is, is so I'm saying it's still on the board. Then he was when he went to Warworld, where he was losing his powers. But they completely. never explained the full thing. They just ended up saying that he was more because I remember a lot of people and even myself said, "Do we really?" The idea of Superman. People are already arguing he's too much overpowered, and then you have this where you're spelling it out. Oh, he's even more powerful now. But they didn't. Maybe they'll just do like they always do and just push that aside. I they imagine because so. we haven't seen it since. But it was part of this new deal, and I, I wanted to say that I thought it was in the Joshua Williamson part of that, but I think it was just in the Philip Kennedy Johnson. It was when he was in space, Eric, and all of a sudden they said, "Oh, he's so powerful because of what had happened." Uh, but we'll see. We'll see if they do reference that again. But the idea where he's there and it's talking in his head, I'm like, what are they playing here? Like he's thinking, man, I want to snap this person's leg and I want to do this. Oh, hey, there's Silver Banshee. I'm going to knock your head off. I thought live that wire. maybe they were. I really live wire. I mean, I, I really thought the idea was going to be that Joshua Williamson was like, listen, he, this isn't your real nice Superman. This is a guy who also, but no, it's it's Lex in his ear. And it's funny because I said so because she's in the end on the screen. And for some reason that got me uh, going there. But you end up having this whole play of, you know, what's going to go on with Lex? Lex being in, in jail. Well, he ended up leaving LexCorp to Superman. Superman. And I now thought that was a... And that was a pretty cool play. I actually, again, I think that that could have been developed a little more as well, just to show you, like, it's one of those things where Lex hates, but Superman is a good guy. And if he wanted it in somebody's hands to be able to not, you know, get taken over and dissolve, that would be from him. It almost feels like what we had in the fifth season of Angel with the idea where Angel destroys the big bad, which actually, during the fourth season brought about world peace, and he destroys the big bads, Wolfman Hart, who are the actual big bad of the entire series, said, you know what? You stopped world peace by ending that big bad. We're going to give you a branch of Wolfman Hart. So now Angel had to have the biggest evil law firm in LA at his disposal. So it was an idea of almost testing him. And maybe Lex Luthor's doing this too, because while Lex, you know, with Mercy Graves being his, you know, talking piece right now, saying how, you know, Lex wants you to have this. You need to have this. You can't give it away because we'll make sure that we shut down all of Lex Corp and all that stuff like that. So people are going to lose their job. Superman, you won't And that's this. a good play. That's and a it's good a great play. play. It's, yeah, yeah. Is it the idea of almost tempting him with too much? See how far Lex can go because while Lex might be getting something out of this because it seems like Lex Luthor's, you know, enemies for whoever they may be are after Superman and Lex as well. And that's why Lex needs Superman's help more than anything. But what is the play on the back end of this where we had, you know, Lex decide, Shit, you know what? On top of us needing Superman and I need to give Clark his identity back, I also, you know, kidnapped Metallo's sister and is making him do terrible things to Superman and the Superman family over in Action Comics. How does that play into the game that we're playing right now in Superman? It is a weird play. And in that, you know, Action Comics leading into this, when you had that 1050 deal, we even had a little prelude to this and some other things. And and the idea that Lex did want to kind of, hey, look at my super suit. Look at this. And you're having all that play. And then Superman's like, yeah, whatever. Now he's forcing Superman to be involved. Maybe. I don't know. It's weird because we love Super Lex. But this is kind of a different thing. And you are yeah. still getting. And I, I like a lot of people were dissing this on the way of, oh, we already saw Lex joining Superman before. I don't need this whole cliche trope thing again. I like I it because, well, <laughs> me and you love Super Lex anyway, but sure I like this I because Super of Lex what right you're here. saying. You don't know the angle. You don't. Yeah, it might be for protection. It might be to be seen, Eric. But with all that, it still could just be so nefarious in the background while he's in jail doing this. It's kind of a cool deal. And I'll even give 
a little thing to you. This reminds me, you always, when a, a villain like this gets arrested, you want to play that game like a Man Ray in the I Am Batman, which is I'd bring right. up. But the idea of he's arrested, but is he more dangerous now, right? Because the game's on. This was part of the plan. So who knows? What is going or did on? Lex with Luthor Lex? have himself arrested? They put in like Strikers Island or like whatever Supermax he's in right now. I forget if it's Strikers or not. But the idea that he knows that somebody's after him, he needs as much walls between him and whoever this big bad is as possible while it takes on Superman instead of him. Yeah, and and almost getting that idea. Or, did he do it on purpose? Yeah, did he do it on purpose, or is he? It's weird. The play you could say that he even had you know an epiphany. Superman left. He saw John. That oh my god, my boy's back. Maybe I said, you know, who knows? Take the L, Luther. You're always thinking that he's up to something, obviously. But in this, he's not. This is where I get the idea that it intrigues me more than what we would usually get. Because if he's trying to dupe Superman, don't you think he'd be like, hey, Superman, you're doing great. Yeah, keep doing this. First off, he knows that Superman can hear him. That's already pretty funny that he could just say things and knows that Superman would be listening. But he's not, you know, cutting corner. He's telling him to break bones. Hey, put her in the water and, you know, put her under there till she gets knocked out. And Like, he's not trying to be a nice guy. He's trying to say, no. this is how you do it. If you this listen how to you me, efficiently. yeah, you can get it done efficiently. But he's not trying to play a role here or trying to be nicer at a point. Uh, but I, I thought it was pretty good. And I do like that idea of letting Clark or Superman be the one who holds his company. Well, he is in, and then he knows Superman will say no. And then he says, Mercy says, well, you know, through him, can't all do these that. people lose their jobs. That's probably the one thing that will keep Superman there. I thought that it was Superman very well put. <laughs> exactly. And it's, it's, I think that that shows, at least <laughs> now, Joshua Williamson, he's thinking this through. That's a very smart play. And I thought that that was really cool to have that because then Superman's like, well, all right, like begrudgingly, he's going to do this, but not for Lex, not for Mercy. A lot of cool stuff there, though. You got super geniuses working for him. He's got a supermobile already there. I'm like, I like all of this. Superman having a, a scientific, and I was going to say scientific, like Fortress of Solitude, even though that's very scientific, but this is almost another Star Labs for Superman, which is great, too, because he even brings up the Mercy Graves. Look, I already got Star Labs, Steelworks. It's like, and we love the competition, Supes, but here you have everything you need, and we're going to work our damns to try to give you everything you want in the future. Yeah, and the only thing that I sit there and think is like, Mercy, she has that, you know, Mega Man arm gun Stop shit it. that's going to go. And and until then, she should, everything, everything seems on the up and up. Everything seems like they're actually, like, not turning over a new leaf, but doing this so that she says everybody's happy. And then I know yeah, morale's been up. I sat there and thought that maybe you would be happy, too, because we get different suits. We have different mech armor but in the background. That's so cool. You, the status quo element of this new Superman DC, Donna DC situation that we have. It's all great where Superman has a new super corp. Like this whole thing, like I said, it reminds me of Angel Season 5, which I love. We're putting Angel in this really bad situation, even though he's a good guy. And he has to see how you deal with that. Like that a lot. I even like that Lois Lane is now taking over as the editor in chief for Perry White. Yeah, now are you surprised that people were mad about that? Because I'm not. I thought that that was the right play, well, right? I, I'm surprised. I'm surprised that people are yeah, mad about people that. Because didn't why like would it. you? I just want to know what happened to Jimmy Olsen running the goddamn paper. Well, you know, he, that thing's going to go under if it's up to him. He's not real good at it, right? I, I would say no, that's great. I, I just I like Lois and even the dynamic of the newsroom when you do see that because while Bendis tried to force that in, it never felt right. It always felt forced, and they just taking up page space. 
Kira feels good because you have Lois and Superman still doing Lois and Superman things that you want to see them doing. Jimmy Olsen being a goofball, it's great because we have the identity back as well. So you just have all the dynamics of Superman that you want on top of this new dynamic with Lex Luthor in prison and wanting Superman to be in control of his company, now called Supercorp. The biggest problem I have with the issue overall is that I got really excited for the beginning of this issue for the cold opening with Superman versus Livewire, and then even later on with Superman versus Parasite. But it seems like all of these villains that I want to have big story arcs for, I want to see Superman go up against and have new things to do, they are just, they just kind, kind of kind of get in and out. Where yeah. It just shows, like, exactly, it's a cold open. And I want more than that because you can just kind of make Livewire look like a chump here who's mad that her podcast got taken down. I'm like, oh, I <laughs> it, want more. It did make me laugh. I like when you don't cancel me and all that. I thought that there was a lot of fun to it. You even have what I, I actually wanted a little more of the young Clark back in Smallville just to get more of that. You know, nailed down continuity and deal. And I, he maybe likes we the will. rock and roll music. Yeah, he does he likes like the loud. rocks and rolls. And it's too loud. You're too old. And when Martha, she liked the Tammy Wynette, it seemed. <laughs> I'm like, all right. <laughs> like, you can really blast some Tammy Wynette. It's not going to be as loud as whatever Clark's listening to. But I even like that. That Pete Ross, he's a bad influence. Let, little do you oh, know that stop. there's worse in, in town. You know, don't go near the Luthers. So. You end up having all of this go down, and I thought there was a lot. What do you think lot... he was listening to? I, I don't know. Probably the Beastie Boys is what I'm saying. Uh, the back Beastie in the day. I think it was the Beastie Boys. So you end up where? How old is Superman now? Because I feel like somehow I'm way older than him. You know what? That shifting timeline, Eric. He's an Elvis fan. Then he's a Beatles fan. Then he's a Led Zeppelin fan. Now he's a Beastie Boys fan. I, Turns I don't... out Pete Ross introduced him to ICP, and the cats oh, are really upset right now. Can you imagine if they ended up having young Clark Kent? He's looking out the window, and then Martha's yelling, why don't you turn it down? He turns around. He has the face, the face paint, paint on. Oh, my God. Love that, it. that would be hilarious. He's I, just a boy. <laughs> He'll yeah, grow out of it. He'll grow out of that face. It is a funny play. And in that, I do like a bunch of things here. And you do have where well, you, you'll have some fan service moments as well. You know, when Superman does take down Livewire, a wedding is almost, you know, ruined. So Superman, because he's an orda- eh, ordained priest as an alien guy. You just need an officiant. It's fine. You don't need to be ordained. I love the idea. They're like, oh, the officiant. <laughs> he hightailed it out of there. He's the only guy who ran. Uh, but Superman doesn't. You get a little. But it's not overdone because you get these, like, little Polaroids and stuff with it. I thought it's, it was it's okay. It's a little much for all that Superman did for this wedding. And then what it looks like, the reception and everything like that. I'm like, you got other things to do right now than hang out at a wedding, Superman. Well, at one point, Lex even gives him a little bit of crap. Like, hey, you're doing some downtime here. There's a lot of people who died while you were doing this. And Superman has to end up. Getting that out, he has to put on those, you know, earphones. Would it now? Wouldn't it have been a cool deal if we didn't know exactly what he was listening to at the beginning, and then we saw that? And you see the Pete Ross mix, though. But it is the probably the same song that he was listening to before. It'd be kind of cool. But yeah, you see that Lex is in the old uh, prison. He's not really. In, I guess he's enjoying himself enough. He's going around getting the slop. He's talking to the Supermans. But really, all this is is about setting up the status quo of how this book will be going forward. And I will get back to the lowest deal. I thought that that was great. I thought it was really good because I love the idea that she's trying to almost like play the role of doing it. And she's, she's trying to do it. And then later on, great Caesar's when she says that later, she it made me laugh so much because it's me thinking that she's been practicing doing Perry all that time. And then when it happens, that's a natural deal where she says it because that he would have been there to say it as well. But a lot of people, I don't think, realize why Perry isn't there and just think that Lois got shoved into this position 
it's it wasn't that and i thought it was good and he even says, might have had himself a stroke when he tried to figure out the superman was clark kent because lex Luthor did a mind whammy which is going to screw anybody up that now learns that superman is super uh clark kent now how many writers do you think we'll get to before somebody stops doing the I want you to dress up in a sexy outfit from the past. Lois is horned up Look, it's all the time. She wants Tonight is Farmer John night. Put on your overalls. She does have theme nights uh, going around, but everybody always seems to interrupt it because uh, they're smooching, and then Jimmy comes running around the corner. And Jimmy is the oblivious fun Jimmy in this as well. I love when shit goes down and Jimmy's just snapping pictures so that it allows Clark to you know, run off and and try to save what he thinks is going to be an attack, but it is LexCorp turning into the SuperCorp. And again, cool. I th- I thought it was good too. Corp. I I like the idea of that little orientation video. That was fun. The cartoon orientation video was great. The thing is, that I realize that Lex Luthor is not on the up and up with this. Is when he actually came together and put a hologram learning mechanism for Superman oh, that's hilarious. to make it look like Lex Luthor is his father from the <laughs> Fortress of Solitude. Like, you knew what you were doing. Yeah. This is too far and Superman is pissed. And that's why I like this. People saying, oh, I don't want Lex to join in with Superman or whatever. He knows what he's doing and he's not being full good. He is superimposing himself into Superman's life right now just to keep poking him in the ribs every chance he gets. Even if he just had the hologram with the crystals and almost like the, hey, by the way, Mercy says, Lex is aware that you learned it like he knows too much. Like he's showing Superman, I know all about you, but also, hey, look at this. I'm wearing an outfit that looks like your dad's with the singlet around his head for no reason whatsoever. And that made me laugh. That made me laugh so much. And yeah, you end up where well, Superman's pissed, but what can he do? He has to go along with this or people will lose their jobs. So then all of a sudden, oh my God, problems. And this is where you said Parasite. And I love the idea that we get some classic villains, parasites. right? Yeah, I love, but you're right. I want more. I want a full Parasite, you know, arc. I want to have more. So do I. I want a full live wire. Yeah, yeah, a full live wire deal because you're using villains that we do like and we want more every time we don't do get, get it we don't get enough so i do like that but seeing it kind of but parasite turning into parasites then i'm like i don't know what the hell's going on but i'm hungry 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 hippos here i do like where parasite gets down in like the three-point stance is gonna end up just destroying superman that's where oh, you need lombard there you need lombard to be there hey he's got the good positioning we haven't had lombard as much uh we need him but you end up where Superman just wallops Parasite. While Lex is saying, do this, do that, you know, you got to hurt this guy. You might kill him. I gave you some tech. But what does go it matter? Go to Supercorp with your super speed. Go retrieve this energy retrieving gun that I have over there. I'll save a lot of time and a lot of lives. Just don't do what you normally do. Superman doesn't listen to Lex. And then when he knocks Parasite for a loop into a, a forest or a bunch of trees, I don't know if Parasite just falls apart into a bunch of little parasites or there was a bunch of little parasites waiting. But whatever happened here, we have Superman overwhelmed by a murder of parasites. Yeah, yeah. And it looks crazy. And then with that, I thought, okay, that's interesting enough. That's where you do seem to see that Lex has rigged up some things where he is able to see things. He has that TV or something in his cell and he's rigging things up and actually has a video screen. That looks like what is happening to the Superman. Vi- I don't know where they're getting. I don't know where they're from? getting it's the like feed. Right over the, like, 
It's like a third person over the shoulder shot for no Superman. No idea. Right now. now he, you could say that at some point he had a nanotech type deal that went on him while he was in the building. I mean, you could do that. I don't know how they're going to play it, but that is okay. I thought, well, let's see how this is a little wonky, a little, not wonky, but a little weird. But then you continue on. And I'm intrigued. Now, this is a crazy ending, but the whole deal with this where you see Bizarro there and he is ripped apart, being fixed. At first, I thought that they had already grabbed Superman and grabbed him and took him back to a lab or something. But it does look like it's at least some sort of Bizarro that they are either taking yeah, so apart who, or making. It's weird because you have parts around. Who, Whoever this is, who's the enemy of Lex Luthor that, you know, is going to be our big bad for this coming arc. He has a blue kryptonite scalpel, and it looks like he is operating on the body of a Bizarro, and his arm's missing, so I don't know if he's dissected that arm already, or if we are enhancing this to take on Superman and or Lex, because this person has, like, newspaper clippings of even a young Alexander Luther on the wall, and it seems like he has a vendetta right now, so I don't know exactly who this character is. He kind of looks like the key a bit, but... A little. He's doing, he's doing some gross stuff, and whoever's with him is watching a bunch of monitors of other Superman That's villains. That's where I uh, saw like, Silver nope. Banshee. That's where I yeah, thought she's the deal like, she's at Maxima, I believe. Let's, let's just hope that uh, he just likes collecting dead bodies of people, <laughs> and he's not collecting these to do dist- like terrible things to them, because they're just locked in a cell. I, I just don't want the, whoever this person is, the cheapest creepers motherfucker over here, taking body parts. Well, right there you see the eyes, you know, it's a serial killer, and I could always say this, and then some fingers on the other side. I'm like, That's a whole hand. I'm like, why, why do you, I, it's a weird thing, like, if I'm collecting super powered things, I, I don't know a hand is what I think of, but there you go, and like we said, it's the right-handed too. That might be. Either you're taking something out of Bizarro there, or you're making a new type of deal. Uh, that might be the twist. But the By idea. By the way, I'm interested. Yeah, and the idea. That's where you get that big twist where Lex says, "Listen, you're. I'm trying to tell you how to deal with this because you're not dealing with your villains or somebody. Cut. You're facing mine." And yeah, and I think that maybe what the play here is is the idea. Is this just gonna be abyss? Yeah, maybe. Oh god. Maybe the the deal, like, hey, listen, you know, Parasite, he does his thing. He wants to suck you off, you know, in a kind of sexy way. But my Not villains kind of aren't like nice like that. Oh, they, they're very crazy. So you're gonna have to start acting and thinking like me because we're going after these things that really don't hold back. They don't care. Uh, so I do. I do think that that's very intriguing. And the art in this is incredible. It's incredible. And I'll, that's so good. Uh, you know what? I'll give you a deal because the last time Jamal Campbell that we really had a lot with him was the Naomi book. He did that. Yeah. And you can see when somebody's allowed to tell a story a little more than just having a background for 80 million word bubbles. Because even when Lois, when Lois comes out and she's got like just her like that stance and yelling, it's perfect. Everything in this looks so good. And then you have at the end, the thing that you know and love, Eric, where they're like, later on in the book, you always always tell me you hate these things of the things to come. Coming like, to I, Superman. I pace through it. I'm like, eh, I don't need to look yeah, at this right yeah. now. So you, you get the deal. But in the end, it looks like Brainiac. They are giving you that Brainiac will be around sometime in 2023. So, And I'm just sitting there. I'm like, man, I want that live wire story. Yeah. Yeah, Brainiac, those big. We haven't had a, a really big Brainiac story in a while either. But I, I do... There's so many Superman villains that we haven't had because, you know, we were Toy worried about Rogal Czar and Sin Mar and Jarrell. Like, I want to get back to some of these big classic villains and seeing them here. I agree. They did get me excited, but I did get that kind of side deal like you had of 
oh man, I hope we do get to see more. I hope this isn't just you're wasting them. Don't shortchange these villains. I mean, it, it reminds me one of the things that you have a pet peeve about. You end up going to uh, a Earth in the multiverse and kill the coolest characters like that instant and then leave. Like, yeah, come why? on. Yeah, why do that? So what would you give this overall? I think the art is greatness, and I'm very intrigued by the story and the villains involved. I want to see where this goes. Done. This really gets me excited for the dawn of DC. So, an eight out of ten. Yeah, I'm an eight five. I, I, I could even. I'm going to go eight eight. I, I really did like it, and you, you nailed it. I think that this is that book that if you are trying to get excited about what might be the dawn of DC, this felt like a rebirth error type deal. It, it felt really nice. It, I said that about the flash as well. And you could even go with a little nightwing. I know that I bitch and moan the, the progressions and stuff, but it has that feel and I'm all for it. So I'm a little more excited. Now this is my book to trumpet Eric, not that Lazarus planet alpha and Omega nonsense, but that speaking of Mark way, love that Joshua. <laughs> Williams, though. Yeah, I'm worried, but this actually is one of his better starts in my mind. I really did like it. So, Always has a good start. Yeah. Sometimes they're good, but I thought this was great, Eric. So maybe <laughs> at the end, instead of thudding completely, he just thuds a little. He just has to just keep the eye it's on the prize. If he's listening right now, just keep the focus. Keep it. Don't start, you know, Do it, meandering around and all of a sudden, well, you know, those people at the end here, they weren't really the villain. This was the, oh, and they weren't either. Maybe you are getting a little of that because we have both the parasites. And that thing, I hope that he keep on the beaten path. Maybe a bizarre. Do it. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot. And then at the end, hey, by the way, bring that. Oh, no, Eric. It's going to go, it's gonna go wrong. Too. Holy moly. Here we go. We're going to go to the next book, which this must be the one that Eric did not like too much. Even though it's just for fun, Eric. You don't like having fun. You know I don't like having fun. Batman Superman World's Finest. Number 12. Nobody ever said you were Cindy Lauper. That's for sure. It's written by Joshua Williamson. Uh, oh, Once wait again. a minute. Now I actually have. Now I messed up, what are you Eric. Doing? I, I ended up where I got the credits. I got the wrong credits. I got them for the Superman book for some reason. Batman Superman World's Finest number 12, written by Mark Wade with art by Emmanuel Lupacino, Wade Von Graal Badger, Norm Rapmund, and. Tamra Bon Valange. And Steve, Steve, Steve Waters. Tamra Bon Valange. She blocked us. Everybody should block me now. Why did I get. I'm sitting there. Batman Superman World's Fine. Josh Williams. No shit. I got the wrong ones. Eh? <laughs> I had one job for this section and I couldn't do it. But we end up having the one bad date. And you said that when we were talking on the Patreon spotlight, I think, when we were talking about. Why isn't it called that? That is classic, Eric. You came up with the greatest name. Batman, one bad date. One bad date. That would have been good. I said that it was bad dates. That didn't work yeah. as well, but, you know. <laughs> you weren't solid enough. I tried. <laughs> I tried. But when we get in Scream of the Chaos Monkey, I'm like, no, no, that, that doesn't work for me. This is a fun issue. This feels like maybe it could have been something in an annual or something in like a, you know, an anthology type deal. I know I that the big play will be that maybe it should be something bigger and better, but it kind of gets the feel of the world's finest deal. And in this, it does show you that a young Dick Grayson, he's got problems. This guy is undateable, right? He is having problems, but he doesn't know what to do. And I like that idea of being nervous because he's there. The with thing Supergirl. is, 
Maybe it's really well written, and that's the biggest problem, where I sit there and I look at the awkwardness of Dick Grayson and Kara Zorel on their first date and trying to have small talk with each other and just failing miserable to the point where Robin looks like a jerk because he wants to know where the food is, but, but he interrupts Kara during us to talk about herself. And I'm sitting there like, this is so awkward. I don't like reading I know it. you don't like and awkward things. And that's maybe things. a problem I have. And you have problems even with TV shows that are like that. Even though, Can't do it. I mean, even Sonny is one of your favorites, and that's kind of awkward, but that's so over the top, maybe. You know what I mean? Uh, do you like? Oh, yeah. Do you watch Curb Your Enthusiasm? Of shit. Do you watch that? I can't. All? Yeah, that I can't. I love it, and I, I don't. I've watched a lot of it, but I had to stop. <laughs> I, I'm with you. I get real, you know, kind of uh, the deal. I get squirmy when it gets like that. But I actually, what got me through this issue, it never happened though. But what got me through was I thought that what was going to happen is once they ended up going and fighting some battle, which they do by the end. They actually try to save people at a least. stupid, stupid battle. I thought that that was going to show, but then I realized by the end, wait a minute, these two aren't going to get together, so you have to show that they aren't really compatible. I wish that it would have been a little more friendlier at the point because it really is uncomfortable throughout, but some of the things they both come off looking like jerks at points. So like I, I almost wish that we had the entire story told to us just through Dick talking to Bruce and just dialogue based. Every time we go back to the actual date, I'm uncomfortable. I think the Kara comes off as a bitch sometimes. I feel like Dick comes off as a dick sometimes, and I don't want to look at these characters in this light. I want to have a nice date between these two that eventually, yeah, we know it doesn't work out in the future, but I want there to be something here where Robin doesn't come to their first date dressed as well, fucking Robin. Well, here's the thing, and, and when we get to that, I think it's hilarious. The thing is, I think that Dick Grayson at this point obviously doesn't know much about dating. But I also think that at this point, too, he's been hanging. Batman's his only friend. And it's his dad. It's Alfred. His, yeah, and Alfred. Alfred, but, Alfred but they're not going to give. Alfred's a coxman. A, a, but Alfred isn't going to be sitting there all the time saying, yep, you know what I did to that lady? That Diana Riggs, I plowed her. Oh, you know what I'm saying? So this is just, it shows, it shows in a way superheroes, and they're young superheroes, but they have been shown as capable. The idea that there are things that superpowers are not going to be able to help you with. But what I really do think of Dick Grayson is Dick Grayson with Batman. He is like Batman when they're out and about. It's Dick Grayson talking nonstop. Batman, like he'll grunt and groan. So Dick Grayson is not used to actually listening to somebody. He's the one who's always got to, because if not, you have just dead silence with him and Batman. And I think also that Dick Grayson, because he's there with Batman, he has to push himself up to be something a little more. Like he has to end up like, because he's always going to be overshadowed by Batman. So he's used to like push. And so when he goes on this date, it does not work out because he's used to always talking. Yeah, he's listening, but he's not. And he's doing. But when she, when Kara shows up and also just Kara's side of things, I think that this definitely shows what you would say right away. Kara's definitely way more mature than Dick Grayson oh, yeah, probably ever has been. And so it's not going to work out. It almost feels like you're playing the idea they may be close in age, but Kara definitely you know, mentally and, and you know, Batgirl a thing yet this time? I think that they might have, didn't they have, I don't know, actually. I think that she wouldn't even be in Gotham yet. Have we seen actually, uh, you know, Jim Gordon? Because she would, she would be Batgirl when Dick Grayson is wrong. Yeah. And I, and again, I think that he also, if I'm going with the psychological deal of Dick Grayson, I think that he also seems to like, this is Supergirl. I mean, he has to, maybe in his Agreed. mind, he's got to push. The idea, because he doesn't have powers. And at one point, 
does really impress her by doing some things. But I think because he does Yeah, and I think that Dick Grayson, because of also being that, you know, having the crowd and being that star kind of before, like he really thinks he's got it. He really has to push himself. Yeah, Alfred's the coxman. He's the showman. Yeah, let me tell you about when I was punching (laughs) Two Face all up in his own stupid face. You know, I was doing it all by myself. Batman wasn't even there, just going on and on. But even when you know, Kara's are like. And white kryptonite, and that kills only plant life, which is weird. And then there's anti kryptonite, which only hurts humans with power. And I'm like, look, I understand the thing is, I, I really thought this whole thing fell flat. Like, I didn't want any parts of it as soon as she showed up all dressed and Robin was in no, a Robin the, costume. And here's the, I, and they're just having Robin and Supergirl at a like a nice restaurant. It, it almost feels like, and she even thinks in Superman, well, he kind of likes to make a scene, he likes to be seen and stuff like that. But I don't know. I don't even know that they necessarily know the secret identities. Maybe that was the whole deal. They do. And, and the other idea, though, is I, I think that you could say that Dick Grayson actually is afraid that maybe Supergirl doesn't want, you know, just stupid Dick Grayson. She wants the superhero, Robin. But he does say, well, you made the date while we were in costume. I thought it was hilarious when she walks out and she sees him in costume and goes, what the fuck? And has to go change and then walks in. And then everybody's like oogling her. She's like, I didn't want this. This sucks. And then for everything to fall flat after a really lackluster battle that interrupts the date, Dick Grayson didn't bring any cash and he can't use his ATM card because the ATM has cameras and, he and all these things. And then when Supergirl has to pay, I'm just... I'm physically hurting on the inside, and it's, uh, I'm telling you, I don't think it's the writing as far as, maybe it's just an own personal thing that I have, but when I see these situations, I just don't ever want to have these situations in real life. I don't want to see these characters go through that in my fictional life, and when you have this going on, I just want to see a nice time between, you know, Kara and Dick to a point where, like I said at the beginning, we know it's not going to work out, but it's going to end to a degree that's going to at least feel nice. That's what I thought. I thought that when they ended up, you know, stopping all these bowling balls and things like that, that they were going to actually like, and, that's oh. the guy I like. And oh my, you know, and get when a you kiss get to the something. idea that you have to interrupt the bat, the battle, we have to interrupt the date with a battle out of nowhere because a guy's I mean, pet that monkey is escapes his apartment. Yeah. And then he like, you know, jumps onto a truck that scares the truck driver to the point where it jackknifes. And then a bunch of loose bowling balls are all in the box truck's back. For some reason, just a box truck full of loose bowling balls opens up and goes like, this is a goddamn cartoon. That's all it is. It's super it's, friends. It is. Uh, but it's also like a Silver Age deal. I do like where Supergirl's like, why are these? And he's like, Dick Grayson's like, well, duh, he's got to deliver the bowling balls. How do you load those onto a truck? Again, I'll I'll try to make this work for you. We're not going to. You don't like fun. But I think <laughs> that there's a point here that it's, you may even think that it's, it's sad. Almost like an alligator eating an old lady. Eric. You end up where Kara's going through that. Well, I mean, almost. Kara's there and like, you know, wait, it does this and what that. You almost get, you know what? These kids have not lived the life. They, they are always superheroing. So when they get to a point, because a small talk at a date like this would be, hey, what happens at school? Hey, you know, hey, I hate that teacher or I don't like that guy. Or, hey, you listen, Honestly, you listen to that rock if music. They talked about that stuff. That would have been amazing. I think that what we're getting is they don't really have a lot of that stuff in their life, especially Dick Grayson's always training. You know that that's Batman cracking the whip. And what is he going to say? Yeah, my butler. 
He's my best friend. I think that they are trying desperately to... Like, you can have so much more heart in the times where Kara is talking to Superman and where Dick is talking to Batman, because I do think those are the best parts. But when everything is just ends on a joke, like, hey, does Talia have a sister, Batman? No. I'm like, <laughs> you, you took all the like, really goodwill you had with this and just made it very... And it's supposed to be really fun, but I just didn't like the way that it painted the characters when they were together. Is it because there was all this, like, trial and tribulation because, you know, Supergirl fucked up and, like, dropped... Robin in the middle of time yeah, somewhere. Yeah, maybe he's pissed off. You end up where even like it, it gets me in this idea also of like you go and you go to a convention and you end up whether whatever it would be. Maybe it's a sliders convention, right? And Jerry O'Connell's oh God, there and you end up and he's like, Hey, you seem cool. You want to go get a beer afterwards? And you go and have a Cheers beer with Jerry. Jerry. But then all you do is talk about sliders to him and he's like I think that that's almost what each of them are doing. They don't know what else to talk about because they don't know each other. I have plenty of Jerry O'Connell stuff to talk about. That's Charlie. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I actually was going to say Charlie at first, and I couldn't remember his name. No, actually, I'll do it a little different. This would be like you end up having a date. You're, you're working with somebody. They're pretty cool. Hey, you want to go out? And when you go out, they just talk about work, and you realize – we don't have anything in common. We just work together. And I think that that's what's happening between these two. The idea that the only thing they have in common is that Batman and Superman are best friends. So they end up being around each other, superheroing. And yeah, got lost in time, but they don't. And if you would have had this progress, Jerry, do you ever get pissed off when you're out with your wife and like she's people still refer to her as Rebecca Romaine Stamos? Yeah, he would get upset, actually. And then you'd say, you know what? That Rebecca Romaine, her father is just a, a gem. He is. He's really cool. Sure is. He, he really pushes his daughter and, and Jerry as well. Uh, or you're like, hey, do you get mad because you're both doing like Star Trek things, but she ends up getting more recognized as anything? But in this, I, again, I think that they're kind of going on this date. They don't have anything really in common. And if you ended up saying, do you think they should date? Even if you push away the idea that they don't eventually anyway. It, they don't seem like they're made for each other, especially at this time. The time is, I just thought at one point you'd have at least like a little kiss or something by the end. But the, the fun play of it, I thought, was the Superman and Batman talking to each of them, kind of giving like, you know, giving the idea, well, you have to realize this, but it, it's too you know, late. It, it's not happening. And it, it just is very, very awkward. But I really like the art. I got, I got some laughs out of it. I know what you're saying and the wraparound story of the monkey is just ridiculous i think it's supposed to be but it's just way over the top but i think it's just for a fun little you know one shot here it's, and it's, go. A, it's a weird bit too when we get back to dick and batman talking about this bad day even when they're on patrol and stuff like that it's like dick just take the loss and move on easy for you to say and then out of nowhere how do you have to follow that up with you are pretty flamboyant <laughs> Like, where did that come no, from, he's, Batman? He's just been pissed off about it. I mean, actually, what he's saying to Dick Grayson is everything that pissed off Supergirl, nowhere. I've been pissed off for years now. Stop it. Stop it with that. I do. At the beginning, you get the fencers, wink, wink. He's doing, you know, the disco wing. He's drawing a little bit yeah, of costume. Fun. I thought that was fun. Also showing you, though, that at this point, you have a Dick Grayson who... Might be a little bit too old for the tights here that he's wearing and wants to kind of step out on his own. I think that plays in. He needs himself a deep V. Yeah, really. And 
he just needs to meet the girl or girls that he's comfortable with and can have that. Not everybody, Barbara. yeah, or you know, Corey later, whatever it would be. No, no, right? no, no I'm going to that. Uh, I'm telling you, people are mad at you now. Oh, I know. I ended up. I saw. Fuck. Him. I actually, I actually saw. It's funny because you love Corey. I do, but I ship Dick and Bass. I do too. I do completely. I saw some people arguing about that back and forth. Eric, I avoided that one. I completely oh, avoided. Right. I did not get involved with that one. Uh, but with that, I, I thought that it was. A, I thought that it was surface level fun nonsense with a little bit of layers. I actually thought that it did have a little bit of layers as you look into it to give you a little look at these characters at that moment. Chuck More Dick Grayson. Again, that's the Silver Age nonsense that he's been doing in it. It makes it fun. It makes it maybe too fun. <laughs> it's a little bit over the top. But I just—I actually just didn't like the monkey because the guy who's renting this apartment comes in and says, hey, I, I got in here and let your monkey. Now, that's a dick move, right? That is. It is a dick move. You can't have monkeys in that apartment. And then the guy's like, fuck you. I'm going to get the monkey. I'm going to come back. I'm like, both of you. This is like. I'm a victim. I'm telling you, this is like that fight with the Parker versus Corey. I, I wouldn't get involved. these They're both assholes. Stop it. Uh, but then they have the monkey, and then it reminded me of Ross from Friends. Everything was spinning around, Eric. Then, because then you got the sitcom. I did. I'm telling you, I thought that it was hilarious when she shows up for that date, and Dick Grayson's there, looking pissed off in his Robin suit. But then, I, I, I will agree though. I love Dick Grayson, but boy, he came off as a real dick as he was going. Sure like, did. I actually thought that we were going to get this idea of whoa. This steak char char is that you know, like he'd be really upset and keep sending the food back. I'm like, oh, please don't do it. But when he couldn't pay, oh my god! And then also, oh, I'll pay. You know, I am a billionaire's son. Oh, you jerk! And then tries to apologize. Yeah, it's a little odd, a little odd. But I, I had fun with it uh, for what it was. It's, it's just. Well, I think deal. the art looks great all the way through, and I actually was really looking forward to this issue and like the idea of them trying to date it not working out. I just don't like the execution. And I do think that the times that the Kara is talking to Superman and Dick talking to uh, Batman is the best parts of it until the end when you just have a weird conversation where, hey, just tell you have a sister. And also, you are pretty flamboyant. <laughs> like, it just that the ending's weird and the, like, the, the battle is weird. There's some parts to what I do like. But overall, this was a flop of a world's finest for me. What are you going to give it? I'm going to give it a 6 out of 10. Oh, my goodness. I'm an 8. 5.5. Uh, I'm an 8. I, I actually five had point some five. fun. Fuck and it. If I'm thinking of the first of <laughs> I, I'm going to come at you like Take those, those Corey fans. Uh, the idea of maybe they're working on that Shazam book and they need to like write a quick one shot here. I don't think that's the case. But what maybe is happening where you have this book and it does seem like Dick Grayson is kind of he's going to be here for a while, but he's drawing up the Nightwing deal. Right. And also, this might be where you don't really need Supergirl in this book all the time. She's too much of a secondary Superman. It ends up making a power deal in this. She's going to feel too weird to be around Dick Grayson, so she's out of the book now. Well, we already had that before when she almost like had him lost in time, and then she took off for a while. You know, you still might end up, because that made her look like a dick. Now you just go with, eh, Dick Grayson's a weird little kid, and he's odd. Not the great Dick Grayson. I know, but... It, that's it is the great Dick Grayson. We're gonna hear that song possibly very quickly, actually. As right. I, but when we have that, I like seeing that he wasn't always like that. And even when he's there, like he doesn't say at any point 
None of this feels like good. Like, <laughs> like I, him being awkward is fine, but it's not good natured no, awkward. It the doesn't funny feel play like. is at the end. Now that you say that, I agree because he doesn't sit there and say, "I feel bad because like he's like eh, he's already moved on." This is like free love and Dick Grayson. He's already asking if somebody has it. Hey, tell you have a sister, Batman. It's like yeah, but yes. it doesn't matter anyway. Also, it's like Hawkman. There, there's some fun little plays there. Uh, Sue, Sue and Ralph did. And look at how, see, like, he's pissed there. Maybe he should have, maybe you could have had him be a little more sympathetic at the end where he's like, oh my God, I'd love it if he said, hey, Bruce, I ended up, you know, not having to get my money. The card, he's like, that worked with her? Holy shit, I knew I should have. How do you I, think I got I knew so I rich? I told you that earlier. That's what I, or he's like, Alfred told you that trick too? Yep, he's a chapsman, that Alfred. Uh, but him being like almost pissed off. It does play off weird, but I'm still an eight. I, I had fun with it. I'm I'm just gonna go with the fun factor. It made me laugh out loud at least twice, but it was it was awkward laughing because of just nonsense. But with that, that's the end of the first section of books. Eric, we are uh, gonna go off to some mail. I did say we're gonna get the Dick Grayson song. We will get that though after the mail. But right now, we're gonna go off to the mail. It is time for the mail, Eric, and if everybody out there wants to get a hold of us and send us some mail for the show and be the star of the show like Eric Shank, like or what was it, anal sex, you can end up emailing us me. in at weirdasciencedccomics at gmail.com. That'll be in the show notes as well, and you can let us know about love, life, comics, anal whatever. Sex. But we're going to start off with Jeffrey Greek, who has a tagline here or a subject line lazarus fatigue eric and i think that a lot of people will be on board with that move on Uh, jeffrey (laughs) says i was really looking forward to the golden age of dc as a way to reignite my love of monthly comics but this whole lazarus planet nonsense has killed it entirely he's also talking about the dawn of dc they ended up with that golden age book and that they do a lot of weird things to get people kind of smoking mirrors confused but he says, the entire time I was listening to your coverage of it, which makes it seem like he was a smart fella and he didn't read it, Eric. That, that is right there showing that Jeffrey Greek is smarter way smarter than, us. than me and you. Yes, something was scratching at the back of his mind. Something like aliens, like sucking out stuff out of your spine. Because he says, it strongly reminded me of something. Tonight, it finally clicked. Lazarus Planet is just bloodlines. 2.0 and he asked yeah. if we remember Bloodlines sure and we do we really do because they ended up doing that mini series well, they that like, harkened back they almost to did it. like a reboot of Bloodlines during the new 52 with it as well yeah it was very odd that whole deal but that actually was how we ended up getting acquainted to V. Ken Marion yeah. and uh, Reggie loved it I mean Reggie that's like his wheelhouse I'm not going to say that he said it was the good the biggest loose cannon fan ever Reggie no. <laughs> yeah yeah really and, and we ended up having some fun talking with Reggie about that that's way back in the day if you look that up and he says it was a 1993 crossover event that played out across the various DC annuals and fan. served as a launching pad for a bunch of completely forgettable characters who were exactly what you would expect crappy early 90s characters yeah. to be and that is the funniest play because as we were ending up doing that, we ended up, we mentioned a lot because we do love V. Ken Marion, 
his art style did really fit that when he did sure that did. other great. miniseries and it looked really good. But everything that came out and about even in that was just so 90s feeling and so over the top. They were pretty much memory hold within a year. And this was back when DC had editors. I can only imagine what sort of self-indulgent hothouse crap is going to be issued forth from Lazarus Planet. And that is a very big fear. And it says proud badass, which uh, that's awesome, Jeffrey Greek. Thank you, Jeffrey the Greek Greek. Yeah. And I ended up where I was thinking about this even when me and my man Matt Razor were talking about the Millennium deal. And you ended up there where you really, not as a large scale, but you did make different characters in that millennium that went on to that new Guardians book. And those characters, for the most part, were nonsense. But you ended up kind of doing that a lot. There's a lot of times that this happens. I said, uh, while we were talking about that, Invasion ended up having that weird like DNA bomb that ended up being thrown at the end and made characters out of regular people who got powers. It it seems to happen a lot in these crazy comic book stories where... Well, even like Underworld Unleashed, where all the villains were selling their soul to Neuron to get new powers. (laughs) Yeah, it's that weird play of... But the funny play is it almost feels like... Doesn't it feel like every time they do it, though, they try to at least think that it's original, that it's like, oh, this is the new hotness, but it's not. It's the old hotness that never worked. That has that's a reskinned old hotness. I mean, again, you could even go, you know, go full Marvel. It's the Terrigen Mist. It's like it happens all the time, but yet they want to try to play it out as, oh, this is new. Lazarus Rain. It's weird. The Lazarus Rain, and you know, you get these characters getting more and more lazy. (laughs) Yeah, it is, and the laziness is the hey, this will we don't have to set these characters up because that's the setup. Lazarus Rain. It's not enough setup. It doesn't work. It still is bad. You have Terrigen Mist. You have Lazarus Rain. I'm going to get like a Phantom Zone Fog. It's going to give a motherfucker's powers left and right. Exactly. Yeah, see, you're working. I wish that as Doing we it. were seeing the Lazarus Rain, all of a sudden you're like, oh my God, let's go to like, say, you know, Oregon or somewhere. Oh, Naomi, don't go outside. Oh, no, Eric. She's no longer a mega powered. But she lost her Who? powers. Oh, yeah, really? Again, there's a forced character. Oh, they think they really think that people are going to get behind these characters, and that's just not going to happen. It's not going to happen. Unless, I don't, do you think that there's a chance for, say, a city boy? I mean, I'm being serious. No. I'm not even joking. I, I don't. But do you think there might be a chance for, like, you know, Xanthi? Look, all these, that name all these throws new characters. It off, right, Xanthi. Oh, exactly. All, but all these new characters, what I think is the, the best one they have that I would look forward to reading is Dreamer. Giving her new powers because her powers were so undefined before, it didn't really matter. You gave her new powers. Well, Eric, don't you think? And remember when we were talking about some things, they just did end up announcing, not really telling exactly everything about the whole night tears with the K, Eric. Do you think no. that that's a Do you think that that's a dreamer story? Because it would really Probably. make sense that she could get involved, even though they say that it starts with a a villain that you, I don't know. They're in the nightmare realm. And kind of next thing you know, there, there's Professor Pig with Damien. Then the next thing you get another bit of the uh, Bachelorette party. We're just back to the Tom King nightmares is what I think. But yeah, we'll have that. But Dreamer, you, you think that Dreamer has legs, do you? You think that Dreamer can keep going? Maybe. Maybe that's it. You don't think that. Uh, can you name right now any of the members of the Vigil? Can you name any They've of them? They've never named them. No, they have in, in the announcement, at least. No, I don't read announcements. In the comics itself, they haven't named them. I have legitimately said the names to you 
on a podcast up at this point. I actually did read off the name, something we were doing oh, or whatnot. Yeah, I did. And I said, are, yeah, I said, are you going to remember any of these names? Because it was when I told you that I didn't even realize that the vigil, I thought the vigil was the girl. I didn't even know it was the team. And then on the podcast, we were laughing. And I said, are you going to remember these names? And so, I, I'm telling you, I don't remember thing them is, now. I th- the thing is, if you did do that, I, I'm pretty sure that I thought you were making names up. No. Um, that's again. Maybe I was. Say a dodgy castle. Maybe I <laughs> are you say, are you making up words? <laughs> I don't know what's happening. I'm uh, sorry. There's there's arc lights. Yeah, arc light was castle. the one that I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, those really go right. Turn on the arc lights. <laughs> That'd be pretty good. They're gonna do that. But then what do I do with the rest of the names? <laughs> what are the other names there? Yeah, you have uh, Saya, Dodge, and Castle. Oh, Saya, Dodge. So it's turn on the arc light. Then get Saya, Dodge, and Castle. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. It works. It works. It works. Uh, but yeah, I'm I'm completely with uh, Jeffrey Grigg. I am completely with them that it is something that we keep seeing. They think it's cool. It never works. But there's always a chance. Right? There's always a chance. But we're going to move on. To J Man from Admiral Bay says, Hello, Jim. What's up, Eric? What's up, J Man? I'll thank you. Okay. While reviewing Batman 131 back there, uh, back there, uh, oh, you, back there. Jim, mentioned that Chip Zdarsky is one of you. your top three writers. That made him very curious, Eric. It Ooh. made him very, very curious, just like curious. me in college. When you say top three writers, are you referring to comic book writers across all publishers or just DC, Eric? To those two pronged, I'll say what about yes. Novelists? And I, I'm telling you, what I would say strips? that this is funny. Since this whole deal and since we talked about Batman 131, I do still consider Chip Zdarsky one of my, I think it might have been her one before. I'm not sure. I'm not sure now. Uh, but. Because this was actually a thing that I missed way back, and then uh, I had J-Man resend it, so there's a little okay. behind the scenes. But this was a bit ago. Uh, but the idea that Chip Zdarsky is still one of my top, probably top three writers of current comics now, it shows you just how little I have faith in anybody else, because I am not even enjoying his Daredevil anymore. Batman, I like enough, but it's not something that I even have on my $25 do-or-die pull list, which is crazy. I do. But still... But still, I still think he's one of the better writers. There's just not a lot around. But he says, uh, either way, what is your list? And what are your all-time favorite series issues or story arcs from these writers? That's a lot to to digest there, Eric. I'm just going to tell you that right now at DC, I do like Chip Zdarsky. I like Jeff Johns. And I like Jeremy Adams. Those, Actually, are, my those three, are my top three. Top well. deal of, and I think that's an easy you know, list to make. I also like Mark Wade, but he doesn't crack that top three. And obviously also with a Jeremy Adams, my favorite thing would be this flash. He hasn't done really yeah. anything else, but I did like, and I've only read Zdarsky's uh, Batman as far as I know, and his Batman the night. And Zdarsky's my favorite of his would be that daredevil run. But before they ended up even including the Electra stuff, but when they ended up stopping it and redoing with the new number one after the devil's reign story, it hasn't been anything that I've really enjoyed. I think that it's one of those where he's going through the motions to get out of there and finish up. So that's a little Marvel talk. But the uh, Jeff Johns, uh, what would be my favorite Jeff Johns story of all time? I, I could go generic and I guess not generic, but say that it's the Aquaman deal because that was my first what Jeff Johns story. Evil. But I do like Forever Evil. I mentioned that today about people seem to forget about how good an event that was. 
when they talk about events, but even a Blackest Night, like there's a lot of I, stuff. I Jeff even Johnson still really done. like his New 52 Justice League, with the exception of the Amazovirus. Yeah, it's a weird play that's a long, you know, it's run. Long. And I it's like, like 50 issues. Some of it, I really, yeah, like 52 even. Oh my goodness. I, I really like some of it a lot, I know. Well, the old Dark Side War, that ended up getting really delayed and things like that. Yeah. And I do think that somebody came in for like that 52nd issue. Something like that. Yeah, something with that. So. All of this, though, I, I really like that. Uh, and who did we say? Oh, Jeremy Adams, you already said. So there you go. Like and, and you said too. the same thing, right? Yeah, I did, too. And oh, yeah, same thing, yeah. Actually, I will tell you right now that anything that I've read of Jeff Johns, I've not disliked anything. There's never been, like, I wasn't a big a fan uh, of the Doomsday Clock as you, but I didn't hate it. I should say hate, not just I've never hated anything. And some that of the stuff. That Superboy Prime death thing and death metal, I did not care for that. Okay, well, oh yeah, you didn't like that. That's a one shot. So, but I like that. I Just will say, actually didn't care for it. So I can think about. I can think of something I didn't like. I didn't like his new Fifty Two Superman story with that Ulysses garbage with uh, John Romita Jr. So that was a misplay. I didn't like that. But cool. there's other things. Other and it's kind of a funny deal. If you would have asked me this a while back, I probably would have said Scott Snyder. Uh, the whole death metal and metal stuff turned me off, but. It's also the idea, if you do leave the big two, especially here where we're talking DC, you're out of sight, out of mind. It's sad to say, because I really do also like Jeff Lemire, but he's now an image, you know, uh, exclusive. So I won't really get around to a lot of his things uh, from now on either. So I'm thinking more just DC. But he ends up, and me and you, like you said, we have the same, you know, three writers on there currently. I, and me and you also, it's like one of those where this could change next week. I, I'm, really? I'm very flighty with my well, love. I don't know there. about next week, but it could change quick. Well, in, and I would like to say that it could change in a positive way where somebody really steps it up in the next six months. And I'm like, oh, my God, I really like them. I got to include them. Uh, and then probably... I don't know who would I kick off. Probably Zdarsky is he's kind of teetering. Uh, but he says I have I issues. Says I have issues calling Zdarsky a top writer, at least on my list. Even if we're extended to top five or seven, he might be in the top ten. If we are looking at his work for non-big two publishers, which I'm not at all. Uh, he says he likes his Daredevil and Batman. I'm telling you, the Spider-Man life story was great. He says he loved that, but I'm not enjoying his public domain series or his new burn series. I will tell you right now. Wipe your ass with those and throw them out the window because I I don't even care about those, right, Eric? We don't want to hear about that nonsense. You get mad when I bring up Marvel. Now we're bringing up indie sure stuff. Do. Uh, I skimmed through the Spy Superb issue one. I never even heard of that. Thought it was okay with bad art. I guess he is the artist of this one. Yeah, his, he's not. He's a failed artist. That's a good writer. Even in DC, maybe a little hit or miss. I enjoyed his Jason Todd story in Batman Urban Legends. His Justice League Last Ride series and up. Didn't like that much. But I didn't enjoy his Batman the Night series at all. Uh, I, I liked that a little more. You liked it more than me. Although I, he it was Ghostmaker. He purchased all the issues. Yeah, nonsense. Thinking it would somehow tie into his Batman run in the future. It, it kind of does and does kinda actually does. tie into the Batman the Incorporated. Co- the incorporated, definitely. Yeah, it does yeah. a lot. And I thought that the Joker Presents a Puzzle Box was pointless. But I thought that the Joker Presents Puzzle Box. I thought that that was somebody. I thought that was Matthew Rosenberg, actually, and not Chip Starsky. Really. I'm, I'm going to actually look that up because I swear that that's the case. You can look it up as I'm going here. Know. 
Uh, but with all Back of to Rosenberg. Yeah, that's yeah, that's what I thought. That's that's garbage. Why are you bringing that in? That wasn't Sadarsky. Yeah, I'd say that's about Goodreads says it's three point one out of five. Well, that's pretty bad for Goodreads, Eric. That means it's not that's so it. Goodreads, right? <laughs> I'd say that Sadarsky is currently a little better than fifty fifty or you're looking for quality read. But this is better average than either Tom King or Tom Taylor in my book. But again, you put that you put that puzzle box in there. I don't know, Eric. That, that's a little sus. Here's his current top three writers at DC. He basically has Mark Wade in place of us having Chip Zdarsky's. Mark Wade, Jeff Johns, Jeremy Adams. He has Mark Wade number one. I know that you'll have a problem with that. Uh, but yeah, but you Me? you you've been one of those. You've been more uh, down with Mark Wade's stuff than a lot of people. I, look, I'm telling you, a lot of his stuff is really fun based. I'm not the hugest guy on fun, but I really just need more substance for what he's bringing. I could I can get down on the fun as long as there's more substance, but I don't see that anything he's doing. It's right weird now. though because I think that it he has a little more substance though than say like a Tom Taylor and Nightwing and, and but John. It, Kent, the same right? thing. It same is thing. kind of the same, but I think that. Mark Wade has a little more fun, but he like at least Tom Taylor's doing stuff in the current continuity, not playing with his own timeline where he can do anything and make stupid jokes. We'll see how the Shazam book will really show the deal because World's really Finest, look to it. you get away with it with the World's Finest because it is kind of that you know side book. Hey, let's have fun. This continuity that makes no sense, just him doing whatever he wants and everybody praising him for. I'm it. telling you, I think that he'd be in your top three if he did not reply on our site. He ended up trying to argue with us about it, and it made you more mad. And really points the out the idea. The only reason that he like it made me more mad is because like if he wants to yell at Gabe, yell at Gabe. That's fun as hell. But if you're going to do it, make sure that you improve your point to what you're saying when you say that this timeline that you work with is a post-crisis timeline, but where like Green Lanterns aren't affected by Yellow, but you have Karazor El still alive. Like, you just you just said a bunch of nonsense. It, it made it worse. He he tried to justify one thing by kind of. Digging himself in a hole of three other things at the same time. I, mean, nope. I didn't get involved. I hear that guy gets real mad and may end up I like didn't get involved either. He may nail your wife or something, allegedly. I'm not into that, yeah, Eric. I'm it. not into she that. Might be. So, she probably would be, seriously. Happy but birthday. hey, <laughs> I'm crying in the corner. <laughs> I'm, actually, I'm like Superman. I'm just putting on my headphones. All right. I don't want to hear any of this nonsense. So, yeah, you end up. Uh, yeah, he has Mark Wade, Jeff Johns, Jeremy Adams, and Mark Wade's in my top five of the deal. Uh, it's funny, too, because over at, uh, over at say, Marvel, I was really enjoying some Donnie Cates stuff, but now he, he's had some personal problems, which sucks. But some of the stuff, like, I'm real, like, love or hate with his stories. Uh, but over at Marvel, I don't really have a lot of big writers that I really love uh, there. So there you go, Eric. Here is my list of top there seven current writers he has, and we'll just go through these quick. He he loves the Mark Miller, and I'll have to admit, Eric, starting to like him a lot. I didn't read okay. a lot of Mark Miller's stuff, but me and Stork have been doing a lot of stuff with him. Stork and some and of I. the things, yeah. Yeah, really? You're doing a podcast with him too, Eric? That's a joke. <laughs> <laughs> but we really end up like, I don't like Mark Miller when I see or hear interviews, he's a little pompous, but when you read his books, you realize that he has the right to be in his realm because he is great. But Mark Wade, number two, he has Daniel Warren Johnson as number three, who I really do love as well. And if you ever, ever read a uh, indie type deal or another company book, you would love Do a Power Bomb. It's a full out wrestling book, but a super powered wrestling contest. Never going to read thing. it. It's so good. It's one of the best books. Of the last bunch of years, if you ask me. Michael Morrissey or Morakai, uh, Jeff Johns, 
Robert Van Diddy. Oh, Diddy, Eric. I should have had the sound Diddy. effect. And Ryan Parola, who I really do like. I've read that Rogue Son, which is a really good book. Uh, Robert, oh, boy. Rogue had a son? Yeah. yeah. Well, they're getting married. Rogue and Gambit are getting married next week, Eric. You might want to really? tune in to that. Yeah. It's written by one of your favorite writers, so I'm surprised. I feel like they're always getting married they when I was a teenager. Are. They always are. Every time <sighs> it goes wrong, Eric. Plus, who's marrying either Dirty Cajun? It's not going to work, but you end up with all that, Eric. Honestly, at this point in time, they might as well just get married so they can already say they're not going to have sex with each other. That is true. <laughs> you disgust me. No, uh, it's one of your, I'm surprised this isn't in your top three writers, Stephanie Phillips. She's doing Stephanie that. Stephanie Phillips. Yeah, she's doing that. And a Cosmic Ghost Rider coming up soon, too. Oh, no, Cosmic I Ghost I love that, that character, and she's going to ruin it. I know, I don't need it from her. That was one of my first things that we read over at uh, Marvel that I really, really liked, at Donny Cates. Uh, but he has all that. I put these writers in my top seven because I feel like they could put out a series from any publisher right now, and I'm almost guaranteed I will have fun and an interesting reading experience. I like some of what writers like Scott Snyder, Chip Zdarsky, Tom Taylor, Jed McKay, and a few others are putting out, but I feel like I am rolling the dice with these writers on whether or not I have fun reading uh, their stuff. My top spot has to go to Mark Miller since he started Miller World. Isn't that where you get like real drunk off a of real cheap-ass beer? No, that's Miller Time. Crunching the thing on your forehead, and then it hurts. And that's you're Miller like, wow. Time, Jim. Okay, that's Miller Time. It's a frame of mind. I have yet to read a comic book from Miller that I did not like. Uh, his dialogue, character building, world building is amazing. Uh, I also like a uh, Robert Kirkman, though. That's kind of a polarizing guy, I hear. I don't know. Oh, yeah. I think that he's a, well, people seem to like, oh, he's a jerk to this and that. I'm like, he's not a jerk to my eyes when I'm reading. So I'll go with that, right? My brains. If any of my friends or coworkers express interest or mild curiosity in comic books, I recommend they try out Mark Miller's recent series. I'm, I'm warning you, Jay, man, none of them are interested. They're being nice. <laughs> what do you like the comics? That's neat. He's like pushing Mark. They're like, right. I'll go read that. All right. And also, a lot of the Mark Miller stuff is $1.99, which that's pretty cool, right? There's a recent nightclub series. It's pretty cool, right? $1.99, Eric. We could have a ton of them books on our $25 do-or-die pull list. I think you'd like Nightclub, too, by Mark Miller. It's right up your own. Nightclub. Yeah, Nightclub. Little vampire. Little vampires? Yeah, of course it is. It's called can't Nightclub. can't trust vampires, yeah. You can't trust them. That is the problem. But isn't that, doesn't that make a nice read? Look, if he goes off and does a Lost Boys comic, I'll read the shit out of it. But I need proper IPs before I get invested. Uh, just a bar none. Uh, ba- best bang for your bucks in current American comics. And it's only I'm two issues boy. in. Yeah, I hear that the nightclub is really good. I have not read it. I looked at it. Is it 30 Days of Nightclub? It might be. I don't know. (laughs) They're they're spinning records in there. I'm the DJs. You're the rapper, right? Yeah. That's my two cents, he says. Keep up the good work, and I'll see you in 7 J-Men from Half Moon Base. There's some recommendations. Thank you, J-Men. And I I do agree fully. Uh, Mark Miller, for the most part, you really can't go wrong. The only thing you can go wrong with is pronouncing his name wrong, which I did for years. Mark Millar, I, I would call it's him. It's the Millars. Yeah, it's the Millars. So but I. also, they don't even ask That's how, him for having the AR at the end. When I would sit there and like, oh, get that Hellboy by Mike Mignola. I could never do it. That I could that never hard. do that. But it's Mignola. And I know that uh-huh. now because we have the reading club. And that's another thing that I suggest you, you read. One of the problems with that Hellboy stuff, though, is that it's kind of hard to figure out where to get into it and whatnot. 
right? It's kind of like your, your pants there. That's the problem. There's not a, a running series. It's all a series of just uh, minis. So you just it, it gets you number it one. Gets you. <laughs> yeah, you could do that. I, just, I let Simon on our, our reading club. I'm like, Simon, I don't even want to hear anything except what I'm supposed to read next. And I still fuck it up. I still have to ask him, Eric, all the time. But what are you talking about? We had a Patreon spotlight where you fucked up and read the wrong book. Well, here's the deal, Eric. Earlier in this podcast, I got the wrong credits. What is going on? I'm getting a little, you know, senile in my old age, I think. I'm going to say, this is, a, this is a straight line of activity. We know what's going to happen. The problem is, is when I went to get the credits, I did go to Gabe's reviews. And and when I went there and saw those scores, it, like, blinded me. I'm like, what is going on with these ridiculous scores? What I did, I got the Superman credits. I know what I did. And then I realized, wait a minute, Eric always does the Superman stuff. So sure then I does. thought, oh, I did. But then I just pasted what I already had gotten, and it was the Superman stuff. Doesn't make sense. I don't know why Measure I did it. Twice don't cut know once. Why I did it exactly? Once bitten, twice shy, y'all. Isn't that no. how it goes, right? And then everybody's on fire. That's what I go because I go with the Great White version. But that is it for the oh, mailbags, everybody. Eric, an uh, alligator ate an old lady. I just, it's, it's horrific. With all of that, please, if you want to email us in and get this nonsense. You can email at weirdsciencedccomics at gmail.com. We read all the mails. They may take us a little. J-Man will tell you, but we do get to them, and we enjoy it. I think Eric does, right? You love it. But we're going to go off now. We're going to go to books now. See, there you go. We're going to go off to books. I think that we might hear something about a dick race, and I don't know, but we may. But we'll be back in a second with more books. Dick Grayson had a problem with KGBs And Nightwing fans felt like they had been fleeced They got Rick Grayson and subscriptions decreased The future was kinda shitty Tom Taylor showed up, made everyone glad Gave Dick a billion and he's rooming with Babs He saved a three-legged dog from boys who were bad The sky was the limit might still be better than us, Eric, but he's not the coxman of an Eric Shea. He certainly isn't that as a younger man, at least. Now he has a three-legged dog from Boys Who Are Bad, but also is booming with that. So he's doing something here. Yeah, Yeah, I I didn't have much luck as a kid either. Uh, You're the Weird Al Yankovic of topical comic songs. Weird Jim Warner. I I actually was just going with what people would say about me when I'd ask them out on a date. Quiet down, crater face. Even then, hey, pizza face, we're going to go to the pizzeria. Hey, (laughs) hey, shut your mouth, you jerks. And then I go home and cry. 
I think yeah. that back in the day, a three-legged dog would avoid me. Somehow that three-legged dog would win the two-legged race. Does that make sense? I don't no. know, Eric, but that's what would happen. It would run away from me. I, I like to think that Haley's like always running in circles. like giant. But dogs do that, right? Eric, an alligator, I'm telling you. <laughs> horrific. I knew it was going to come back. Without, <laughs> that's not how my deal. Allegedly, that alligator. I don't want the alligator to sue me. What, what, what am I going to get then, right? Holy moly, yeah, they euthanized it. And I'm like, ooh, they de-aged it? That's real nice. Oh, God, I need to get euthanized. Oh, that doesn't mean that. Holy moly. Uh, but yeah, we're going to start off with Nightwing. It is Nightwing number 101. And it's an issue that, I don't know. I, I know that I'm a dummy and I have really bad so. memory. But I kind of thought that maybe they should have kind of got everybody back up to speed slightly when you get into this. Because it did take me a bit to go, oh, yeah, I kind of remember this with Blockbuster's daughter. I don't know why it just didn't stick. With me, this whole well, concept going the in. The weird there. part is, I think that you and I specifically said over and over again when we had that one issue dealing with Neuron trying to collect the soul of Blackbuster's daughter because he sold his daughter's soul. We said oh, emphatically, we ain't never going to see this character again. <laughs> yeah, I think we did. So maybe that's it. I pushed it out of my mind. But when you get this, I mean, I'm going to always say about this book that it has a weird pacing as a series. You end up having issues, and again, an issue where it doesn't feel like you get all the pages, but I did like this issue a little bit more than a lot of the other things, too. And it's not even just the Titans. I like uh, Desmond's daughter. I think that's a cute deal, and I like seeing you know them trying to help out. Yeah, the Titans are here as well, but I also think it's interesting with Neuron and stuff like that. The problem is, is where's Heartless still? I mean, this Heartless guy... He is running rampant. shit? We got Neuron and the Grinning Man. I mean, that's the problem, though. When you do have the Neuron Man and the Grinning Man, already well, more interesting <laughs> yes. than Heartless. Well, that's my. That's why you need to end this Heartless shit and get it over with. Fuck Move it, on about from it. the boring crap. He's out there. He's doing shit. You almost think like, can I now joke around and say we ain't never seen that Heartless again like <laughs> we did about this? But I, I actually. I'm not saying that I want to get back to the Heartless because I think that's a great character or story. I don't. I think that it's forgettable. I just want to finish it. I want to completely forget about it because I don't want to get back to it. I want to finish it. And when you keep doing it, you keep pushing the idea of Nightwing and then now the Titans. Oh, they're so great. They get shit done, whatever. There is a serial killer ripping hearts out. Stealing hearts like Eric Shea's enigmatic serial killer. Just can't find it. And just to go back, and then I'll give you the credits and we'll talk about this issue because I did enjoy this issue. But the idea when Dick Grayson, way, way back when he first ended up face to face and fighting old Heartless, he did say to Babs, like, Oh, this guy's got meta powers. He's powered. Why aren't you dealing with this? You already know that he's just crazy getting hearts. He ends up killing blood. You got to do something. Maybe he's like, if I don't get him right now, he might kill like, you know, Tony Zuko down the line. And maybe he'll well, kill this person. That's the thing is, maybe Nightwing's playing the long game. He's not killing anybody. But if he doesn't catch this guy right away, maybe it makes Bloodhaven a little bit well, safer. Maybe. And, and also, he thinks it's funny that it gets a lot of kids, you know, orphans. And then it makes him look good hey. because he throws his money New around at him. for Titans Academy. But doesn't, yeah, really, everybody <laughs> needs a tragic backstory. Tragic. There you go. I mean, seriously, you're going to have a crew of kids just like, hey, what's your backstory? They're all going to say it at once. Heartless ripped the hearts out. That is a hell of a backstory, right? All we're talking about is like you were all upset that Nightwing never found homes for for these, you know, orphan kids who are just homeless on the streets. Like, what are you talking about? 
He set them up at Titans Academy. <laughs> That's what fine. he did. Well, we see, especially in this, that that might not be the greatest place to go. But I think that maybe <laughs> he wants that to happen because more orphans equal more publicity for him as he throws because money more, around. More, yeah, money. More, 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 more fame. He's just like, all right. Also, he's like, I have this factory. I'm making these knockoff Jordans that they're yeah. over here. Like, you got them little fingers. You can work. You're Jordans. He, he, yeah. Miguel Jordans. He's making these new hot things, the Air Jordans. Uh, but this is Nightwing number 101. Rip my Tom Taylor art by Travis Moore, Adrian Lucas. And they're good with the watches, is what they're <laughs> And maybe even down the line, they can end up going through events and giving letters and street flavored ramen to Selena Kyle there in jail. You go. So it all works out. But Strays. again, I wanted to bring up that stuff that, you know, still irritates me a bit about this book in the background because I want to not talk about it now that we're going to get into this issue because I do think this is a fun issue. And like I said, that the Mark Wade, uh, you know, World's Finest was fun, but that was just goofy fun. This does have a this bit of darkness fun. to it, but you have that fun that anytime you have. I'm telling you, it's fun, but it's taken seriously. Yeah, yeah. So I don't mind it. I just, again, I'm not going to talk about the In idea. The but main continuity. By the end of this issue, and I'm not talking about the backup. I think the backup's nonsense, and it's just adding a dollar to a book that it's they're taking advantage of people mad. like. It's, it does get me mad because this book is a book that a lot of people suggest to people and they're saying, oh, my God, it's so good. It's selling well. Don't hijack it and make it a dollar more just to get this. Blowjacket. We're going to train and, oh, my God, you can find it if it's stolen. You end up yeah. at the end where it just I saw all the reviews and even the, the user reviews on Comic Roundup and almost to a T, everybody mentions the idea that you don't need that backup. It only adds a dollar. and. It's not offensive, but nothing really happens. But in the main story, I still get the idea. Tom Taylor writes things so quick, and it is the idea of having fun and enjoying these moments. But by the end, it still does feel like it's like 15 pages. It always feels like you're missing a bit of it. But the amount of characters and getting the things in here, I think that it is worth it. And I'm going with this right now, Eric. I'm proclaiming right now. Jimmy Positivity, that's my new name. I don't know why oh, I yeah, said Jimmy it that Positivity. way. Uh, hey, it's, me. Jim it's me, Jimmy Positivity. I ain't no pizza face or weird Jim Werner. Jim- that's right. I'm going to look at this right now, Eric, because the Titans, and we're going to get that Titans book. I'm looking at this as a dawn of DC, fresh start. Eric. Give me the fresh, fresh start. start. That's what I'm going to look at this as. I'm going to push all of my problems to the side until Heartless like does show life. up. And I get, yeah, kids. Things, bills. Now, wait a minute. Push to the side. side. They don't end up creeping up and putting a levy on your bank account down the line. That doesn't happen. Handcuffs. You, <laughs> what is the uh, bail money? You end up where you start out and you have Neuron. And I was a little bit like, what is this all about? And then I'm like, oh, yeah. Oh, shit. I remember this. But it, it's a cool deal. You always bring up a lot of stories with Neuron. The idea, like of, you know, on. yeah, I know you do, and you do bring up stories, and you don't bring it up as bullshit. Hell. Yeah, I mean, the promises, and you know, a little bit of a hey, selling I'll give you this, I'll do that. Powers, selling souls and, and getting checked for the moles, Eric, because they might be cancerous. Is why I'm you saying get those that checked. Yeah, you got to watch out. That's why he's in hell, I think. But he looks badass, right? He's there. I have to admit that when I first turned the page and didn't look quite right, I thought it was Pariah, and it drove me nuts. I thought, what are we doing? But 
Well, the thing is, speaking of pride, you have Neron here. I just wonder, like, he's back in hell. He's hearing from his demons that he they weren't able to collect a little girl for a soul that, you know, Blackbuster owes him. And he's thinking to himself as he hears that a three-legged dog that could talk kick their asses. Huh. I wonder what I was doing with that dark army of pariah the other day. And then I just wound up in hell here. It's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. I, was, I was with the big guys. I was with some big players there. But he's there and it's, you know, almost like that. You couldn't deal oh, with this. Crisis. You couldn't take down one girl here. Well, you know, it's Trigon's daughter, but still in a, a three-legged dog. What the hell? And so you go on with it. And I, I you couldn't it was defeat funny. a puppy. Yeah, I thought it was pretty funny. And then you go off to the grinning man. This new deal as the, you know, he's playing the role of the Latava king here. The king, the king of Latava. Yeah, and it's okay. I, it's a funny play. A serial killer shapeshifter, it seems like. At the beginning with the Grinning Man deal, I know that's his name, but I didn't. I'm like, oh, yeah, I get it now. This guy looks like an asshole. I don't Well, like the weird him, part right? about the Grinning Man is you have an evil character that takes the form of other people to get close to you and then smiles all the time like, this is kind of like that movie that came out this year or last year, Smile. <laughs> is there a movie like that? Oh, yeah. That's the thing is that this this evil is always coming after you, almost like it follows as well. And it takes on forms that you recognize so it can get close. But the thing is, it always has this terrifying, awful smile. And that's how you can tell it's something wrong with it. Well, you always bring these things up, Eric, and it always makes me mad because then I'm like, it's not as original. I do like the idea that if you're going to have a shapeshifter, there is always that problem of, is this tell. the shapeshifter you have to tell? And so you have that grinning deal. I hope that it plays out. It does a little as we go on. The laughing boy. Fuck off. I need something more of like having like a Batman with the smile. Then you're like, well, what are you smiling about, Batman? You never smile. But you end up having this go forward. And yeah, you end up where. Hey, grinning man. I, 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 you sold your soul to me for power. You're the king of Latavi. You go around serial killing your followers. They, you love the look on their faces. The king's murder them. It's a funny thing. <laughs> Now, the thing is, I need you to go and kill a little girl for me. Can you do that? Well, what do I, what's in it for the Grinning Man? I'm going to give you more time to fuck around before I collect your soul. Hey, King Latava, the Grinning Man, I'm in. I'm going to go to Bloodhaven. I'm going to kick uh, Nightwing's ass. I'm going to kill me a little girl. It's going to be a good time. High yeah, five, and I think that the idea is like, hey, a little girl, how hard can that be? I do like where Kieran goes and he's like, I have a deal for you. I need you to help me out. Oh, are you going to give me back my soul then? I, I don't know what you're going to do. No, no, really? shut up. Like, it's not that big. I just want you to kill a little girl, but you'll be able to do your deal. I'm not yet telling you to kill Blockbuster, just a little girl. Calm and down. I like the way Tom Taylor progresses it. You see that his enjoyment, like we just had with Lobo in The Deceased that we'll get to. Like, hey, we're going to let you screw everything and anybody, whatever. This guy wants cool, to keep the cool. good times rolling. The good times rolling oh, is yeah. cutting faces off of people and beheading them, just being awful. So I do like that play. Well, you go off to see Got kink shaming. Yeah, you well, yeah, there you go. That's Regis shaming. You end up where this little girl's running through. You know, you think that, oh man, he's really working at this. He went right to it, but they're playing with her. They're keeping her protected, but they're the Titans, having some is. fun. The Titans, and you have Raven playing the deal, and it is fun. The evil witch. He spoils her magical unicorn. Yeah, Raven, like, really? I have to be the evil witch. Why am I always the evil witch? And that's fun. And Beast Boy's doing his deal. He's always fun. He's got that eye patch. He's not as lovable looking when he's just. Yeah, he's more badass now. I don't know. He has problems. He's talking to Power Girl and other things. And that action comics here, he's fine. I'm but telling you, I- I'm actually kind of digging Beast Boy with the eye patch. You like now. the like eye the patch. Biggest, I always like the eye patch. You know it. You're it, a guy it who wore an eye patch for a while. Yeah. 
We still do. I had an eye patch on the other day. We won't go into why that was. Your son beat the shit out of you. Well, he hit me. He just imagine He's the man of the house. Well, now. <laughs> is that what it's death match in there? <laughs> That's how it works. How it works? Maybe you have a. He took your power. Wait till he's sleeping. Punch him in the face. You can earn it back. Maybe I'm a dad who Family. desperately wants his sons to love him and would never lift a finger against them. And I will <laughs> tell you. That every that's called fear. Every time something happens like this, I, no I do end up being able to have at least a slight brag of I've never really been knocked down. I, I have been, you know, really. And this was I have a boom mic. He ended up grabbing the boom mic out of the thing, he put it out and swung it like <laughs> that's a, called a weapon. He swung it like a baseball <laughs> bat and it hit me the mic. It hit me in the face to the point where the mic almost broke. I didn't go down there. I stayed up. I, I'm like Homer. I just keep taking it. But. I, I got mad. I got upset, but it was more of like, why are you doing this? And then they get weirded out. And, and it was a bad time. <laughs> it really was a bad time. I know. That's why you just wait till they're sleeping to take your revenge. I won't mention what I yelled and called Tanya before that. That that puts me in a really bad light. Yeah, I so would. I'm not going to say that. But I wasn't really talking to her, per se. But, but she started it. Uh, yeah, she did. So there. And she said something. You know, she might have called me Chick weird, Jimmy, and pizza face. But you go into this, and it is fun. I mean, the Titans go. That got a little dark, Eric. Almost like an alligator with an old lady. You end up here. What what happened if in this car turns into an alligator and there's some old lady? Oh, my goodness. But you end up where? Well, the problem thing is I I like all this because it's fun, lighthearted nonsense with the Titans showing you that how, like, Nightwing pretty much did take care of this little girl, saved her from demons, and is keeping her safe. But for some reason, that feels like so long ago that you're not actually doing anything. Like, the Titans. Who's actually watching this kid 24-7? She seems to be out on some farm somewhere being kept like you know, safe and hidden with spells by uh, Raven to keep her soul safe. But who's watching her this entire time, especially because you've just had Dark Crisis and all this other stuff? Find something like that's legitimate, I guess. I don't know. Put her somewhere like that. She can say, get her out of the story where the Titans aren't just babysitting her here for just the, the, the lulls because it doesn't make sense for how long it feels like it's taken off. Also, I, I, the Titans doing it, it's almost like a, a it's a up to the plate home run. It's an easy softball pitch in there. It might have been funny to have somebody else, maybe even a Bruce Wayne Batman doing that where he wouldn't no, be no, no i'm saying no. she and you know, dick grayson shows up and that goes bad he already has her in a robin costume <laughs> Damn it. Damn it, See, that'd be fun. but he's only playing what i did laugh at though is that what raven and now the thing is if alfred were still alive and taking care of the kid cool. and then dick comes over and he hasn't robin alfred for it and he like there's no context and he starts yelling at bruce but alfred did it as playing a game that'd be hilarious maybe dick grayson maybe not the smartest guy He's been hit around a lot recently, like me, or maybe he takes her and like, you're like, where is she? She's at that statue that somehow Dick Grayson thinks is alive or something. <laughs> You're like, oh, I, I, Alfred's watching her. What? That's just a statue. Well, I will say, though, that Raven, more capable and, and able to do protection, way better than Bruce Wayne did with that Kent farm. Is that kept farm that went down. This seems pretty cool. And they're having fun. Haley's involved. Yet a pretty nice deal. And what I do like about this is whether or not that hundredth issue was hard hitting or whatever, but that was going into the hey everybody, prison reform, all that nonsense. Why I like this and why I'm gonna treat this as that fresh start. It does feel like, okay, let's just show you the Titans. We're having some fun. We're gonna have a Titans book coming up. I don't want this every issue. I need a little more progression. 
But for now, Look, I need I can every go with issue it. until the Titans book comes out. Once the Titans book comes out, get Nightwing to do Nightwing stuff. Right now, I'm happy with Titans. I think stuff. that's months from now, right? It's like three, two, three months. So I guess you could. That's do three it. issues. Yeah, I'm good. I guess. Then you end up where this laughing man. Like you're setting, grinning you're man. using this. The grinning I was man. Gonna you're call using the laughing boy for some reason, but yeah, grinning man. You're using this book to set up the status quo of what the Titan book's going to be, how the, the next Justice League, but still the Titans. But even the idea where you're wrapping up loose ends, like Titans Academy, is still a wreck, and all this stuff. We have people going through trying to find out if there's any bodies in there. They found a body. Oh my god, I'm sitting there. Is it motherfucking Chupacabra? I thought it was. But no, we have to do all this stuff, and like you were actually wrapping up a lot of stuff. The Titans Academy never got to do while furthering the continuation of Nightwing and the Titans and leading to the actual Titans book. I like what you're doing here for the most part. And introducing a cool new character with the gritty man ties the Neuron. Yes. Okay. That's that. fine. My problem still would be that this book hasn't been really like a solo, not a solo Nightwing book, but we haven't really focused tons on just Nightwing I like for a while. Friends. But the problem is, you kind of set it up at the end of this where he's not even going to be in the book. You end up having the Grinning Man take over. And I think it's going to be one of those, like, we're his best friends. And we knew that something was wrong. That's fine. But I kind of want Nightwing to just get rid of this heartless. Go and do that. Set some things up. Because because we're going to be coming up and we're going to get a just Titans book. Just have the Grinning Man murder the heartless and we can move on. Why even go that far? All you have to do is have one of these Titans. They've been taking care of everything anyway. Just have them do it. Go and talk to John Kent. Like at the end. I don't know what the Grinning Man is right now. How his shape-shifting abilities work. Is it Clayface related? I have no idea. I just want Dick Grayson or the Grinning Man in the form of Nightwing going back with the Titans. Ends up going back to Bloodhaven. Fucking Heartless comes out. Ah, Nightwing, I'm going to kill you. He uses his heart, but it does nothing because who gives a shit? And then that Grinning Man just murders and we can just move on and not have to deal with that asshole ever yeah, again. Yeah, is it possible? I mean, I'm going to ask ah! you this. <laughs> what would be the you know deal? What did he sell his soul to Neron for? Because it might be to get that power. It might act, because power. if you think of the idea of him being shape shifting, what else is happening? Because you don't but need you don't, Neron to go and take the place <laughs> no. of anybody because you're well, doing it right. Is- for some reason in my mind, the idea of Neuron gifting him power for his soul, that was like, all right, shapeshifter, man, I'm going to make you the king <laughs> of the top. That's what like, I thought that's, you until know now. For some, yeah, the power does make sense, yeah. so give that to him so he can go and do that. Wouldn't it be funny? He's that dumb. He has a shapeshifter. <laughs> he has a shapeshifter. Well, I thought that too until just now. And when I said that, because I'm thinking, <laughs> what is the deal? Because, yeah, he's like, well, I could end up just shapeshifting into this guy, but I think I'm going to sell my soul. So that he does it for me, but that's my power. I think that he got that but power. But the thing is, I couldn't afford it. I had a plane ticket to Latava. Neron got me there. No fuss, no moss. Just had to sell my so soul. Is if that's the case, it seems like that is the case or should be. Yes, the power should be a demonic is the spell. Grinning yes. is that the monkey paw? Like, why do he have the grinning? I, totally. I don't get it. Maybe he's just so happy. He is. He is a happy guy. Uh, but yeah, they go and. Again, as you said, and you said it a couple of times during the world's finest, and even at the beginning of this, it does tie into the current continuity. That's always going to get more props from you. And when you go to Titan's Tower, while I think I'm like, oh, I don't want to even go with the idea of the Titan's Academy deal, but it makes sense where they hear, oh, my God, the funny play is they even spell we it out. We found a body. It's so long past that they're saying i was like oh my god who could it be this is gonna be awful then i'm hoping because they even say like if it is somebody down there they can't possibly be alive then i'm starting to think well who who would make sense to be able to stay alive down there because i don't want them to find a dead kid 
But they go down and they do end up finding this king. <laughs> it makes no the sense. The body of the King of who died weeks ago. And it turns out this was just there to ward Nightwing there. They're like, you know, this is Neron and the Grinning Man's plans. And like, we'll put the King of Otava here, even though the King of Otava was seen by his people two days ago. Uh, big mysteries afoot, and it's just going to pretty much allow the Grinning Man to get close to Nightwing. The biggest problem with this discovery, though, even though I like going back to Titans Academy just to show the destruction so we can move on from it and never have to mention it again, Amanda Waller's here to oversee yeah, this whole that's thing. Weird. Doesn't make a lick of sense. I mean, right away, did you think that? And but she's not smiling. I thought that his ass was the Grinning Man. So it's not her, not and that's what I thought it was. I was like, "Ooh, that's crazy!" Like, like, "Ooh, he, he, yeah, yeah, he doesn't man. realize." But who does realize what she's? But off? no, it's actually Amanda Waller. Yeah, so that doesn't make any sense in the continuity. So there, nope. do you push it back a little there? Because it seems like a little no, mess. No, that up. dropped my score. That's what I'm saying. So, but in that. What I really like about this, and I, I hope that this is what Tom Taylor's playing with, because if he didn't reference it from Nightwing in the book, which he does, the idea that they end up out of nowhere finding the king of Latava under the, it makes no sense whatsoever. Then Dick Grayson looks into it and it makes less sense. But because they're involved in this universe where shit is, you know what I mean? Like crazy stuff happens. You end up where Dick Grayson, normally, we'd say, well, this is some sort of, tra- like, let's get the hell out. But no, you're like, well, this is that. And it's trying to pull me in this way. He says, this seems like a trick to get a detective in. And while yeah. he's, you know, waxing poetic about this nonsense that does happen to With him all the time, he just gets nailed in the back of the head. And I thought that well, that was thing, hilarious. The who's doing the autopsy on the King of Ataba sitting there grinning her ass off the entire time as, as Nightwing is just pretty much monologuing to her until eventually this wax him in the back of the head and then shapeshifts in the Nightwing. And again, something that kind of plays off ridiculous actually is explained in the book in a funny way because well, this is supposed to be somebody from Blatava. They would say like, oh, why are you laughing? Yeah. You're king. She's like, oh, you know, I get nervous. <laughs> like, just like that they had to explain the idea that she's walking around with this huge grin on her face. Like, ah, oh, this like, is just e- a weird thing. Even he says, like... Did you ever meet the king? And like, you know, she turns to this Nightwing like this, but I did meet him once. You know, the idea of that. I didn't really know him, but I met him once. Yeah, and then I hit him over the head like this. But yeah, I like the idea that it's almost because of the nonsense they always deal with. Even though they're great detectives, they can't see the, you know, the forest or the trees type deal of like, they're always trying to figure something out, even if it makes no damn sense. Like, this should have stopped with the idea of how did the king of Latapa get underneath this makes no sense but he wants to figure this out he's trying to be the detective and he gets conked in the head and he's down he's down for the count and then you end up having morphing at one point when i was just paging through i'm like oh no it's lady clayface i didn't read the issue yet we have lady clayface later in the section but it it's obviously not the whole idea of this Shape-shifting stuff. Yeah, you end up with a grinning Dick Grayson, but everybody likes the grinning Dick Grayson. Now, are we going to get sexy with Babs? I mean, are you going to get weirded out by that stuff, right? Oh, that could be good too. Oh my goodness! I could do Lily Allen's song "Smile." Good too. So we'll do that. Are you just going to sing Smile? Mm, that's all it is. I like to, you know, ease it up, Eric. These are easy things to do then. Uh, I think that this book is kind of a Paradise City. I think I will sing Paradise City. You end up where at the end you do have him like, oh, my God, what's he going to do next? He's got the sexy ladies with him, right? He's all smiling. Well, that's the thing. He, he's portaling back to Olivia with the rest of the Titans and going to the target that he needs to kill. Yeah, so that'll be the, the deal, and you would hope. As I said, that the Titans know their Dick Grayson. They know their Dick. 
I think even with one missing, like one missing eye, that the freaking you know Beast Boy's gonna be able to he's see. He's gonna see that something's that wrong. That he has ten twenty vision, and he's gonna see it. He's gonna see that right. Ten twenty. Isn't that what it is? He's got the 10 from it's the 1, 20. and then he's just got 20. that. Just, he doesn't have he's the other. He's just got 10 of the 20. It's half. <laughs> Isn't that how they do it? I'm no ophthalmologician. I don't know. But then at the end, you end up having a... I also like it's like Bloodhaven now. Asterix. This story picks up after the battle. Why do you have to explain now? But you end up going in, and uh, this is just this backup that we're going to continue on, and it is the training. Dick Grayson... With the training of John Kent, if this is what you're starting out with, like, oh, man, they really want to show you that this is integral, that this is something important. You're not really doing much of anything here. You're really just you go back to the circus. I mean, you're really doing just surface level things that it's such a weird idea because we have, you know, Dick and John training. As soon as like, you know, John shows up, all the criminals that Dick was fighting kind of just back down immediately. But then they whisk off to an idea that at the circus, it's right by them. There's a trapeze artist whose rope's about to break. Superman gets there and catches them. And we have the situation then when Dick shows up, like, it almost feels like this is supposed to be Haley's circus. And there's a, like a, an evil undertone to the entire thing where it's almost a little bit recreated just for Dick Grayson. But I can't tell if he knows these people or not as Dick Grayson because it's such a weird idea to then, like, you know, you're going to have somebody in the crowd of this carnival during this trapeze act who has a teddy bear with a bomb inside that then explodes with all these people. I'm like, Look, you, you, you're luring somebody here with something that makes sense. I can, I can understand that, but it almost has more of a nightmare feel to it that the way that the art is depicting everything. Like what you can say is it might be a hellscape made up by Neuron, Eric, but it's not. You know, that or Dr. Yeah, Destiny. you have this. It's a, it's a, yeah, it's crazy. Bad dream. I just, I don't and then know. you're there and like, hey, who are you, Ringmaster? I'm Naomi. I'm like, is that supposed to be a wink wink? I don't know what's going on here, but really this whole play though is supposed to be, I'm training John. You know, Dick Grayson is. I'm not Eric. I didn't know if you know that. But, uh, you know, Dick Grayson is training John. But in this, he's like, can't really teach him that much because as he's training him, you got to do this, you got to do that. When Superman shows up, people give up. Hey, does that happen all the time? Yeah, pretty much. It doesn't happen. And so I'm, what's going on? And it adds a dollar to this book. And you don't need to do that. This book has a lot of fans. I, and you're, it feels like you're taking advantage of it. It feels like you are trying to. The main book's a slow burn. Don't, you know, add some more page space to it to tell a different story. Yeah. And it's just this training of John Kent. And, okay. Whatever. But all in all, what would you give it? All in all, because the backup's not that great. And because some of the Amanda Waller being in the main story and Olivia just hanging out with the Titans for all this time, what feels like all this time, I'm giving it a 7.5. 7. I, really like well. I, I like the direction of the book. I like a lot of the stuff we're doing. It's just some of the things like felt like a bit of a misstep for some reason, but I really dig all the things going on right now. Yeah, I, I said I'm going to treat this as kind of a, a fresh starter. And uh, but fresh yeah, start. I thought that the stuff was cool. I just I do want to get to something of a bigger story. I guess this Grinning Man could be a pretty big story. It's just kind of just kind of thrown in, and I think it's just going to be you know Neuron. pretty surface level. But you do like Neuron, so we'll get more of him and see what this if the Grinning Man at the end does go. I or if we get the worst, where at the end you have the Grinning Man. Man, I just got away. This is great. I'm going to. Oh no, who are you? Oh my heart! And then everything's taken care of by freaking heartless. That I might get mad. No fuss. It no may fuss. happen. Uh, but I do, I do want to see more of Desmond, you know, 
blockbuster's Olivia. daughter Olivia. I really like her, and I think that that's a pretty cool little deal that you have this kid. What's up with uh with Olivia's mother? Did we ever find out? I before? don't know. Uh, you know, she's going around. Like, is she out there looking for her daughter that Nightwing kidnapped? I, I didn't. I thought that something happened. I will have to go back. That's the thing. I feel so disconnected from what we saw the last time, but. Never I thought you were like, what, what is up with her? I'm like, she spread her legs for Blockbuster. What else do you Holy need to shit, know? Dude. I mean, seriously. Alligator, Eric. But we're going to go to the next deal. And what is the next book? Big Event, eh? The Big Event. The Flash, number 793, written by Jeremy Adams, with art by Roger Cruz, Wellington Diaz, Luis Guerrero, and Rob Lee. It is the One Minute War, part four. And in this, we're finally going to get our Flash family taking it back to the fraction and showing them that you can't keep a good speedster down. Yeah, I don't like this cover. I just wanted to tell you that last night. It, it kind of bothers I me. I wasn't looking at it when you told me that. And I looked at it today. I'm like, oh, this looks great. I don't, I don't think, think it looks problems. great. I think it looks like half done. It doesn't look like done to me. You look half done. Well, that's probably true. I was born premature and did have to go to the children's hospital. Thank you for reminding me of that, Eric. Is that why you look the way you do? Yeah, it, it might be. That, well, no. that's He never got over That's it. why my legs are the size of your legs <laughs> and the rest of my body is, is not. I mean. I have the legs that are equal size to a six foot five man. What is going on? Look, I, have, I say I have man loosely. That's yeah, what I say. <laughs> uh, but I, I enjoy this. I actually enjoy this. At first, I actually thought with the idea of Superman coming back and hey, we played this that he can go as fast and having him just a nope, nah, can't go as fast. He's trying. That's the best. He's trying to catch up. I thought that was hilarious, but. It is, because I love the idea of the Superman-Flash race. Everybody talks about who's faster, the Flash or Superman. The thing is, Flash is always going to be faster than Superman. The point where he's here, he's like, <laughs> and like he's able to see that things are happening, but he still can't move as fast as the Flash. I'm like, you're damn right. This is I perfect. thought that was good. Also, I give full kudos to Jeremy Adams because he even just referencing it. Because when we ended up being, oh, man, he got that. He got, you know, Gorilla Grodd, what's this going to be? At least he did reference that. They did think of this. Maybe we can. Oh, he's not fast enough. And it ends up being that backdoor shade joke. I thought it was really, really good. So you go forward with this. And this is, again, it's another setup issue. And you have a bunch of different things going. But I did like it. It's just one of those things where we get that guy, that kid that they grab from the fraction. And th- this kid yeah. has to say, like, blurt it he's out. He's a corrections buddy. officer of blurt sorts. Blurt it out. I was jumping through dimensions when I landed on a world being overrun by the fraction. They captured me, and here I am. I'm telling you, this guy ended up, uh, lolly, what? Like, oh, man, you know, say it. And in this, he goes up, and he's talking to Linda, and he's like, hey, you're pregnant. You like the kid? Yeah, I think that the kid's actually protecting me. You could say that. I'm like, just say it. Just come out and say if you're the kid and the whole play, or are you playing Paradox? You know, I don't know. But it just. I, I don't know what we're doing because I never got the idea once that they're talking about that this is the unborn child of Linda Wally. But it, I'm telling you, it totally could be. But it's just the idea that he's a correction officer from another dimension. And it, maybe he's another dimension version of it, just not a future version. I totally don't trust him, though, because his first play is like when everybody's trying to figure out what to do. If we have a Flash family forever, we're going to like you know break up into pairs and like hit them on all fronts. Hey, you know what we need to do? Get a spaceship and get the fuck off planet. Leave this ass. I was like, no, this is our home, new guy. Here's the thing. You end up and, I don't trust and him. say that, you know, he might be a multiversal and different a kid, one, black or he might actually be the kid and there's multiversal time trouble, whoever what it might be. But when he is talking to Linda, he's like, hey, aren't you scared that child might get hurt? And she's like, well, you know, kind of, but I think that the baby's strong. 
and it's protecting me. Why is this asshole being so cool? I think you're right. <laughs> just say it. Say it. Even Spit if it, it isn't. Out. But I think it. that the play might be that, you know, in his deal, if he, again, I'm jumping through a lot of hoops of the idea that he's from the future. You do mention the future, too. You say it to Bart. Hey, you're from the future. How did this work out? Eh, I don't pay attention. But this guy is like, let's get off planet. I think that he realizes something bad could happen. Also, there's his family. Maybe he's separated. That's all he needs. He doesn't care about the rest of the earth. Let's get out of here. But he might end up, because of all that, being Coward. a little sus. Uh, I do like Irie a lot in here where you do see. And I'm glad that just you see Irie, this. But her and Jesse Quick as well. This, this whole, They're great. The bonding between all these different members of the Flash family, even when you have Barry, Wally, and Wallace and like Impulse all working on this souped-up Speed Force car situation. That was so like, good, I like right? that. I I, uh, it would have been better if it was just mainly Wallace working on it because, like, I wanted that white hot engine block that they had that one point, and that was pretty cool. So, yeah, I, I'm with For you. some reason, it being Barry's thing, I'm like, I don't think Barry's really, like, you know, as much as Wallace for the situation. Like, Wallace's going to, like, drive the souped up Speed Force car into a, almost a suicide mission, which is fine because it's the main character of the book. For some reason, I just wanted Wallace to work on it more. Yeah, it's, it's weird. As I'm reading this, I kept getting the idea of Wally who wants to ride this suicide mission, as he said, I'm like, is he pissed off because Barry's getting a lot of, like, the the, the love because of what happens? <laughs> I respect He's like, I gotta step it up and do something like, it is not, but it made me laugh, but, but no, like the, you the said, feels the feels between, between situation, all of them, though, is really Jesse good. Jesse Quick and Irie, great. Just even the Flash Girls Flash Girls rules, when they have that on that yeah, exactly. side and they're giggling, it made me laugh so much. I was like, that's so cute. When you have all these flashes together, building the souped up car, great. And even when Barry wants to be the one to take it to him, he's all pretty much arming up for war at this point. When he has to have that heart to heart with Wally of everything he's lost right now. I, like as far as you know, Iris is dead because I still think she's coming back by the end. But Iris is dead. She asked me to marry him. And you, you know what she didn't know? We, we have this past together. We know what we are right now. She has memories when we were like married before. And now we're not. And it's great because this is what I've been. That's what I've been talking about all this time. What is the continuity of the Flash? What do they or don't they remember? Barry talks about the idea. She remembers stuff. So it's, it's out there. They're not married right now, but they remember a time when they were because the continuity and timeline has changed. But the thing is, Barry was ready to take that next step. So he was going to propose to Iris that night as well. Like this talk, like you're hitting all and it was the things great. you need to hit for this Flash. And family. I like the idea where he says, we kind of remember being right. married. So we kind of. Jay, I don't need to deal with that as much, but the Again, rest. <laughs> when they're, he's talking, Barry's talking about it, it almost felt like the idea, listen, you know, like you and Jess, right? You could kind of consider yourselves being married, but you do. he does want to take that Tell extra pizza step. Got my wife all the yeah, time. Especially because he's like, with you, Wally and Linda, you have yet. So I wanted to make it fully official. Yeah, we remember it, but I really wanted to do that. And this is why this is so upsetting to me. And this is what happened. But he ends up and even while he brings up the idea that he's upset, too, because it was his aunt. This is his family as well as Barry's. And you know what? I'll, I'll give Jeremy Adams to some credit because in this, it's the worst thing that can happen to Barry. And boy, we are used to mopey set. This isn't oh, sad this is Barry, Barry yeah. who's pissed and he wants to take it to them. And I mean, even the art and I think the art's great throughout this at points where like at the one point when you have Barry say, all right, boys. Let's get to work because he's pissed. This isn't the woe is me, Barry. I'm going to sit here in the corner and kick dirt and whatever. But one, he doesn't have a podcast and come on and talk about how depressed exactly. and sick he is. Exactly. Well, maybe that's a fault of his. But you also end up where I think one of the funniest things of art, it continues where at the beginning when Superman's trying to talk, 
later on when Superman is amongst all of those bodies, if you look, he has shifted his eyes over towards the planet. Like, he did that. It took so long. And he said, looks pissed. He's so angry that he can't do anything. And it made me laugh because his eyes are actually shifting over to look at them. And he's like, uh, but really, the, the play. And then with Irie, even with Jesse, which is great. And the Flash Girls rule is so cool. And I, in my mind, this is Jesse trying to make Irie. You know, they're getting involved, but she, she wants to have her not think of it as being so awful and whatnot. But Irie also knows that her brother might be able to, you know, hear. Him. It's almost like the idea of having somebody in a coma and you don't want to leave him alone. Right. So she's reading that comic book to him, his favorite comic book. That's a really good moment. And and it's one of those where we know that Irie loves her brother, but that really nails it down. It's really cool. I want to have when Jay comes out that he obviously I want him to be able to have heard all this. And somehow he gets mad that she read like a in a different voice. I I don't know what it is, but I want to have that where you know that Jay really appreciates this. But when he comes out, he wants to pretend that he's mad at something she did. But it's really good throughout. Like you said, I don't really care about Jay Garrick that much. I He's there running well, around. Jay Garrick's fine. It's just that Jeff Johns is dealing with that aspect of the character, so we don't have to deal with it that much here. And Max Mercury is not a character that I've ever really like, you know, been a fan of. But everybody else, I feel like they've been handled perfectly here because these are the ones that I want to see personally. Like, I'm going to get Jay Garrick with Jeff Johns' golden new age guy. What is it called? The new golden age stuff that he's doing. So I'm not worried about him right here because I'm going to get more of him over there. The characters that I want to see focused. Are it's cool focused to have them, them all there, though. But I do Agreed. like if you end up where you always have that fear that Bart's going to go off with Max. I want Bart to stay with Wallace, which he does, and I do like that. And there are Max is going to do Max. Yeah, stuff. I and the dialogue. It's one of those things where we're dealing with a dark story, especially when you get the idea of Iris being dead, possibly, and. The talk with that whole, I remember us, you know, being married and stuff is really good. It gives you that rebirth and, feel again. you know, destroying the yeah, world. Yeah, and it gives you that whole, you know, Wally's back feel again, but the reverse feel, and it's it's really cool. And I really do like it. You get some even the light, Even the lighthearted moments, though, I'm telling you, because things are played fun at times, and they're played super serious at other times, but even when they're... You know, our team go to the Flash Lab to work on this car. Barry's been out of the picture for a long time doing multiversal dark crisis stuff. So when he finally gets back to the Flash Lab and sees what Wally's done to it, even doing the scene <laughs> he's stuff, he's like, what did you do to my <laughs> it lab? It is funny. It is, and again, that shows you that, like, that's a cool way for Jeremy Adams to remind everybody, yeah, he hasn't been here in a while, and let's get going, and he's all fired up, and I do like that. And the thing about this is, just to go with what I've been told and whatnot of DC saying that, this dynamic they want to get away from. Why? Why do they want to change I'm this up? All the stuff that we're doing lately, like even if this, let's say Superman number one, where like we're getting more about, you know, the super family in action comics, like the Superman family in action comics, uh, Lois and Clark doing like, you know, honey, not going to say honeymoon stuff, but married stuff in the Superman. The stuff that we see with the family aspects of the book, I'm liking them more and more. Like even we're talking to talk about Catwoman next. Catwoman's not great right now, but I feel like very little small letters to Bruce are showing more love between those two than we've seen in yeah, years. Yeah, it seems. Uh, I know that a lot of the Bat-Cat fans aren't really enjoying it and whatnot because of the whole deal. You are playing that after the fact that she seemed to be screwing all Velma. But still, you end up with this. And but you get Nightwing and Barbara doing stuff recently. Everybody, like, now that they're coupling up and they're taking That's it what seriously, we even when you get to the point where Iris and, uh, like, a Barry 
getting to the point of marriage. You're you're making the Flash family like legitimate to the point where it is the family that we want to see. Don't fuck well, that again, up. Again, when you ended up having that rebirth special, on that painting. most of the, most of the rebirth special did involve with you know. Black Canary and Oliver remembering things. Aquaman and Mara. You have all those things going on that it it is, it almost feels like it's too easy to figure out that people want this family dynamic. And we've been talking about the idea, well, if they're going to do a Barry book, why can't they have a Wally book? Why can't you have, you know, Flash Fastest Man Alive? I agree. I'm now to the point with, screw that. Let's just have a Flash family book. Why are you getting, because I don't even want to separate them in their separate books. I just want this dynamic throughout. Yeah, it might end Constant up getting barbecue a, all the just time. barbecues, doing things. And you can rotate things in or whatnot. Even if you ended up starting it out like Action Comics with the idea of having three stories, but have them all in one book and go forward with that. I think it would yeah, be I great. Like I, I think it would be the, the best. But here you go. It, it seems that what we're going to get is a Barry book and Wally and will be in the Titans, but nothing. Else. I don't know. I don't know why they're thinking this. And that's what I've been told. It's because they hate me. They made it personal for some reason. It I don't is know. one of those things where they're like dangling it in front of you. The idea of look at this. This is what you've been asking for for so Pretty long. Cool, right? And now you're just uh, going to yank uh, it. But uh. at the sales haven't been there. And that's I call out everybody. If you love this book, then, you know, buy it and enjoy it, whatnot. But People weren't. And if it doesn't sell, it doesn't matter how many people say it's great. If it doesn't sell, it's done. And that seems to be what the case is. But all that's said and done, this is pretty good, even though this is just that setup to just end up having, you know, the next little bit of phase where Wally gets in the car. I do appreciate that in a flashbook, he references Born uh, to Run. Which was a funny play when he's like trips <laughs> like us, huh? And I'm like, what is he? That's oh right. yeah, that's pretty funny. And he goes, Maybe we were born I really wrong. wish that he just put it in like a cassette or something in there and it started blaring, but he does say that I thought it was kind of fun. And then they go off and he's gonna go and use this souped up speed force car to go and cause issues. We have to open up the wall that's around the spire that's making everything like, you know, supercharged with the speed force. Cause we take that down, we take away the speed force from the fraction and we can have the upper hand because right now they are super fast and we are super slow. But even with that, we're organic, uh, conduits for this. So we're even faster. We have the upper hand, but we have to take all of their advantages away. In order to do this, we're going to have to hit them on all these different fronts. Irie, I need you to stand over there at home yeah. and watch all these, our friends Monitor who are frozen duty right now. Almost. Because, kind which, of the deal. which sucks, too, because that's where Miss Murder shows up. And that's the worst part about this book. Miss Murder, this dark, like, you know, multiversal, whatever she is at this point. I don't. She shows up, I'm afraid, for Irie. But we have everybody hitting this wall on all fronts to the point where Jay and Max are pretty much just a, a ruse to get the fraction over to them. So then, like, other people can open a, like, a wall for Wally to then drive in. This is all going great until it doesn't work out where... You know, Wally is not able to vibrate through like he wants to, and he's stuck in a car that gets a, pretty much evaporated, like that, uh, destroyed. And I'm, that's a great cliffhanger to end on with the idea that it looks like Wally is dead in his own book on his pretty much the final stand against the fraction. Because Jay Garrick doesn't look like he's uh, really having a good old time by the end as well, because nah, but he knows you end up having, uh, you know, the commander come in and he ends up taking them down. And almost like the, he's like the emperor, and he's like, oh, really? You thought that. This year, this is fully operational. The shields are fully operational. Uh, in that, I could only hope, and I was just thinking because awful deal with, you know, Irie. I, you don't want her to die, obviously, and she's just a little girl, so I don't think she would. But 
Let's go up against somebody called Miss, Miss Murder. Miss Murder is there, and you almost like Miss Murder is a, a wild card, Eric. Who knows what she'll do? But I can only hope that she's going to do something that could then energize Jay to actually be able to move now and save I his agree. sister. I think that that's what we might end up doing, something like that. And because then we'll get they were Jay. born conduits like this, and like I think if they're like you know if she touches That's him and puts I'm the thinking, speed force yeah. into him, I think that can supercharge. And I think him. that it'll get supercharged in, and that will end up being able to save the day. Then you'll get them together, and then they'll go off to try to save everyone else, which sounds really cool. I'm just I don't like Miss Murder at all, but it is a threat, and you end up getting worried because it is Irie. And the idea, of, I guess they did say, "Hey," and it was sus guy. Hey, they're going to be looking for us. They're going to know where we are. And then you just leave Irie by yourself there. Might not have been the greatest deal, but what else are you going to do? And they thought that she'd be safer there. Uh, but by the end, I thought that it was, I mean, you have a lot of crazy stuff happen by the end. This is kind of bigger than, say. Looks like Wally's yeah, dead. I'm saying Wally. And you know, I know that you don't really care about Jay because you're awful, but. He looks like he's in trouble. He's an old man. He lived his life ten times over. <laughs> yeah, really, he's like, eh. my life is flashing before my eyes. It's going to take me like three months. An old man. You end up all that going down. I think that this already has more stakes. It already feels like a bigger thing than anything Lazarus Planet did. And you're playing or this. Dark and, yeah, and Dark Crisis. And what I like about it is, yeah, you have a couple of these one shots, but it's just a flash story. We have it in the flesh yeah. book, and yet it's bigger. That should be commended. That's where you did a lot of like events, I'm putting in quotes, because they weren't just books. But back in the day, you had big stories like this. You don't always have to announce the next event. Sometimes you have writers that you don't realize are this great and can do something that big. Big stories, and big their stories own in their own titles that end up because of that. They usually do mean more because they're in that title. You know, if Batman was here, and even then... Scott Snyder understood that in the 52 Yeah, Batman. exactly. So when you're doing this, again, you, you play that deal where, oh, Superman, he's... Well, nothing's going to happen to Superman, and it's not his book, so he's frozen. But you reference him and have some fun. But I really do like this, yeah. and Jeremy Adams... And again, it's only going to be one minute in real time. And, and again, I love the idea that Jeremy Adams continues... To show that he at least is aware of a lot of different things in the continuity and plays them in not as a, hey, guys, I'm going to prove that I know this here. It's just there. And if you know it, you know, even that car deal, we wanted a little more with Wallace in it. But just that. I did. Just because because that was fun fun to see. But they are. He is. You and I always go back to that point in Wallace's life five times in the last three months. We always bring it up. But when you're doing all this stuff, you are. You're referencing stuff in a way that makes it feel good, not just, uh, hey, like a Wonder Woman book where you'll just have, you know, Duke of Deception to show up for an issue just because he, he was there before. And oh, uh, and all that nonsense. But all of that said and done, what would you give this? Ultimately, I think the art's great in this. And the pacing's a little weird with what we're doing with the fraction because it is a pretty much an all-out assault right now. But the stuff that we have with the characters... It is really worth the ride for how we're playing it because you get a lot of great stuff out of all these characters within the entire Flash family, and I'm having a good time reading it. So eight out. Of I 10. am an eight out of ten as well, and yeah, it's one of my favorite books, and I'm enjoying this whole story. I just I worry about Iris, but I also worry that this is the last hurrah, uh, you know, of Wally and the family and Jeremy Adams, and I, I think he deserves more and better. But he'll be he'll okay. be doing the uh, Green Lanterns book, and maybe. 
you know, DC will wake up and realize that they actually have pretty much a hidden gem. It seems on there, and they'll give them more books, maybe even later a Wally book again. Green Lantern's my favorite superhero, so I'm, I'm all about Jeremy Adams so being we'll on that. see how that is now. We'll move on to the next book, and you... Not Kyle Rayner, but it's good. You did mention the deal of, you know, being impressed so much by this Teen Hour Catwoman, so I just want to, you know, say... Did I? I, I heard you say that. I, you didn't, I... It's a small thing in within this book, just showing the love between Bruce and Selena that we have not seen in a long time. It's one of those things. This reminds me of when you were impressed and gave Tim Drake the book of the week because you said, oh, you know, they get that. It's a really whatever. Shitty week. I do think that Teeny Howard is throwing those little notes and things in in a weird way that doesn't even feel right, but also just to get that surface level reaction because this whole story is a bunch of nonsense, Eric. This whole thing, I don't even get half of what is going on in the context look, of being look at Selena positive, in jail. <laughs> like, what's going on here? Why are we doing this? I said before that I didn't like her being in jail. And I said, if you're going to have her in jail, you have to have a reason. You can't. Do- and the reason is, I don't know. It's just ridiculous, but it's Catwoman. She deserves to be punished. God. She does deserve to be punished, but she also, in the meantime, wants to teach people to be criminals. Catwoman number 15 in, in prison. But as Selena, I don't get it. Prison I don't thieves. get it, Aaron. I don't get it. Catwoman number 52 with Mike Teeny Howard. Art by Sammy Bassery, Vicente Sifuentes, Veronica Gandini, and Lucas Gattoni. Hey, look at him, Eric. I didn't remember that okay. name. Oh, the Gattoni. But you end up in this. Is he from Gattoni, Gattoni, Gattoni? Remember that band there? You end up where... Tony, Tony, that's Tony? That's what I meant. You end up where in this... Oh. You have a play. I saw a lot of I like a lot Tony. of people. I preferred Tony in that book. Yeah, and wow. I mean with the eye. You end up where you, uh, you had people upset at this already. People were on Twitter. They were going, "Oh my God, Aiko Hasegawa is Catwoman." Oh my goodness, this Lena's done. They're, that is a, such a dupe that you should be angry about it because God, it's there for I no reason. I wish that Aiko Hasegawa's Catwoman in this. I ended up getting involved in this conversation as I do it. But they, they actually tagged me in it. We were talking about Catwoman. Then. But the idea Tag. where I said to them, don't get that up. She's been Catwoman before. So it's not that yeah. crazy. And, and it was cool. And Selena's in jail. So it might be the idea. You get a couple issues. Have some fun. I need more Aiko as Catwoman. I need more Tomcat. Because Aiko as Aiko, what does she really do in this issue except for tell us that everything that we saw in Punchline, you're not going to be seeing here and it's already over here. I'm like, she shows up to the Gentleman's Club being Aiko Hasegawa, the leader of the Hasegawa clan, to try to be a part of the Gentleman's Club, you know, the mob of Gotham. And they're pretty much, yeah, we don't trust you, bro. <laughs> you know, and the whole thing is, like, she doesn't learn anything, but there's some stuff on the table that I was able to see because they ain't smart enough to take the, clean up the table. So I'm going to go do Catwoman stuff based on some, maybe some pictures I saw. And then we'll send we'll send some letters to the cat that's going to give it to Selena in the air yeah. And so you're, you're doing all this, but even to get to that, the idea that I goes like, yeah, they don't trust me, but they got to trust me because they don't trust me. And I'm heading over there. Nothing really makes much sense. Even do- nothing happened with this. I don't know what they're doing. I want to see more of Tomcat. First off, Dario, each issue, he gets sexier and damn sexier in the idea that he was such a dump. Well, he's putting well, in the he work. Was such a dumpy kind of sad sack. That was a lovable sad sack in this. Now, at this point, like he's got his groove on. 
And he does the worst thing ever when he sees now. Just hide. Don't go. And he gets out. And he's like, Ugh. hey there, I'm going to take you down. Like, Just taste him a bit. You better kill him. He's going to now. Because even then, when he gets out, he's like, hey. That Noah's going, hey, why are you getting out of the Ico Asagawa's car? Oh, I wasn't. I was just going, to, they're connected. All this stuff is going to turn out bad. But then he tases him, and it doesn't make much it sense. It might turn out bad. Thing is, Dario, he's, he's letting his heart drive right now is what he's doing. He was supposed to sit in Ico's car. You better get and out of cruise the control driver. then. Drive yourself. He's got to keep his head down. But when Noah turned the corner right there, he tried to sneak out of the car, wrap around, even said, what are you talking about? I wasn't in that car. And by the way, I'm still kind of pissed off that you broke up with me, tried to kill me to get him to go with my dad. So I'm going to tase you, put this bag over your head after I give you the kiss of death. And I'm, I'm pretty sure that he put him in the back I of my trunk. Know. So now I'm pretty sure he's getting revenge on Noah for doing the same thing to him that he did to Noah uh, to the Dario. The thing is, you say this, he did not go around anything. He fell out of the car. He was looking in the rearview mirror huh. and he fell out of the car. He, he, Yes, but Noah didn't exactly so see him. He did what he needed. He's not the stuffiest guy. He's trying. The car door is open, and he's laying on the ground with his leg in the car, and Noah goes, you're he, getting out of this car? Noah's not smart. He emphatically told, no, that wasn't I know. me. He's like, no, no. And then? I, I don't hang with Iko Hasegawa. That's crazy problem talk. Is, no, like, no, I really wish that I saw him throw. He didn't really throw him into the trunk. I know. I think that's going to be the play. He better. Because we do. The thing is, I, we have a play when like Iko and like Dario get, get into Catwoman and Tomcat gear to go do vigilante bullshit. I don't know exactly what they're doing right now, except for going to piss off the gentleman's club. But there is one panel that you pretty much see the, the trunk of the car. It's close. It's not doing anything. But it's pretty close up in the panel. I'm, like, I'm, pretty I'm sure looking that was in there. through here where you tase. Little tip for you tat, tase. Jim. He's down there tased, and he's like, "Listen, I don't know why you did this. You chose, you know, my dad and throw me under the bus, but I'm going to give you the kiss of death, Smosh." Then you broke my heart. It looks like you might give him one of those, like you grab the back of the coat and put it over the head. I, it's very odd. It's very close up. That's when Ico yells, "Dario." And then I think he just shoves Noah to the side, like, oh, I'm not supposed to be doing this because he's right there. His ass is in the because trunk. Because he's right there. Then they're in the car talking fully. I know that, you know, you have him in the trunk. Maybe you're going to, you know, get a shovel and a shotgun. I don't know. But you're talking nonsense in there while he's there. He didn't pass out. He's there. I don't know what's going on. But they're talking about, you better be the, the Tomcats. I'm going to be the, the deal. And, and Dario keeps saying, well, whatever we find out, we'll take the Selena. Well, you know, I got to do my thing and whatever. And the whole thing with Selena still going through this idea that this cat, you know, is is delivering things through the vents is just the most. That's the weirdest part of this entire book. Even at a point where you have to have Bruce, Bruce Wayne, Wayne is sending the cat <laughs> messages. to end up Love referencing letters. it. I don't really trust cat letters. It's pretty weird. <laughs> it's funny, but it's so ridiculous that this is going on. And yeah, the letters are nice enough, but the letters are just, you're the greatest baby to the moon, Selena. While Selena is trying to teach everybody, she's trying to teach everybody in prison how to be almost strays, I said to you, and you you said to me as well, the idea of, I got to teach them how to be good thieves. Thieves in prison. Do you? And then it's revealed like, oh, it's Lady Clayface. I'm like, why do we need this? Well, the weird, the weirdest part about it is that we have uh, 
uh, Ventura Fremont, who is the DA of just uh, like our assistant DA, well, uh, Gotham City, who place. really wants to prove that Selena Kyle is innocent of killing the people at the Ace Chemical Plant and destroying it. She believes the punchline did it, and she'd rather have Selena on the streets and than I, the punchline. I like that so he's play. really working the angle on this whole thing. And Selena Kyle's like, look, I did some bad shit. I did it. I deserve to be here. Don't waste your time. Fuck off, Ventura Fremont. I'm supposed to be here. I need to have my punishment. I'm guilty of this whole thing. And as soon as she leaves, she's like, all right, time to get up into some mischief with my girlfriends over here. Teach them. I'm like, all the idea of, you know, she needs to atone for what she's done because she feels so bad is thrown out the window as soon as she starts doing girl power strays in You're prison. sitting, and this is where I said the idea, okay. Especially when these women turn out to be weird super criminals. Teeny Howard has a couple smart things that don't end up playing out smart. You have Dario, who I do like him wanting to at least get it's back fine. at Noah, but I really do want him to, I wish it was pushed more that he's doing all this Tomcat stuff, even not just to get back at his dad, but to prove to his dad that he is something. Whether he should care about that or not, I think he does. But you don't really get that. I thought that like that could be that. His heart is drunk. But then he falls out the, the wind. There's the, the fun, lovable type deal that we said he reminded us of Kevin in the Harley Quinn book. Exactly. And so I like that. But at one point, he looked a little too sexy. But the other cool play, and I do think that Ventura... Uh, but Fremont is it? Is that what it is? I that yeah. didn't seem right. I almost said Valmont, but the idea where it's more than just or like, hey, a cat. she can't even go after Punchline because she needs to get Punchline for what Selena is in jail for. They, she's taken yeah. the hit or fall for Punchline without trying to do that. So yeah, Fremont desperately wants Selena. Listen, I can get you out of here, but I want to get you out of here not because I like you or I think you're good. I don't think you did what you think. Belongs in here more and than I, you. I can put punchline in easily, but you're stopping that because there's no crime when you're already there. I yeah. did it. Get out of here. I kind of, it kind of pulled me back a little because I do think that Selena would realize, yeah, you know what? Punchline being out. Maybe I have to do this in a different way. But then, like you said, then it's the, and it gets really into the idea of I'm going to teach them how to be these thieves. I'm going to give them poker chips but look at that i stole the poker chips from them because i was playing this angle and that angle all right girls i need you to take <laughs> these poker chips for whatever you do don't lose these poker chips okay you got that all right now i'm going to give you assignments to steal stuff and they're going to go and steal it but you know what i stole your poker chips from you while you were stealing this other stuff you failed the test mind freak that's what it reminded me of at the end of the, oh my god i've been mind freaked i've been cat freaked but again they don't know that this is getting so off even at one point where and that's the worst part the idea that Selena Kyle is in prison, but not Catwoman. This is the idea that nobody knows that Selena Kyle is Catwoman at this point in time blows my fucking mind. I have no idea how this is a thing, especially when you have all these other super criminal ladies in here have no idea that Selena Kyle is Catwoman or anything yeah, at all. At points, you're mentioning the connection with Town that seems to just be the Selena. But even then, when you're doing all this, you have little scenes where, oh, my God, hey, we're there in the, the cafeteria. They're eating like snacks of the world in there. What's going on? Why are they allowed to even do that? They're there and everybody else I has no slop idea. and they're there. All the guards need to look in on this. Look, I know we got commissary, but and, what is all this And if shit? you're going to tell me the idea that, hey, they're paying off the guards or whatever, well, then you wouldn't be doing that stupid stealing you stuff. candy bar gun? I like, yeah, really. I like the one, like, that candy bar. I'm like, what is that that they're stealing? And then it didn't seem to be the same thing. But yeah, at the end. Selena mind freak their ass, but as you go down a roll call, because now they're gonna fight, it's felt weird. And then it's like, hey there, Lady Clay Payson. Hey, I know you have this power. I'm like, 
What the hell happened here? What is going on? Hey, Linda, you can exhale a type of fear toxin after working closely with the scarecrow, right? And Triste- uh, Tristessa, delicious. <laughs> I, don't, I have no idea how to actually it. But AKA Scorpiana, you're without, like, you're without most of your cybernetic enhancements, but you're still stronger than most. Lisa Foss, AKA Vox, you too. I'm glad to see you more stable <laughs> than I've heard about you. You could take these guards, no problem. And you, Lady Clayface. I'm, like, I'm, like, I'm like, why is there no any freaking like restraining collars on these people? I just, you have super criminals with enhanced powers just walking around in gen pop. And I'm like, you lost me. This is like when Orko is walking around in Black Gate. And, and I'll even go back with up. a couple things here. First off, she does get that information from Bruce, right? But why, yes. is, if I'm Lady Clayface and I'm in this Gen Pop deal, damn right everybody's going to know I'm Lady Clayface. I'm not keeping that to myself. I'm going full you out. You that. I'm Lady Clayface. In terms of I'm bars. saying I'm, I'm doing Lady Clayface things constantly. If I end up being able to do this, that, or the other thing, I'm not keeping It's almost like. Didn't she reform the last time we saw her? Was it like a Frankenstein issue? Was it the monsters? Yeah. That was the thing is she was on the street all messed up because she saw her yeah, mother in the floor mind and she looked was. like the daughter Remember of she, Mr. She Worth. came out in that Mariko Tamaki deal looking like the daughter. Oh no. But now she's now she's just in black gate. Bruce Wayne was seen with the muddy looking daughter and it caused problems. <laughs> but now she's here. And then put her in a bowling yeah, ball. Yeah, there she go. She's here now. Uh but it's just like it almost feels like Arkham, Arkham are, are they undercover? You. I mean, why are they there? Yeah. And it's like, and you. It's almost like, gotcha. But why? And what? And what? I, what I was going to say when you brought it up, the thing that gets me here is like, you end up where Selena is in jail, and Ventura's like, hey, I need to get you out of here because I want to put Punchline in jail where she belongs. No. But what we're also getting is a really <laughs> somehow a dumbed down version. Of that whole deal of the punchline book of her getting the gang together and things like that. But I don't know why this is happening. But all of a sudden, there's no Royal no, Flesh Gang that, in this And so anymore. almost like in my mind, maybe you should have just had the Royal Flesh Gang here. And Selena and then punchline gets mad. And, but what is the end game here? Selena wants to be in jail. She could get out now. And she says to Venture, no, I deserve this. But in the meantime, she seems to be building up a crew. To do something that we don't know, but why? She thinks that she's been bad. She kills Valmont, so she's here. This isn't the real way to show that you're like, oh my God, I deserve this. And then just, and then they're just fighting. They're just fighting here so that she can reveal who they are. And then everybody's friends again. It's very odd. And also, she does take, (laughs) she takes the fall for, you know, a bunch of them because she likes to go. To her office that is solitary. So the stupid well, she, cat she can has come to in. keep breaking the rules and go to solitary confinement. Because apparently, that was the only place that the cat can get into the air vents. And then, for some reason, none of the guards taking her out of solitary realize that she has a like an armful of shit leaving. <laughs> she gets out of solitary with all of a sudden she has a big trench coat. She's got a pallet jack. <laughs> As it's going backwards, she's like, "Hey, boys, open the doors. I'm coming out here." They're like, "What the what the." What? Got a big no, you know, I was in solitary. You know how it is. They're like, what the fuck? And why is there all this cat hair all over the place? I, I don't get it. And and so 
I, I'm telling you, I want to like the idea of Aiko as Catwoman outside while Selena's paying for what she believes to be her sins on his <laughs> side. It's just makes every no step sense. of the way is the worst aspect it of it. No sense, though. Everything. There's some. I like the idea that eventually Selena, they're gonna. Teeny Howard's gonna run out of ideas of how to get in the solitary. She's gonna go up and punch a guard in the face every two inches. I gotta get the solitary. Ah. How does she get that shit? How does the cat push that shit through? <laughs> It's so stupid. And and just the cat then and even Bruce says, Yeah, I fed the cat and I think Dario did like well let's go and what is this cat like hitching? I would think that this prison is a little far away from say, you know, Bruce Wayne and Gotham downtown in the rich area. I, I don't know. Couldn't Maybe you should have had this be Arkham Tower. At least that's in the middle of the city. Should've. Holy crap. And then it and where is it getting through this back door? Is it like the power plant and Mr. Burns and Smithers, they see that the screen door's open and they just screen go through shade. it. It makes no sense. I'll tell you, though, I like talking about it with you. It makes me giggle the whole time. And when with uh, the amount of giggling I did already when it's like, and you, Lady Clayface, I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> really? Like, it seemed to me like Scorpion. I'm like, all right, whatever. Lady Clayface. <laughs> The story with both aspects with Aiko and Selena could be good for what they're doing. It's just they're not doing what they should be doing. You with could either. be doing a smarter story than it, it's like. Sh- I don't understand Selena's motivations. No, I don't know what she's, she's, doing. she's doing here. And yeah, she's getting nice letters from Bruce. That's okay. That's the best part. It's my favorite part of the Even book. Even when I mean, it's one panel, but she's having a dream about Maggie. All right, that's cool. And then the. Yeah, but she's having a dream about Maggie as a nun for some Again, reason. Again, it's now. a dream. Like from the I old know, continuity. but it's a dream, and that's kind of a crazy deal. Maybe subconsciously remembering the things, but the dream is interrupted by that stupid cat in a vest. It's got like a I don't even know what. It's got a it's, it's fancy. got a vest, and that's where they're connecting. To, I don't know. It's a homing cat. Also, it sparkles a lot because it's fancy. I don't know. At one point, you were convinced that it's Valmont's spirit. Maybe it is. Uh, I no, not a. I, I still think it's Valmont and shapeshifting. If into it a is cat. Valmont shapeshifting on a cat, I'll give him full credit that he isn't jealous taking those love letters to Selena. Then, well, he's a cat. He can't read. He can't open the lettuce. He got paws. He ain't got no fingers. He's he's a, more of a uh, you know a method shapeshifter. <laughs> he's fully into it. Right. right. All I know is that they tried to push the idea of where. Amygdala and Valmont's body sh- should have been at the uh, the exp- the destruction of the chemical plant, right? There was not enough for them to even do an autopsy. So I, it doesn't even seem like they can identify anybody from what was left. So I'm saying that <laughs> I'm body's not, not there. Go- I'm going with that. I think he's alive. I don't think he shapeshifted into a cat. But that might be. That, really, I wouldn't bat an eye. Look, it, it might if, be. If this cat is doing this on its own, it's stupider than Valmont shapeshifting into a cat. You're saying it's stupider it because it's a genius cat. There has to be like one cat out of 10 trillion that is such a genius. If he ends up, if you end up at this one point where Selena at a point needs like some help, and all of a sudden he morphs out of that no. cat deal into Valmont. I will lose it, Eric. I will lose it completely, but it may happen. It just may. I don't know. Oh, my goodness. I want more Ico and Dario. If you're going to have Selena in jail, please, this mind-freaking nonsense is not that interesting. Just have her in jail. Orange is a new black where, cat. Yeah. Oh, you said that. You could <laughs> end up where the little bit that we have with Ico, shift it around. Shift the focus and have the, most of the stuff going where you can progress a story. Not set up this nonsense in jail, but keep showing 
her in jail getting letters, seeing, you know, that she's, you know, making some friends, stuff like that, dreaming of Maggie. That's fine. But it's like, it got so ridiculous, but we're there. We're already at the ridiculous now. We're there. Yeah, I, I, the art's good. I do like the art. I love the art. I think the book looks yeah. amazing I mean, overall. And that's another thing, even tonight, as we're doing this podcast, most of the art really kick ass. That, that is not the problem with a lot of the stuff at DC. It's the awful storytelling, but I, this ha- that's the problem. This has some nuggets that could be something, but they don't seem to want to do it. But what would you give it? Ultimately, I give this a 5.3 out of 10. I'm just a regular five. Just a regular five. I'm looking. Even when you have Ico and, and Dario and they're jumping, doing that, like heroes jump, I'm like, yeah, let's do this. And have the bumbling Dario, you know, get a little more confidence as you're doing this. And he's a cool character, but Selena with these, nah, I don't even get it. Next, next issue, you're going to have them cut open a fucking orange and there's going to be their card in the middle. Of it. Hey, whatever. I love My that she freak. went and stole those chips and like, you, Lou. I'm like, what do they care? They're like, oh, really? Wow. Wow, I lost. At one point, they're drinking toilet wine. Hey, to you. Hey, here you go. Oh, but that's that, Eric. But we'll move on. We're going to go off. We have a couple more books. I'm telling you, this next section, last section of books, not the greatest, but we do, I think we'll have fun. I don't know, Eric. I'm going to say. I, you're not the greatest. I, well, I'm not. There you go. You're not the greatest, baby. That's what you say to me. Are you going to tell me to the no. moon, but uh, you don't like me enough, so I'm not to the moon? I don't know. Not to the moon. Oh, not to the moon. That's pretty much what everybody says to me. It's a face. <laughs> oh, that's so hurtful, Eric. It really is. I, I, I was a nice boy. I'm not anymore. I'm not going to tell you that. Are you one of those guys that telling the girls how nice no, of a guy you are? No, I wasn't that. I just ended up where I stuck to myself. I didn't want to hurt anybody, right? I didn't want to upset. Oh I'm saying I didn't. I I could have lashed out, Eric. I could have called somebody a name or something at that point. But now I'm just all Sit that. Up for well, I got you. all that has led to me just being bullied by my kids. I'm a sad sack. <laughs> I am no other bigger than you. All right. Well, we'll go up to these last books. I'll take it out on them. And take it out on anybody else. So I'll take it out on the books. And and in the uh, deal, <laughs> also the listeners, Eric, they deserve it. But we'll be back with three more books to finish up the podcast. Well, he stares into the mirror, moosing up his hair. Blows kisses to himself, and he really thinks that tear is tear. Well, that's just every shake. Looking for a star screen, or maybe a hubcap. Spends all his money buying all that crap Well, that's just Eric Shay. And here we are, Eric Three books left in the podcast Now, as we have played this game for many a year Usually the last bit of books are the ones that maybe not are the greatest They don't fit a little you know, section or so you're telling me that if the, you will, the majority of the podcast, we should just have all the books in the last section. There's no first no, section. It's I'm all the last is, section. Eric, we have loved everything. I think up until <laughs> I don't know what's going on. I, I was going to make a joke about how, how great the books were up till now, but to pull the veil back, we're recording this first, Eric, I was going to make you laugh a little, but well, yes, yeah. recently, really? well, I was trying to recently, yeah, there's been some tough times. We're, we're in a bit of a rut. I, I will say that. We talked about this on this week's Spotlight. The idea there are peaks and valleys, and we're in a bit of a valley right now. But we've been in those valleys before. We, we have, and maybe, have, have we been in worse valleys? I mean, there yes. have been some real yes, crappy books. 
uh, in the past. I think that what has happened, though, is, and we talked about this again on the spotlight, that when we used to have the Valleys, people seemed to kind of have fun with it. I think that they're getting their stuff now. So let's get to it, DC. You better come with some good books. But this section of books, we have at least one of these where a lot of people tell me they love it. They And not this issue. I haven't heard anybody United talk about pack, it. Right? Exactly. Yeah. Well, when I get to that, I'm going to ask you, is it still yes. your Titans book? Because I'll find something for you. Find it. I don't even I care if I find something. You never said it. Did you ever say at DC or just? It's the best Titans book out because I'll find something from some other company with Titans in the title and that'll become my Titans book. But this deceased or the undead gods, a lot of people love deceased me and you personally. It's almost came with the deal and I might have to go and read the more recent White Knight stuff. People seem to really, really still love that. Me and you got a little tired of it. And overstate its welcome a bit. Yeah, and I think that Deceased, this coming back with Deceased, War of the Undead Gods, it did answer a question that we had. What's up with that Superman? That's been so long. What's up with that dark side? You know, it doesn't even feel like like I could say by the end, well, at least we found out about Superman, because that's kind of been there, done that by this point. And now it just feels to me like Tom Taylor is looking for the exit, and he wants to get this done as quick as possible. So we're getting big battles, but they're told with narration big scenes very narration heavy which i thought was a little well, bit of a thing weird is, play. it's been doing this for the entire time in my mind for the narration and in this time you get to find out it's alfred pennyworth who's doing the narration but pretty much every issue is like all right how can we top the last issue how can we go bigger and better than the last issue and it's just all right what are you going to do next because that's all i really have for this anymore and that's what i kind of meant for the whole thing this issue i don't know why it got to me more but i mean this whole you know, whole series, this new mini, it did seem like you said, hey, we have to throw out some wow moments, dark side, uh, yellow lantern, but not really doing much with it or explaining it. Hey, everybody, yeah, yeah. And then end up going almost against that in our what we were talking about before. There's some weird plays, but we'll give the credits and we'll get into it again. I I don't see or hear many people getting that excited anymore when an issue of Deceased War of the Undead Gods comes out. The actual reviewers, the reviews are down. And you know what that means when those people give bad reviews, Eric. Holy moly. But I, I, I need something. And maybe these next two issues, maybe we're rushing to a too big finale. Deceased War of the Undead Gods, number six, written by Tom Taylor, giving up. Art by Trevor Harrison, Andy Lanning, Rain Barreto, and Seda. Pemafonte. So the big play here going into this, and even J-Man, he wanted to see this big Spectre versus Mixel click battle. We do it's end there. up starting. Yeah, it's like there. It. It's not that great. It ends up again. It's it's told through a narration and kind of a couple big moments, but it never feels like you. Really well, how do you really show something like that? Like you know, with epic motion without narration explaining how this cosmic ordeal is taking place? Because I don't think you would possibly draw something that could actually be conveyed on a paneled page to do what, any Maybe kind of justice. You need it to be narration heavy. Yeah, well, you do have that, you know, as this. Now, with that, though, maybe what you should have shown is what you then say Erebus wants out of this because it seems as if Mixoplick can still Erebus. reshape reality. He says it by the end, but we kind of got the idea. Once you're part of the anti-living, you don't really have an imagination anymore, and that kind of lessens the character. But it does say we have to win this. Our Erebus will get this thing capable of reshaping reality. 
Why aren't we seeing any of that in this battle? I know why. Why aren't we seeing any of Erebus? Battle over. It's about, and Erebus is a big play, and I ended up... Oh, my God, Erebus, and then we just kind of sit on it. Yeah, Ares was the one who warned them. Oh, my God, it's Erebus. And so, yeah, you sat on it. Now, in the meantime, I kind of let that kind of lie on the side, and I kind of kind of lost track of exactly what Erebus was in this and what was going on. He is the god of darkness. And he's one of the primordial gods. It's a big deal. But it's also trying to play. Well, it's supposed to be playing that this is finally the reveal of who controls and does things with the anti-living. But But again, anti-life. I'm not even talking anti-living. I'm talking big things. Oh, I understand. But the idea of anti-life and stuff like that, because what we have going on now is a corruption of the anti-life equation with cyborgs technology creating a virus, an anti-living situation. That's different than anti-life. So I don't even know. Is it the idea that Erebus is almost like the Necron of the Black Lantern? So actually being a death, the the thing that is the anti-life, because that would just mean the entity is just, you know, oh, it's it's the life equation and it's also life. It's just everything there because... It, it, Erebus just kind of falls flat for a primordial god Oh, it, you might as well just say the great darkness Well, it, that's what it feels like to me And there are legit Now, I'm not saying these are, you know, reputable sites or anything like that They might end up being sites that jump on clickbait stuff You know, like that But there are sites out there going Oh my god, this is the biggest thing for the last five, ten years Because we finally, this is something that was never revealed Who and what controls the anti-life And yet at it least is in an this world. world, so you have to kind yeah. of, that's the thing, but it's weird. Something like the anti-life and the whole deal maybe outside of the, I don't, it, it's, but it, you haven't done anything with it. To me, anti-life, I was just getting married, Eric, boom, that is a <laughs> Like you had a life before that. My wife better not hear that. I'll be anti-wife, Eric, oh my goodness. No, no, you'll still be anti-life. Yeah, that is true. <laughs> yeah, I will be. Uh, so that whole Erebus thing. That's the big thing that that should be. Is it? I mean, well, it should be. And it's supposed it's like to be the least thing to me. Well, what you go with that, though, what was the least thing in, in Dark Crisis? The darkness, even. They, they pull Pariah. these big things out. And yeah. Again, though, but that was supposed to be at one point the big bad. Why can't anybody have a story where you actually have the big bad that you present being the big bad that ends up showing that there's a big bad? This is this is my problem with this actual mini is they're just reacting to things but you never really get your footing of what exactly is being done what is happening and then there's dark side there with his yellow lantern deal and then there's high father all corrupted it's all the stuff that just like you said wow moments of boom, but Let's not really em. hitting i yeah yeah it is it's like jenga but it's a house of jenga cards for Jim. me well jenga yeah, like falls too as well but your dad's a monkey right jenga you end up with <laughs> yahtzee you start off with Lobo, and I like Lobo. No, yeah, Lobo was the fun part because he has to be the, the linchpin of this entire situation. Because he's been playing on the background where you know some alien race wants him to save the universe, and now we're just moving that along to the point. Hey, we will give you hedonism to the nth degree for a hundred years. All you got to do is save the universe. He's like, "Frag it, I'll do it." And we just have a talk there, and I, I, I'm just waiting for Lobo to show up and actually do this before everybody else in the entire universe of this else world failed. I just want Lobo to swoop in and say, fuck it, I'm going to take care of this and get the job done. Again, at this point, yeah, there are mentions of the cure. And I don't mean the band, Eric. They're, they're there. And Nobody yeah, we have the, the band. We have this cure. Can we deliver it to eight trillion people, whatever? 
even with that being said and having that around, it just feels like this is unwinnable. It really, really no, it does. It's totally unwinnable. To the point where. Like how Dark Crisis felt until it didn't. Again, and that's where I'm waiting for this idea of, all right, magic, this specter. What is it going to be? What is the MacGuffin? Anti-Erebus. Anti-anti-life. Yeah, I end up where I just wonder how you're going to solve all this where you've made it. So it almost does feel like Dark Crisis, but with that dark army. Oh, my God. How are we going to defeat all of those major hearts? Well, we defeat them because they kind of. Slinked away away. They kind of went away and we didn't need to deal with them Uh, So with that I'm looking For the character moments and for me Those really get lessened by the Narration heavy deal Uh, even when You have big moments in this it it, you don't Really feel like you're involved you feel like You feel like you're being told a story In in that sort of way you're a little Disconnected but you do see Superman Trying to figure things out He realizes that oh my god If Mixelplick wins here we're done so he, he runs distraction, right? He, he punches Mixelpick in the face once so the Spectre can stab him through the heart. But even now, with the idea you have the spirit of vengeance here, God's right hand, but it doesn't do anything because we defeat Mixelpick, but he's like, oh, no, guy, I'm dying. I tear out your your host. So Jim Corrigan's now in space. He's dead. So we just, we're down a Mixelpick and we're down a Spectre for about five seconds. Yeah, and, and I'll even go a little bit before that, a couple pages where... You're trying to get some feels here. Oh, my God, Superman saw yet another planet blow up, but he didn't see the first. But I understand he wasn't there. I like where they're like, he he, he let two them. planets and couldn't see him. The other time he's a baby. What is he going to do? Let's just, let's just say, though, that we're not talking about Krypton because we kind of did fail the, the original Earth right now. Well, I think that they're meaning Krypton. They are. That. And it's <laughs> funny when they say that that was part of the Tom King push for Supergirl was the idea that she actually saw her planet die, unlike Cal. So I yeah. thought of that for a second. But yeah, it is technically right. He was not able to save the planet when he was a baby. So you got that. But again, this is the planet. This is Kilowog's home planet of Bolivax Vic that, that yeah. ended up being destroyed in Christ on Infinite Earth. This isn't something new or anything back, like that. Yeah, but again, I think that this is playing out that it never happened in this universe because, oh my God, your, your planet, your people are dead. But everybody's dead. I'm at the point here that a planet blowing up now. Everybody's dead. (laughs) Oh, my God. Every planet in the world or the universe, the whole deal is destroyed. And now I'm mad because the rec center down the the lane. We've seen too much destruction to really care about Was that Kilowog's rec center? (laughs) Yeah, it was Kilowog's rec center. And in that. This is horseshit. Now you made it personal. Nobody was fighting in that rec center because they were a communal bunch of rec center kids. They didn't even fight when they. They didn't even want they, they always pushed the idea that Kilowog's people, oh, man, they ended up, everybody helped each other. Nobody had, I'm like, this sounds like a lot of socialism and communism. But, hey, Kilowog liked it. Ah, oh, yes. But, yeah, so you have the idea. And I think that maybe the, the slight play of this is, is when you first had it get destroyed, Kilowog did take in, like, everybody into his ring and things. But he's dead here now, so they're all gone. Gone, so gone, Stewart. and gone. Yeah, John's dead as well. But even then, it's like, Hey, Kilowatt's planet's dead. So is John. I'm like, I'm not, I'm not able to get connected to well, we this. Well, we agree. Let's move feel. on. And actually, what we're at at this point, it is a, it may be some sort of play because you even had it. You have it in all these. Walking Dead, you ended up getting to a point where you are desensitized. And I'm saying the people oh, totally. in the, in the world itself too. 
you know, as you're there having it happen, you do allow that's another death, but hey, that's how we live. It's a living. Keep on fighting. I think that I'm at that point now where I'm like, I don't know. There you go. Really? You and the rest of the universe. Well, really, and at this point. Except for Alfred. He's pissed that Leslie gets it to this issue. Well, that's the thing. The main funny play here is the, the planet blows up, right? It cracks apart. So they're on, they're kind of dead, dead. But like a Leslie, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, well, you have to make sure that if somebody gets turned, the, there is a cure and we might be able to save you. But if you end up dying, dying, like you're done. So maybe there's that little feel like, oh, shit, oh well, dead, we dead. can't even bring them back. They're dead, dead, dead. But we'll, we'll get Leslie. But yeah, Alfred, he's had some problems. But even when you had that play where. He's mad as hell this, and he's not going to take it anymore. <laughs> I like they're looking at the cracked apart planet. And then just out of nowhere, Superman looks up to the sky. And there, there is Darkseid with his yellow lantern outfit. And he's like, yep, he's still out there. But I can't go after him now because I have other things to do, like smack Mixelplick right upside the face to distract him so that the Spectre can take him down. And it's okay. I just, I, no, I, you're right, okay. though. What it's else just, are you going to do? I, it's, it's exactly. so big. You, you, you have a ridiculous. cosmic battle in the middle of space where each blow creates a wormhole that's sucking up stars and planets. So you have this, this thing that you cannot even possibly imagine, the H.P. Lovecraft type of Cthulhu situation where you cannot possibly imagine what's happening. You need narration more than anything right there. Oh, like, oh, here's a swirly little black hole. You get the epicness? No, I don't. You need to tell me how badass this is because the panel. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. Maybe you could have had Mixelplick use his, uh, you know, reality no imagination. deal. And, but again, this is the thing. Erebus, he still wants him for that. So it's a weird play to call that Erebus out. Erebus has got to work into it. He's got to touch back to his inner child. Think how to play again. Erebus just doesn't understand how things are going because he's, you know, way off doing whatever. I don't know. But Primordial shit. Yeah. Maybe you could have used that to kind of lessen the field a little. Have I? I don't know how it would go. But you go back to Earth 2. And they're having their problems there, right? And they're just they're trying to figure out what to do. They actually do the doom tubes the way that I wanted the, the yellow lantern rings to work out here because we have Bart and Scott Free here. They're going to try to go back and find Jacob and get a cure going on while the rest of the like our team, pretty much our Justice League, trying to save the world from an Earth Two situation. And when we say Earth Two, it's the second Earth, not the Earth Two universe, but. When this is going on, it's like, we have to create a way to do this. Their boom tube is going to get, you know, John Kent to where he needs to be. But now it's been corrupted because all the boom tubes are connected. So now it's a doom tube. And now the anti-living new gods know where to find them. They're opening up doom tubes everywhere. And I wanted that to be the, like the, uh, the yellow lantern situation where it actually went all the way back to Quard and the antimatter universe. And you said taking over an entire universe because it's all connected back to the antimatter universe. But it's just, all right, man, the bad guys know where we are. Open up some doom tubes, and now we have, you know, anti-life new gods to fight. Yeah, and, and as you get this progression, they're talking about, okay, we have a cure, but we do have to distribute it all these different ways. How are we going to do gonna this? Happen. And, uh, hey, Scott and Barda, we need you. Nope, we're going to go off over here. Oh, why are you doing that? Well, we're going to get our one Jacob. son. <laughs> and Alfred's like, that makes sense. I understand. Honestly, I'm like, I, the thing is, I get it too. I'm like, fuck, the universe is done. I'm going to go save my son and live out the rest of my days as long as I can. That's the thing. If you're going to say that fully, because they white say flag, we need some of cure. If you white flag it and Alfred Different. understands, everybody leave. Just stop. Just give up. Go and, and now what they should be doing is, all right, well, where do you plan on doing this living if you're not going to be dying? And if somebody has a good zone. idea... 
No, that's what I'm, I'm telling you. Like, if they're going to say that it's, I understand that you're going one versus the well, I'm not telling. Trillion, I'm not telling I'm anybody out. else where I'm going, and I'm actually hanging out with these people oh as long my. as possible because I need someone to push down so I yeah, can get well, away Yeah, well, you're going to have to push soon because as they're doing it, all of a sudden, <laughs> hey, uh, there, Mr. There, Scott Free, what's going on with your box? Oh, no, oh, it's yeah, make corrupted. Sure. It's bleeding. <laughs> make sure uh, if we do have a zombie apocalypse in real life that you and I do hang out. The hell with you. Well, again, I look at, well, first off, they come in to the room and they just turn around and walk out. And I'm like, what the fuck's going on? It's because we have no brains here. It's why they just leave. They like the brains is what I'm saying. See, and uh, we'll just keep podcasting until we get in. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It'd be funny. We're just doing this shit as the zombie apocalypse is happening and we just, nobody bothers us. We just, we're just doing this. But yeah, all of a sudden, even then, even then they're talking. And then it's like, oh, what's going on there? Oh, no, they know where we are. Everything seems really rushed here. It seems really like, okay, I don't have a ton of story, but I need these big moments, so here you go again. And then you end up having, you know, new gods come in. You have High Father. Everybody knows where they are. Does Green Arrow kick at this? Is is he dead here? Because at one point, oh, my God, Batman, look out. You have High Father just do a superhero landing. And I'm like, I don't know what happened to Green Arrow. Did High Father actually land on Ollie? I have no idea. At that point, I thought that he landed on Batman. I thought that Damien was done. I thought he was like, look out. Oh, no. And then he landed right on him. Then he was alive. Then I thought he was dead again and he was alive. But I don't know that I saw Ollie <laughs> afterwards. He might be done. I was so worried. He might be done there. But again, I'm desensitized. But yeah, you have the new gods come in and, you know, you have Bug. And, you know, and not only the new gods around. as well, because you have the Ronians, you have the Thanagarians, you have Maxima and her people. Everybody that the anti-life new gods have collected along the way, they're all doomed to begin and Earth 2 is fucked. It's kind of a funny play because you have some pretty powerful characters in, you know, the little Earth 2 group. All of them. Again, when you end up having the bad guys come, yeah, they're a little more powerful. I will say, even the idea that you have Damian Wayne here as Batman, for some reason it felt like they said, like, the narration talking about decades. And I don't know what Alfred was getting at with the whole thing, but when when Damian Wayne Batman goes and tries to take on anti-life Highfather and Highfather pretty much... Almost knocks his head off with a single punch. I'm like, yeah, we're all done. It's over. Get over I man. actually, the only problem I had with that is you said almost because to me that head would have been off and flying into space at that moment. Well, it's but a really well constructed suit. It's it. not going to tear. Yeah. The head's just severed, but it's the head would have been in severed. It stays in. <laughs> That's what should have happened, and I thought maybe it would have. But the big play here is, uh, in the meantime, the specter. He ends up, Erebus and all that nonsense, Spectre dies. He ends up, or Jim Corrigan at least. You know, Jim he Corrigan ends up dies. He's untethered separated. from his host. Yeah, he's untethered by it. Able to talk in space, right? That's cool, right? He's For a few Superman. seconds. They're there holding like almost like the Predator handshake type deal in space. Pretty manly, right? The coolest and he, handshake ever. And then he dies amongst all the debris. So what's up with the Spectre? That does set up, and that's... These are the moments where I do love Tom Taylor and things that he ends up making things work. Also, really did remind me of back in the day what you wanted from the Earth, Earth 2 book with Barbara yeah, Gordon. With Barbara that's Gordon. All, it, that's it almost all I is can exact. Think about. It's almost exact because you kept saying that the things that were happening to Barbara Gordon really were leading her to need to be that spirit of vengeance. Was Tom and stuff Taylor like that. still writing it at that point I in time? Think he Actually, was. Yeah, I think he was. Yeah. yeah. And you. Week or month after month, or even at the one point, I guess it might have been weekly at one it was point. Weekly, but yeah, it's yeah, so end. week after week, 
you just begged for it. You begged for it cunt, and never got it. Barbara so I Grayson actually, was murdered in front of Dick Grayson. So I needed her to come back as the Earth 2 Spectre, and that would have been the most amazing thing for that yeah, story. Yeah, oh, and you kept saying, so I'll give this to you, Eric, that we actually get the Spectre <laughs> as Alfred. You have Leslie Tompkins being turned into anti-life and at this point alfred is mad as hell he's not going to take it anymore. he has taken all he can, he's, he's taking all he can stands and he can't stand can't no stands more, no he more. Starts, can't. he's like i killed my kids now you took my love interest on another planet and now i'm pissed off high father i'm going to yell until the gods hear me and then the specter like becomes like uh alfred becomes the host of the specter so now you have the specter back which is our saving grace to save humanity to a degree because you have somebody here like nixon puts gone we don't have a reality-shaping fifth-dimensional imp to deal with anymore. We do have Erebus, the primordial freaking... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Over there. But, but we're going to need something to take back. care of that, right? The Spectre is yeah. pretty big. So that would be somebody that you would need, and you get him back. Because Alfred, because of all of that pain and suffering... And I'll give you... It goes all the way back to the beginning, obviously, of the first deceased. And the idea that he did have to kill... You know, his family in Batman, Robins, all it's, them. It's, it's weird to me, though, that like, like, I think like always the Spectre goes for somebody who's died, though, and like they come back to life. And so you just have Alfred here and he's just, you know, imposed. Like, well, you know, super Eric, impo- what I would I tell you is when Leslie goes anti-life, he died inside. <laughs> he just a little bit. Enough. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So. Uh, but yeah, Jim Carrey. Yeah, it's a weird play. It is a weird play. Even but, like uh, uh, Crispin Allen and uh, like everybody else. Even Hal Jordan when he was Crispin for Glover, a while. right? No, not Crispin Glover. No, I meant never his career. Himself. I meant his career out. He never redeemed that either. Right. He's a weird guy that you would have waited for. It just sus things. Me too. No, it just didn't. Crispin Glover was just a weird dude. Oh no! Anybody who couldn't talk, I'm sure he's already killed. <laughs> that is true. About and ate them. Or, or they're scared. They're running scared. Uh, but yeah, with that, that Allegedly. is... Uh, Allegedly. Yes, I was going to say, you better <laughs> have that on. The idea with Alfred, that's the best. You just say the worst thing. Allegedly. <laughs> uh, the idea of Alfred becoming the Spectre, again, that is, in my mind, that's classic Tom Taylor moment. It is. Now, and the worst part is, I kind of want it in the main universe, so to bring Alfred back from the dead until eventually be, awesome. be reborn, almost like how Jordan yeah, was. Like yeah, like you almost be... ruined it here by having it in an Elseworlds where you could have had it in the well, regular I, deal. That would have been kind of cool where Alfred does come back. I don't know what it, why he'd have to redeem anything with his own soul because he was a stand-up fucking gent, but I kind of like, might be kind of cool, like when Hal and Jordan came back as a Spectre, redeemed himself by the Parallax stuff until they shaped and shifted that with Jeff Johns to bring Hal Jordan back, but it could have been cool. Did you actually... Hear the news, uh, all that money that he gave to Dick Grayson, he got that from uh, selling Bezel. child porn. Eric, traffic I went real human deep. trafficking. <laughs> human trafficking. He just, you know, he, but he wants to use the money for good, Eric. He's going to redeem himself. Yeah, oh, good old Alfred. But yeah, he's had a, one of I, the I worst of everybody there. Slander. It is one of those, to, allegedly, too, I say, that was what happened with Alfred. <laughs> uh, so. He has had a lot of shit happen to him, but everybody else has, which kind of is funny. But it is a big moment. I said it is one of those things where this issue, it does get with all the big things going. It tends to be too big too often in this series, at least. And it's kind of disconnects me when Alfred becomes the the spirit of engine. When he comes to Spectre, I think that I kind of get back on board a little. I end up like, okay, I want to see what happens next issue. And let's. Well, at least that wraps things around to what we started with, with the Bat family and everything that was going on. And like, it kind of, 
bookends things where it makes you care about this like larger than life situation put on somebody that you can actually care about and like like recognize to a degree. And I think you know if I'm going to go with the you know comics making like inside baseball, the comics make okay. The comics making is we might be done with the narration now. Because this narration has been Alfred, and now it's... No, he's going to keep telling us the story. Now it's all narration. <laughs> That's all Everybody's, it is. He has deaf ears going the entire time. Doesn't care what anybody else is saying. He's telling his own story going forward. He's like, hey, Alfred. He's like, yep, this was a tough page day. After page after page. He keeps saying, wow, I'm the Spectre. Oh, uh, yeah. Holy shit, I'm the Spectre. Holy moly. I used to be an actor. And uh, he'll go on, but... Then again, when you're the Spectre, the narration tends to get a real, like, fancy. Then again, he's he's Brit. He, he's fancy as it is. He's Brit. He's a Brit, pinky up. But uh, also, I want to ask you, was there a part in any time, and uh, maybe I'm the, is Oliver blind? Does he have eyes, or have they been plucked out? I, I've seen Honestly, him. Honestly, at this point in time, I think he's dead, so I don't know. Well, on the side that he says, look out, I swear to God, there ain't no eyeballs there. I think that he's seen... Well, with the mind. Is, he, wa- he was a zombie for like five and yeah, years. Yeah, and he so. got scratched a bit in the face. And I thought his eyes came back, but maybe they didn't, Aaron. There's no eye in team, is what he says. I don't know. that. Neither does anything else when you're a zombie, but he's solid coming. Well, Superman had to get a robot arm. Yeah, well, maybe he's got robot eyes. And it's a robot maybe. eyes. A robot Serial killer. Serial killer. <laughs> yes. And I mean serial as in 0110. See, it works. It oh, works God. with their robot. Holy moly. We got to make that movie now. But here we go. We end it with. We need to make that movie. That'd be hilarious. A serial killer. <laughs> ah, yeah, he looks good. I love the idea that you have like that the mustache kind of still, you kind of see that. And everybody's like, when did Sinestro become the goddamn Spectre? Oh, my God. Well, he needs some redeeming. It is the outfit. But yeah, he's pissed and he puts his fist right through High Father. <laughs> Take that, High Father. I love the idea where this is such a big thing that even zombie High Father goes, What the fuck? And then he Uh-oh. gets punched in the face. Oh, that's pretty good. But it, it does get me back on board. It does. It actually gets sure, me more involved well. in this series than I have since the beginning. So I am actually happy. Unfortunately, like a monkey prince even we only have a couple issues left when i'm starting to enjoy it but what would you give it ultimately that turn with alfred does bring me back on board because it gives me something to look forward to and just a bunch of characters doing stuff that i might not understand because it is a different universe in this over-the-top cataclysmic end of the universe ending situation but now with alfred having the power behind it i can get on board because it's somebody i care about and it makes a lot of sense that the art it's up and down for me it's not something i truly yeah, I'm not care a big about Trevor i think a lot Harrison of stuff was fan was lost because of the art for me and the battles going on, but it's okay. It's serviceable, but you know, I had fun reading this because it is just stacking the wow moments on top, and I do enjoy the wow moments. I just need more from the story, and thankfully by the end we did get this. So 7 out of 10. I'm going to go 7.5. I'm a little higher than you, and, and again, it's almost like the idea that, okay, it's fine and dandy to say we have to save all the people in the universe. Oh my god, that seems too big. When you get it does. The, when you get Alfred as What's the, the wishing machine? Yeah, well, when you get Alfred as a Spectre, you start to see a little like, oh, well, he's a Spectre. What can he do? But it also makes it more personal. And Show you get you that whole deal. So I think that that's what I needed. I needed to kind of. It's funny to say that the Spectre, oh, the Spectre, the Spectre actually makes things smaller that I could get behind it because the Spectre is such a big character. But I'm problems here, Eric. I, I was coughing all day. And then I said to Tanya before we were recording, I got to go and uh, heat up a coffee. I'm going to make a coffee. And then I, 
this is so stupid. I said to her then, it's weird that I have to drink a coffee to stop coughing. And I thought that was the funniest thing I've ever said in my life. I laughed. From the attic all the way down to making this coffee. Honestly, I, I think it's lucky you're still married. And then I sat there and I thought, that's the dumbest thing I've ever said in my life. And then it made me laugh all the way back upstairs. And then I ended up saying to Tanya, like, oh, that was pretty stupid, right? And she just shook her head. <laughs> Anti-life, Eric, allegedly. But what are we doing next? Next up, we have Titans United Blood Pack number six, the finale, written by Kevin Scott, with art by Lucas Meyer, Tony Avina, and Carlos Emanuel. And this is for all the marbles, folks. All of Ravenworld <laughs> has to be put back <laughs> in place to make sure that we get the Titans of this universe to the, the way that we once knew them from the oh first issue. Where <laughs> it's, so bad, it's so bad. Uh, <laughs> look, look. It's still the best Titans book you're going to tell me. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it ever again. I don't want to hear your nonsense. I'm telling you. This is where Kevin Scott, the next book, he'll end up having some other book that there's no other book by, and it'll suck. This ending is so awful. It's so bad that it's it's convoluted. It makes it shows you he had no story or way out. There's no exit strategy in this here war that he's fighting with us. And Overall, I, I at the end of reading it, I got mad because normally we wouldn't do a book like this. But me and you have actually wanted to have a Titans book, so we have yeah. done it. And the book looks great. Oh, it looks it looks fantastic. But all I could think of the whole time reading, I told you this before we started recording, is that you kept wondering, okay, I'm going to go with this at first, House of M. All right. Yeah, get yeah, totally. And the funny play is we got past the House of M feel. Only because it got real clunky. It got real clunky. It made no sense after that. So you're like, okay, people remembering things, you know, how are you going to do this? Simon, all that stuff, they're out of the picture. You don't have this. Yeah, Yeah, that makes sense. And then you get in this issue and you have people say, well, you're kind of doing things. And I thought, hmm, I might know them and I'll be with you. Then that's a dupe, but then it's not. Then you get, oh, my God. Oh, no, the whole thing is we had a dupe throughout this whole thing where it turns out that Jinx, who we thought was a hero of this raver world, turned out to be an emissary of the evil rave and came back and, you know, Donna Troy being Donna Troy in this world is all pissed off because of what happened to Tempest. She puts a sword through the rave that they thought they had. This turns out it's Jinx and it turns out she was against him the whole time. Oh my god, we were duped. We had one shot to ha- try to save ourselves and save Raven and it all went to hell because Jinx turned against us and Donna's a goddamn psycho. What are we going to do now? Enter Beast Boy who only talked about killing them in the previous issue and then he realized now, guys, Guys, you, you kept talking about things. You know what? Raven hurt me pretty bad after you got away. She blamed my stupid green ass. But turns out, I started remembering things, I think, too. And you know what? I think we are friends. So you know what, guys? I'm going to lead you back into the Church of Blood, and you're going to be able to get to Raven. And as soon as they go and do this, I'm sorry, guys. I fooled you, and uh, uh, I'm so uh, bad because Raven made me do it. This I love that idea, though, that idea of she tortures me. But here I am, and nobody asks, like, well, how'd you get away? How'd you do this? They just, Shh. and the play is, like, there, there had to be somebody here that would say, now, again, Tim Drake, he'd felt like anybody who remembers definitely would be like, oh, man, it's Gar. I, I have to believe him. But you have a couple other people that are like, yeah, I don't really remember whatever. They, somebody needs to talk sense in these kids and say, no, 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 we, we have problems here. We can't just accept this and leave this instant. To go back because it's got to be a trap. 
And then it is. And it, it ends but up. But I will tell you this Beast Boy's Spider Man 2099 outfit looks badass in this with the skull. Like, it looks just like Spider Man 2099 to me. It's an evil world, Beast Boy. It's the bad, it's the bad Beast Boys. And yet you have <laughs> this play where once he, and now luckily that's a dupe where he's like, I kind of remember. He actually doesn't even say, he's like, you guys are doing things together, and it seems like that's kind of cool and would have been something that I might be into if I wasn't here. So I think that I'm going to go with you, but it's a dude. Yeah, yeah that's it, a it made no sense. No sense whatsoever. Then you get little, you know, oh, no, back no. and forth. But the thing is, things. you talk about the idea of no sense, and it's fine that it makes no sense because it is a dupe this whole time. It just takes us right to where we need to be because this is the final issue and we don't have any more time to fuck no. around in this goddamn rave But when we have this situation, it's like, we have the evil raven. She's the, the patriarch, not, even, not patriarch, but just the idol of the Church of Blood. Everybody is going to worship Raven, and Sebastian Blood needs her to be this idol so everybody will worship him as well and keep the Church of Blood in business in this whole Raven's world situation. But what we have here is we go back to the first issue. When Raven came out of nowhere, when they were fighting the Church of Blood, and then like Sebastian had that bloodstone. He did that spell, and the Raven went and grabbed a hold of it. Well, it turns out it wasn't just Sebastian Blood's spell that created this world with Raven. While he was doing his spell, our Raven was doing her spell to try to make a world where she went over there to keep her friends safe, but things didn't work out the way she wanted. So her friends ended up staying here, too. And for some reason, Tim Drake just remembered it all. No, they never explained that no, part. But Tim Drake remembered it all explained. and was able open up everybody's mind to what was going on to what we needed to do here but ultimately you still have the spirit self the soul self of raven who cast that magic spell to fight <laughs> against her evil self in the raven world who turns out to actually be the bloodstone that created the spell in the first place <laughs> then they could get rid of her by the even then when they're doing this and it but made me use magic to turn them back into a stone and then break that stone and the spell is lifted and everybody who died is alive again <laughs> how many people you think was we're reading this that actually understood that i'm i'm telling you i'm i'm serious because i know one guy who might not have because i was <laughs> lost at first and then i read it again and then i'm going but one of the plays you kind of can make it work in my mind of the escape from which mountain you're thinking of something aren't you when tim goes or maybe you realize you need some help. They're like doing reverse psychology on Raven to and try to get is, her to remember. She never says anything. No, so and it doesn't like, make, yeah, she <gasps> says nothing. She says nothing. <gasps> Beast Boy comes maybe. in at one point, but she says nothing. Actually, when he says, maybe you, like, hey, you didn't need any help, but maybe you did. Maybe you're doing this because deep down you knew you needed help. You And she goes, I didn't need any help. Done. And in that also you get, you know, Sebastian, Brother Blood, he's like, listen, you can't take Raven from me because if you did, nobody will worship the child. I'm like, you're, you're spelling out why they want to stop you. <laughs> stop it. Stop telling exactly why you don't want them. But the art is great. I think the art, the colors are, they pop. Uh, this book always it all does pop. But once you get, you realize that art cannot help out at such a cut. When you start doing soul self other raven bloodstone things things are going all over the place i'm, it, like, it, I'm telling I don't you know what's I, I went back and read the last two not the last two but the pages that and deal with the idea i read them to try to figure out what's going on because honestly up until this issue i forgot that the bloodstone was even a thing in that first issue totally lost track of it didn't even think it mattered at all what was going on i'm like oh, some magic hoodoo went down we got a raven world again but it turns out that bloodstone 
big deal. We break that. We break the curse. In the meantime, you end up getting Corey and Dick. They're smooching it up, but then they're not. And Superboy's being a peeping Tom. <laughs> I like where he's like, should have used my actual doctor looked at you and maybe pants off. I don't know. But yeah, you end up having all these attacks. It's the really, pants off, dance off. It's really action packed. But by the end, I'm like, holy crap, you have to. I mean, the hoops. How many hoops are in this thing? That it's so many to try to make things work by the end. And then at the end, you're just like, oh, well, it doesn't really matter anyway, because then everybody's alive. And in this earth, wherever this story is taking place, whether it be an HBO freaking universe or not, but they don't say Titans together. They say Titans United. Oh, my God, Kevin Scott, you did it. Holy moly, they did it. They said it, Kevin. And then I like at the end where he's trying to get this, like, almost a feels moment of, you know, having mammoth and stuff. They're all back because everybody is back from being dead. Because there's no ramifications. And they have that kind of like, okay, I know we're enemies, but thanks a lot. Thanks for bringing us back. Shake on it. We'll see you later. I swear to God, Raven just sends them to a hellscape when she's like, I got this. Whoop, and off they go. Well, even even the idea of that, though, when we ha- we get that back to our regular world, the spell is broken. And we have mo- like Mother Mercy, or not Mother, but Mother Mayhem and Brother Blood here. And you have the Fearsome Five. They're all there like, we kind of like being the good guys for a while. And then they all team up against them because they screwed them over with this whole spell. And we have, you know, Jinx create a block of ice around them. Mavitz goes and shatters it. Beast Boy's like, what kind of fucking heroes are we? Let this shit go. <laughs> oh, don't worry. And then we just have a throw in. Uh, they teleported away before they died. Oh. Yeah, this right. is how this whole ending was. It was just like, oh my god, this has stakes until it doesn't. I did like, though, when, when you're doing all this and they're yapping, you have Simon, he's doing his thing in the Mammoth. Enough yakking! But boom! And he does that and yet they teleported away. There was too much yakking before then. But then you have like the sitcom moment, which really, it could be funny, but hey, don't go calling us the Freedom Five. And I'm expecting the audience laughter. Hey, yeah, yeah. Then they just go. No, no, I'd read it. <laughs> I'm like, what's going on? Well, that'd be kind of funny. I'm just saying overall with all this, it was just, all right, yeah, we're friends for now, but wait till you see us again, Dick Grayson, or, you know, Nightwing, we're going to get you. And then they just disappeared. So there you go. Why there is Tim Drake the go. only one who remembered? Yeah. He's not yeah, even I don't part know. of this team. And what did, because when you were in this, do you think maybe Jinx, didn't she call, like, know that in this he was Dick Grayson even in some of the identities? And they seem to remember, not that it matters, it's this other universe and stuff like this. So, Well, even that, everything that everybody knows, it seems like they remember that universe. And now that they're back here, so... Who That's knows what, what they saying. know about each other? Yeah, they, they have to know, like, the villains Simon and the knows things everything. Going, yeah, Simon, that's what I'm saying. They go off with a lot of info that could cause a lot of problems. But they're like the Freedom Five. They but, help. But do you actually think we'll ever come back to this universe again? I didn't think we would after the first miniseries, but shit. If we did, I mean, the one play would be, oh, man, I thought they were going to give up. Our, but they did save them and bring them back. So maybe there is it's something never to be it. Mentioned again. A little honor amongst thieves. Or I, it becomes the biggest thing in the dc universe i think this book because as there's you say no it's the best way. titans book ever. <laughs> there, there's no way now they're actually going to do a proper titans book they're going to bring this back and try to confuse people he does some wacky stuff but i think that this has run its course i really do and uh with the titans show and all those things you know all having problems so running its course yeah, yeah yeah so i think that you're you're done with this and i mean it's a shame i guess but is it 
this book will be forgiven. <laughs> it will be me and you will bring it up two and a half years from now. And nobody will even know what we're talking about. And what we'll say is, remember that crazy ending? Remember that greatest Titans book that came out? Yeah. Well, once we end up having the Tom Taylor Titans book, I would hope it's better than this. But if it isn't, you'll still be able to say, I wish we could have the best Titans book back. But if that's the case, shit's gone horribly wrong, Eric, because this ends up being a book that I think it's like one of those side books that me and you do enjoy talking about. We have fun just, you know, talking amongst ourselves. I don't think anybody's reading it, but they always end up like slapping us in the face by the end. It really does. It ends up where we try to get behind it. And then the end, and Kevin Scott has shown now in two series, he does not know how he's ending a series. And then it ends just convoluted bullshit. I'll tell you, it, it almost feels like the ending sneaks up on him. Oh, shit, you're here. <laughs> I gotta finish this. <laughs> it's like that. I didn't do anything yet. And then what he says is, thank God I have Raven in my book. Because Raven can make things work out at the end with magic, would you, would you. That's all you need. That's what we need. I think that, again, the specter and that deceased. We're going to end up, oh, yeah. I don't need that. Uh, but here we go. It made me laugh, though. I laughed. Once I got halfway through and I saw the nonsense that was going on, I had a ball this laughing. Boy, no. <laughs> oh, my God. When they, well, I'm telling you, when Tim Drake, at that point, when he's like, or maybe you do need something. I'm like, oh my goodness, what are you doing? She never here? talked to him once. Who could write that on a page and think that that At sounds this point, good? I, I don't even know in this universe if Tim Drake and Raven ever had one conversation together. Yeah, I, that's true. And the idea where we get to the end and we never did find out why Tim Drake knows what's going on. We never found out. We it's never just found because out. He's the best Robin. Yeah, I actually thought it was because he was pure at heart. Eric, you know, or he loved them the most. I, I don't know. He dig it the <laughs> most he would. I don't know. I'll go with whatever. It's because he's nonsense. I don't know. You, you don't realize Tim, the name Tim, that works well. I'll also point out in this, and this will be the last thing. You have to mention your, he doesn't say, I don't think he says Mother Mayhem once in this final issue. And you kind of get lost. In, I think you need to do stuff like that to just remind Honestly, people. They, they had uncles and cousins and like, oh, in this Raven universe. Oh, I just, know. But even but them, when it's like they're fighting, they're fighting and I'm just going along and I'm like, oh, shit, Mother Mayhem is there. Because I think of one point, he's like, mother. <laughs> like, oh, oh there's great an- uh, anarchy. Yeah, yeah, it does happen. It's like the, uh, you know, mother, sister, brother-in-law oh, boxes. Oh, oh, sir. We have the boxes all over with that and whatnot. But hey, there you go. Also. Uh, as we'll find out in the last book of the deal, I think that maybe some people forget who is actually related, cousins, uncles, aunts, and whatever. But what would you give this? Ultimately, I think the art is the saving grace of it overall because I think it looks amazing throughout the story. completely falls apart. doesn't give you anything that you need to ha- or you wanted going into this whole thing except for getting our heroes back to pretty much status quo from where we started. Except we still don't know why Raven was weird in that first issue. Like she couldn't join the fight and then she came in out of nowhere and this whole shebang It happened. was an inner struggle, Eric. Titans United, 5.5 out of 10, mostly. I'm going to go just a straight 5. It's not a special 5, just a 5 because of the art. The art is great. And again, I just want to point out, I'm also talking colors. I think you are as well. Because the colors really, really do pop. Look at that badass Beast Boy costume. I'm looking at that costume, but I'm also looking at his green lion where it's there. And, And we talk about at one point, you thought that the best job in comics was definitely... The New Guardians book of the New 52. You had all the different lanterns. You could do all the different colors. This book, does, this book has that as well, especially because you have that green, the neon green, and also the purple of Raven. 
I think that goes well. But then you have the red of the Dark Raven. Yeah, the you have the red Raven. of the Dark Raven. And you have kind of that green eyes of Corey. I mean, you have a lot going on there. Pretty cool. Shooting that heat vision. You know what the funny play reason? is in this is that both series now, this Titans United, what is he didn't do anything with Superboy at all. <laughs> Superboy was a bad guy the first bit and just an asshole. And then this, he kind of disappeared at points. But there you go. We're done with that, Eric. We are done with the Titans. And I think you're right. We are done, done. We're, we're not going to have much of this anymore. And I just, Can't it's be. not selling anyway. And now we're going to have a regular Titans book. And if, even if I love this book, I would say, like you did, you don't want to confuse people. Or you do. Maybe they'll double up. Is that the way you get maybe. them by There's always books? a manship out there. Yeah, there is. Maybe. I don't even know if manship's out there anymore. The guy never got back to me. I sent him emails pretty much. An email version of, you know, a safety check or whatever. I just, I need to know if he's alive. Wonder Woman number 796, Eric. Are you alive for this one? It's written by Mike. I don't know what that means. (laughs) Michael Conrad and Peggy Cloden writing. And art by Aaron K. Noplon, Jordi Belair, and Pat Rousseau. And I, I saw Gabe's review on the site, and I thought, boy, something must be good here. He said it was their best issue. He gave it an 8 out of 10, and then I looked, and he gave that Lazarus Planet the same score. So I said, okay, that 8 is in code, Makes sense. Eric. It's code. I got gotcha. <laughs> you. That, that actually means Wink, four. wink, nudge, nudge, say no more, say no more. I went into this like, all right, let's see what's going on. First off, I just want to mention that the term love bomb, it's a sus term. It's a really bad term, and it's not just right. everybody falling in love with you. And I know that that's what this is. But when she goes, it's a lo- love bomb is me like coming in. I, I meet you, Eric, and I'm like, you are the greatest. And I really push you, push you, push you. I, I bomb you with love. So then I can take advantage and manipulate you. like the shit and out I, of me. Yeah, yeah. And so it's more sus. This just ends up but where everybody's is, is in love. supposed to be sus as well. Well, it's sus in the point where I don't know that it's that. It's sus in the way that they're being manipulated to love Wonder Woman. Yes. But they're not really doing anything bad. It's just that there's so many people doing it and they don't have boundaries. But how is this played out where they start talking about, well, the milk and Cisco? And I look, I'm like, well, how are the women involved then? Because milk seemed to only affect dudes. And then you have this. Nothing makes sense to get to this point. Well, here we go. Here we go. Misled by Dr. Cisco, drugged by the International Milk Company, you know, the International Milk Company, and enthralled by the Devil's Heart Flower, humanity sees proof with their eyes, own, own doomed eyes, faith for some, fear for the reluctant. How is the God Bomb transmitted really, though? Because this whole thing, we have this situation where Wonder Woman was a pain in Eros's ass, so we went out the, with the love bomb. We have everybody swarming Wonder Woman to keep her yeah. under wrestling. Yeah, I Eros just think it's to, to keep smushy, her under with the it, yeah. But the thing is, how was it delivered like to this degree? Because when no, we yeah. have this going on, everybody is swarming Wonder Woman. Oh, I love you, Wonder Woman. Give me a kiss, baby. No, 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 no. I ain't gonna hurt you, baby. It's what, the once world she gets out of here, of smooching, Eric. Is what it, it is. is. It totally right? is. But once she gets out of the situation and flies away, they start they start yelling for Hera, Hera, Hera. I'm like, how does this work? What is going on right now? Because I have no idea what you're doing in your story, especially when you start out with the narration. Misled by Dr. Cisco, drugged by the International Milk Company, and enthralled by the Devil's Heart Flower. I thought the Devil's Heart Flower was what we're using Part in the milk of company. the milk company. And also, like, they seem to take that down. And maybe, you know, maybe it sticks with soy you. Soy boys. Like, it's like the mercury poisoning. So that's the problem. You went with soy boys. Never really made sense anyway. We, we were wondering no. what that milk was. Then you try to explain. It's like, it's the idea of 
coming up with bullshit ideas and then taking too long with more bullshit to explain your bullshit. And then at the end saying, it's this bullshit. Like, you are not explaining anything by just mentioning terms that you never explained before. And so at this point, some of the things that they started out with Cisco and remember that podcast TV show. Maybe they should have stuck with that. Maybe you could have had the idea that over the airwaves, people are being subliminally, you know, changed. And when this happens, but that narration that you said there basically tells me, okay, we set these people up. Doesn't say anything about a love bomb. It says we set these people up so that they would see the gods. But. The gods are there. They they see them. Larger than life, hovering in the goddamn sky. Don't need you. You don't need milk to see this shit. And everybody's seeing them. So what the fuck are you doing? You're trying to desperately make it seem like what we read before meant something, and it didn't. It was bullshit. What are we doing with the idea of the love bomb? Because man, Hera has this real hard on about getting humanity to love the Olympian gods again. But what we're really doing is we have Eros being her errand boy, freaking pining over Yara Floor, getting people to freaking swarm over Wonder Woman, while the Titan Hyperion just marches down (laughs) the street with a stupid fucking horn. I'm like, how are you getting the gods to love you with Hyperion setting everything on fire? I mean, Hyperion Blue, he needed the money. He's there, like, what is he doing? At one point, you end up at at one point, you end up where I thought, okay, thank God. I don't even care if you like him because I used to. But Siggy, get out of here. We don't need him in this book. There's already too many people and Wonder Woman doesn't have enough space. I thought that this would have been a good ending for him where he says, oh, Odin, give me your vision and let me know how to take down Hyperion and I will come back to Valhalla. And then he just yells to Steve, hey, Steve. Get on that motorcycle and get to the river. Hey, Steve, and then they turns off. out Hyperion, <laughs> if we keep walking in the way he's walking right now, he don't like the water so much. Odin doesn't show me with this one good eye. Odin showed me to keep going forward. And that's what you do. He's, uh, he's the wise man, not the hanging man today, or the fairy man. At the end, I thought that we'd get Siggy, you know, laying there, and he just disappears. And he's like, oh, I loved all you guys. I, you you know, know, this isn't the end. I'm out. And then we could kind of, let's reset this book a bit. And then this we book bury him it. back in his grave. Yeah, but when we do that, <laughs> his, seal, his sword's there. <laughs> all that nonsense. Oh, my goodness. But that would have been a nice, that would have been a big ending, I thought. But you It would have been that. a big, big ending. But really, in my mind, the whole stuff with Steve and Ziggy just doing some action movie bullshit, leading a titan to the freaking river, it is the most fun part of this book. Because for a lot of the pages, you have Eros just kind of hanging Yara Floor off of side of a building by her arm, saying, I want you to join me. Her saying no. And eventually we go back to Wonder Woman being pawed over by all of these people. And we go back to Yara Floor. You know what? I can't let you drop. And then she goes, oh, yeah, I'm going to cut your hand off. I'm going to drop. Thank God my Pegasus here. We do nothing with this until Wonder Woman finally flies away from these people so that Eros can then shove an arrow into her heart and say, I'm going to make you love me. You're going to be a part of the pantheon because everybody loves Wonder Woman. You're going to be on our side until it doesn't matter anymore when Yara 4 is just given the gift of lightning by Zeus with her bolas. But this is again, why is this section the section of shit just happening to happen? And Shit not being just explained. You go, with the, you go with the Zeus thing, it's fine, even though Yara Fleur feels weird because she's not an Olympian, even though they wanted her to be an Olympian to that degree. But what I want to talk about is the weirdest part of this goddamn Oh, I know book, what you're going to say, said, but before we do Eddie that, Candy. Well, before well, okay. that, 
and I know what you're getting at, but before that, what are the percent chances that you thought that maybe Ziggy and Steve were going to start making out? Because when they end up saving each other, I thought they were going to just start kissing. They're like, oh, my God, buddy. But then what is going on with Edda and Sheeta? I'm telling you, all they're doing is sitting on an overturned fire truck trying to hose people down to get them all stoppy and all horned up. And for some reason, because it's not love bomb related during this end of Washington, D.C., I, it's the worst problem because you have Cheetah. It's like, hey, Etta, you know, we're going to give me a smooch. And she just starts trying to kiss on Etta against her will. I'm like, you just made it like, I still pine for you, Etta. And like the old days, I'm like, what did we do to Cheetah now? We just made her this weird side character that just wants to smooch on Etta, but offers actually nothing to the issue. But seriously, she was part of the experiments with the milk. That's all with you the flowers, to yeah. do. That's all you needed to do. Where she goes to do this. I don't know why you're doing it anyway. Later, but yeah, I don't think so. I don't know why it's happening anyway. But when it, it does nothing, like you said, it does nothing for the story except to remind everybody that Edda is somebody else. I think that's all it is. I think that is supposed to remind <laughs> us that Edda like, is somebody else. I don't else. care. Yeah, I know. It's like, really? And then when she's like, wait, wait, I'm not into that. Into what? Pretty much getting handsy with me without me wanting you to. I mean, that is bad. But she ends up where all... You have to do is, oh, my God, yeah, you were in that experiment with the flour and the milk. Uh, you know, I'll forgive you, whatever. But it's just weird. Look at that grin that she has on there. It's just so odd. But and just make this, her affected by this so-called love bomb. Do something. Just don't make her a weird freaking character out of nowhere to serve no purpose. If the love bomb, as the narration at the beginning is setting up, is kind of like you're more prone to it because of the milk and things like that, that would make sense. She was part of the experiments. Well. Well, we didn't really set up much with it, but my other my problems with this, and it's all set up. Nothing in this whole series ever really gets set up. Then shit happens. The idea that yeah, we know that Eros he was pining for a Yara floor, but we never really settled that in. It never really felt like if I said, "Hey, who's Yara's boyfriend?" You wouldn't say Eros. You'd you say the bus it's driver me over here. What are you talking <laughs> about? You'd say the bus driver. Ciao. Yeah, ciao. <laughs> Eros is in the house. I'm here to take Yara floor on a date. Uh, and then Eros, you, you end up saying at one the big point, house, we Olympians and shit. Wonder Woman ends up, you, you guys start fighting. Eros seems very dejected that Yara has cut off his hand. Hey, I got another, huh? The strangest. Basically, is it really, is that the play of when guys would say like, Hey, I had to bite off my own hand to get out of, out of there. Coyote in the morning. Ugly. Like, oh my God. So then Wonder Woman comes and grabs you, Eros, and says, uh, you, you don't deal with Hera. You are just a pawn in her game. And you say your hatred for grandmother has blinded you. It's a weird way to say that because it's not Wonder Woman's grandmother. Yeah, it's almost like, but I wouldn't say to you if I ended up where you're like, hey, hey, grandmother. I'd say my grandmother. It just felt weird. Like, And with them, I don't trust Comrade of knowing anything. It felt like they might think that Eros and Wonder Woman are brother and sister, which they're not. Wonder Woman, Wonder Woman's his aunt. Wonder Woman, you're not a god, and yes, technically she's not a god, she's a demigod, but the daughter of Zeus, but she, she, her mother is a goddess right now, I don't know what the hell she's doing up in Olympus, but it just feels weird like trying to like take her away from Olympus by saying, you're not a god. And you say that while you're also trying to pull Yara into the Olympian deal, which she's not a connecting. Yeah. Now, again, what I wanted from this, and it should have been really played out in my mind, but it, I, I, people are running scared from some things, but not others, I don't understand, but... The idea that Zeus just wants to screw around 
and wants to fuck with Hera. I think you go full in. Yeah, you know what, Eris. When you end up at the end, when Hera and Zeus are arguing, are are we supposed to think that one of them is better than the other? Like, it felt like almost like you were supposed to feel sympathetic for Hera until what she does, but she's a real bitch, and he's a real ass. Same old song and dance, hey, Grandmama. And why isn't this the idea where Hera says, you son of a bitch, I knew that you favored that Wonder Woman, the, you know, the per- the daughter you had without me, you conniving, cheating All bastard. And then, the, the, <laughs> why do you like your wife? And so it's just, it, it didn't play out well. At the end, it's just like, you know, the gods must be crazy. This is just the gods must be assholes because they're just yelling at oh, each yeah. other. I'm like, oh, fuck it. Then Zeus dies. And all I could say is, oh, no, as he's going, oh, no. Not again, again, and again, and then falls over. Zeus has been dead so many times in the past couple of years that I think Bloomrads, again, missed the mark all the time of not even understanding what has gone on Well, in the they past. killed Zeus already in the series. And, and they didn't even realize it seemed that he was already dead at that point, because then it was brought yeah. back, but in a weird way. Oh, no, Hera was already dead at that point. Yeah, I'm saying that when we started this, at, you know, all the gods were missing. We didn't know where they were, and then they just weren't, and then they were there. And you just, you never know, but nothing with the gods dying ever sticks or even feels big. So by the end, I'm like, oh, whatever. We have the wizard Shazam show up to be the new pseudo, what feels like almost like the, the king to Hera's queen of Olympus. He comes in, stabs like uh, uh, Zeus in the back with a, like a, a Shazam blade, a lightning bolt blade that he has. And I just have to wonder, though, is it the idea that now like Zeus is dead, does he go to the graveyard of the gods? Or is it like we saw previously before the graveyard of the gods was a thing where like, Oh, Zeus dies all the time, and then he's reborn. Like in the New 52, yeah, when he's he had a that baby, as a baby, Zeke. which was but pretty like, cool. Because like before, it's just the only thing that could kill the gods was like you know the tear of extinction or the terror of extinction, whatever you call it at this point in time. But it's just such a weird idea. Like, okay, now Zeus is dead again. Is it the graveyard of the gods situation, or is this going to be reborn? Like you know, Zeus dies. Yeah, and if it is the great, like you would assume, because in this continuity, when he died the last time, he went into the graveyard. And I'm saying this book. They had him at the graveyard. Yeah. So what stops Wonder Woman from going, all right, I'll be right back. I'll go get him. She already did that before. Oh, bird header She fucker. goes in, hey, what's up? I got to do these little tricks and trinkets, well, she, whatever you got. I'll she do that. She needs that key to it, the key to the graveyard of the gods. Uh, and so if this is a play no, where, you know, oh, my God, because of the dagger, he's now in the Rock of Eternity that's now inside. And also I want to spell out with that, you damn well better because Shazam's going to be in this book. You damn well better recognize that his power of Zeus cannot have anything in there because he's dead. If they they can't screw that up, right? I don't even know how the lightning works anymore because the power of Zeus I always thought was like the lightning bolt creating the whole thing. Yes, you have electrical powers after that, but that was the power of Zeus when you did it. Like that was the catalyst in my mind that got everything going with like, you know, got you connected to the rest. At least that's how I always thought of it because lightning Zeus, it goes hand in hand. But when you have this. Just making the Wizard of Shazam the uh, the bad guy with Hera for this whole thing. Because what did we have before for the uh, Champion of Shazam? you like, oh, no, it was the Lazarus Planet one. was like, you damn kids, you've done seven yeah, night connection to the power off. of the gods. And now he's just on Mount Olympus killing gods. I'm like, did you really need the power? Did you? Wait, I mean, it is weird. He just killed Zeus. So did you need the power? Yeah. He's got a bit of a just him in the gaping back. hole right there. It weirds me out, right? It almost looks like somebody who's missing an eye, but it's in his big chest there. But is this him going and 
what is the dagger? We don't know. And maybe the play is when we find out that now he's going to go and take the power that he doesn't have, Zeus. Then he'll go and get, you know, all the things with this dagger that then powers him up as the, you know, Shazam or, you know, like that, doing it in a sus way of killing them to get there. But you don't see it. I, I want to see what it means. Everything's been so fucked up for so long. Where I wanted the story where the champions and gods that Shazam gets power from, maybe they get pissed because maybe they made a pact of freaking two thousands of years ago with the wizard to do this, and maybe they forgot that they're doing the shit. And they want to know why they're getting weaker every now and again when some little kid sells Shazam. But I always wanted the idea that like they got pissed. Wonder Woman maybe have to get involved. Have this sort of story that we maybe have in coming up, but we've seen previously when the fat man who last went and infected Shazam. He was killing off the people that gave him his powers. So, like, who do we have anymore that gives Shazam his powers? And how does it work? Yeah, I. That's the problem. You're you're really centering on a character whose powers have really been, you know, all over the place and things like that. And and didn't Darkseid kill Hercules and Wonder Woman like four yeah, years ago? Yeah, so that that's the problem. Or Grail did. I I love it. Where I want to get that story that you have, where you know there's Solomon and he's acting stupid. Like he's like, what's happening? I can't even think. It's just like because Billy. Boy, I am things. dumb as shit today. Achilles comes in. And he's like, I've had no problems whatsoever. <laughs> the idea of the, the courage of Achilles. I think that, well, that might be used a lot, but you just don't know it. But the thing is, he's like, eh, screw it. I'm fine. Mercury's like, yeah, you know, he goes fast a little, but not that much. Or like the stamina yeah. of Atlas. I'm just looking at the deal. Like, really? Because <laughs> usually we use, that's the thing. You say power of Zeus. That almost is like yeah. a be-all, end-all. And then if he has to be smart, he uses Solomon. Those are the two that you see him to see a lot. You could say you see Hercules' strength, but I also, that kind of bleeds into Zeus, right? The, but usually it's I just say, uh, the, of, uh, like Alice, like, oh, the boy don't get tired that easy. It's cool. Like, he's there. He's like, man, I'm, I'm pretty good. They wake him up early. Hey, aren't you tired? Nope. That's well, there's it. Billy trying to kick kick like a, a mugger's ass in Philadelphia. The world's falling off of Atlas's back. Yeah, yeah. Oh, now everybody's going all topsy turvy. Uh, but yeah, but <laughs> this whole deal—it just—it's—it's a—it's not infuriating. We always have fun laughing at this book, but there's there's big things here, and this is where I start to get angry. This is where I do start the to get upset. Hyperion dies because he falls in a river. Hyperion. Falling in the river, that makes me giggle. And then we have the trope cliche where, oh, no, Ziggy's dead and he cuts himself out. I'm like, oh, you did it. You did it. We see this so many times. bad on the outside. Yeah, really, he should have said that. He comes out. You have that weird deal with Cheetah and Etta. And then they end up posing people down. (laughs) That's how you stop these people. You're hosing them down. Seemed a little sus. But you end up at the end. This is the problem. Zeus dying should be humongous. This should be like... But it's not because we see it so many times and it's done in a way that is so convoluted to get there. And it affects Shazam in a way that we have no idea what is even going on with him. So hopefully with the Lazarus planet going towards these books and this tying into it, I'm still worried. But maybe things will work out. Maybe things will be explained. I hope so. But to get there, you it's not you haven't jumped through hoops because there's no hoops. You just end up at this point saying. Milk, a flower, which we thought were combined. Cisco, here we are. And everybody's trying to love Wonder Woman. Oh, man, that seems crazy. Hey, I'm going to call the upper management. Oh, my God, it was Hamra. Oh, that's it. And then so at this, it's like, 
oh my god, we're gonna take over Wonder Woman. Smoochy, smoochy, smoochy. She flies away, and then it's them hosing them down after after Chief tries to kiss Eva. Very odd. Very odd. It's a little handsy. It's a little palsy. The romance of Ziggy and Steve still shines bright. They're the best part of the book. They really are. They're the new Tango and Cash. And they are. And I'd like to tango with both of them, Eric. And when you do all this... You can't dance. I can't. I can't. It's like that Genesis song, Eric. Does anybody remember that song? That's a great song. What are you talking about? That's the, the funny play, is Eric. That song, when it came out, was just universally just made fun of and hated. Oh, yeah. Me and you like it just like Huey Lewis. We love it. You, you have to it's wait. So cool. These songs, it's like people have to, you know, if you wait around too long, you become the villain. No, when the song waits around, it becomes our favorite, eventually. Uh, just like real life, send me an angel. Exactly. That song, I, maybe I have to live longer here. Maybe I, maybe I maybe haven't have to listen yet, to it again. Right? Maybe I will. Maybe I will. Uh, my problem, though, is back before that nonsense. When you have a book, and you consistently say the best thing is something other than the main character, there's a yeah. problem, and it's been with this book for oh, a long while. Oh, and even the best part is, the go- is goofy as shit. Yeah, oh, it's goofy. The way that they play, they, they seem to really want to grab a lot of Silver Age stuff or whatever. Now I'm just thinking, maybe they missed the boat. Maybe they should have just had a goofy book, because them try- some of this, they're tra- like that beginning narration, I swear to God, is them trying to be pretentious and fancy, and it's laughable. I, I don't even mind it. Usually that drives me nuts because it's not it's just bad and doesn't make any sense. But the idea of love, one of the strongest forces in the known universe, pure, unbreakable, unending. See, this is what cracks me up about Clunrad. They end up writing something that they think is fancy and pretty much it sounds like the first line. Of the love boat theme. <laughs> then once you start throwing in milk and Cisco, I'm like, you done messed up this face. And the only thing about Cisco is the way that he walks. Yeah. <laughs> Corruptible. Adoration works into toxic obsession. A poison that once in the vein strangles reason, truth, and hope. Oh, really? Actually, she should have just put her lasso around the world, Eric. That's what she needs to do. Not hug the world, lasso that world, and away we go. But yeah, in that whole play also, do you think that they think that Eros is is Wonder Woman's brother, the way they play that? No, it's a weird way to say it. It's it's weird because they are related to a degree, even though they don't share the same grandmother, but they are related. And even the way that Eros is kind of a weird grandmama's boy, I could see him like just talking about her saying that. that. I get it. It's like, oh, my neat, but... That's the thing. If I end up where you're talking, you talk about your grandma. Oh, my Mima. My Mima. And you're yeah. you're a Mima's boy, right? You're like sure Sheldon. Right. It used to be until she moved and changed her number and didn't tell me. But yeah, <laughs> well, I didn't say that Mima was an Eric lady. I mean, it doesn't go both ways. <laughs> but the idea where I haven't seen her in years. You have talked. Don't know. If she's you alive. Have, or dead. You have talked to me about Mima a lot, when, especially when we used to work and you would tell me things and whatnot. But it was always, you know. Good stuff. Like, oh man, I love my Mima. You would never say, I love Mima. You always said, my Mima. It just feels weird. And I think they might think that it's a relationship. If, if I was talking to somebody in my family, I would say Mima and just not my Mima. I know, but if you ended, yeah, maybe. It's just weird because it just it didn't feel right, especially because even though they're in a family, well, I'll tell you, I'll just ask you cousins. how it is. Would you say to your one sister, with your debt, and one? then the other family, would you do that? Because she, he's saying this grandmother bit, 
She has no relation at all to Hera. That's a different family type dynamic there. And so I think there's a weird play there. I think there is a weird deal. I don't know. It just, I'm it okay just with bothered it, but what me. I want to know, do you think that Eris is alive in the end of this? Um, yeah. I'm, because I, I think he's Eris as alive as Zeus will be. Yeah, he seems Well, bad. that's the thing is, he was zapped to death by one of Zeus's lightning bolts, but was it just the idea that his avatar was, like, destroyed and, like, you know, he's still kicking around on that? It is funny, too, because you have what looks like Eros dying and Zeus, but nobody's talking about this. But I think that, I think Eros, wherever Zeus is, you know, the graveyard of the gods graveyard or whatever, the gods. or their two babies there. It'd be hilarious if they're in some daycare together. Goku Gaga, I'm Zeus. That'd be cool. No, I think it's just sitting there and it's all, look who's talking. That would be great. And they're just, and all it is is Zeus getting more and more frustrated and angry at Eros for his nonsense. Eros is Roseanne Barr. Well, even this, like, what have, if you're doing a story that is going to have some ramifications and you're really thinking this through, there's a part here where freaking Aphrodite's going to be furious. That's her son. I mean, this is the play of this. Like, are we going to get reactions to that? Are we going to end up like, Oh my God, Aphrodite's pissed off. You're doing this, that, and the other thing. Or is it just, you know, wow moment that gets pushed aside as a surface level deal? I think it's the latter, but you do end up setting some things up that could be something. And Aphrodite may end up blaming Yara and going after her. I, I don't know. I don't even know what now, Aphrodite's I'm, I'm up to. I'm trying to think about this. I'm trying to think of how this works out. So if Zeus was my father, okay, but Hera's <laughs> not my mother, but Hera is Zeus's sister. Would that be? I, and? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I I think that it. Yeah, it's weird. It's weird. Those gods are a little crazy with their relationships, Eric. But yeah. I get the idea that what Wonder Woman would call Hera stuck. is bitch. It, it, she's just an enemy. She's just the person who's always mad. And when all this is happening, where the hell is Apollo? What's she doing? She hanging out. She's just on the side. She's doing her power stuff, yeah. You might want to show her at some point in this issue, especially just so we know, you know, how this is set up and how things are going. Maybe, and if I was doing this and I was Hera, hey, Eric, if you could do Eros, hey, I could Hera. do Hera. <laughs> the idea, I would make sure that Hippolyta is kind of indisposed. Maybe send her on a quest or something. Have her off and about because you're attacking her daughter and, yeah, you have a newly ascended. I, I don't know how these things work, but yeah, that whole... Um, I don't even know why Hera wanted Yara for so bad. Well, yeah, and I don't even know why... I mean, Eros pricked his finger and all that, but, I mean, they never really got that. They didn't it's even, a little prick. Not even a first date or anything. Like, really? Didn't get handsy. Uh, but yeah, this all just... It almost feels like this is just a way to finagle Yara into the book anyway. And then you just get crack of doom. You get lightning. And then, oh, my God, that's Zeus. That? I don't know. Yeah, that's Zeus. Why'd you do that? Well, I'll give you like three answers, but you don't know if any of them are true. One of them's just to piss you the hell off. I, I love the idea where she just nagging and nagging at him, and she wonders why he fucks around. And, and I'm like, oh, my goodness gracious. He says, how dare you, though? I do like that. There's a little Greta in there. And then, it, like, she says, my war, I do this for you, for all of Olympus. What happened to the god I married? I'm like, why are they seeing into my soul here? Uh, you're a disappointment. I don't complain. <laughs> Two weeks into what's necessary. I'm like, what wow. the hell? What did they, they get a hold of Tanya for this dialogue? Holy moly. It's hitting hard. So when he ended up dying, I was awkward. even more upset. And actually, I'm like, I think he was welcoming it. 
didn't think he wanted to go. Why would he want to stay there and get that sort of beat down? Holy cripes. And then he's like, yeah, look at you. I like it. Who did I marry? Always thought of always scheming. This is pretty much my relationship. Is, is the demigod Wraith going to come yeah, down and start yeah, a fight? Yeah, just start beating me up. And then with that, too, all of a sudden you get a word, Zeus, I can't believe it. Your Olympian bank account has been levied. You can't get your money because <laughs> Hera had three credit cards in the background and was buying stupid <laughs> shit. And he's like, what? What's going on here? And then Zeus is like, well, at least my credit rating is good. Oh, no, no, Zeus, two of them were under your name. Oh, shit. I'm done. I'm done. I give up. And he's kill me. Just slice me right now. I'm out of here. Oh, my God. This is a strange comic. Holy moly. But he's like, she did everything behind my back. Like, oh, my God. This hits hard. Oh, yes. My score is hard. My score is just wow. <laughs> Just because it's realistic. They I spoke to the heart. How could it be that realistic? Eric, how could it happen? <laughs> Holy Christ. Uh, but yeah, by the end, it's weird. Big things happen, right? We did like, yeah. uh, you Actually, know. At the end. And we liked, the end. yeah, we liked Ziggy and Steve. That was kind of a, it's weird. It's fine. I, do you think that it was there to lighten the mood? Or do you think they just thought it was big action was scenes the that were big? Well, the mood is, what the fuck's going on? You have to lighten that mood sometime. You gotta lighten Or yeah. maybe you, you give the lightened mood before you get, like, what, what should be, like, holy shit, Zeus is dead. Like, this, I think that they're writing this, like, man, Jim's gonna get a hold of Eric right away and send him a message, and then Eric's not gonna respond, and then Jim's gonna get sad. But there, there's no reaction at the end. <laughs> there's nothing like, oh, my God, I gotta tell Eric this. Oh, my God, Zeus, he's dead. I just laughed. I, like, really, again? Like I said, he's like falling down in his death row. Like, oh my, like I'm Batman and Zeus are dying every other day. I know, seriously. Maybe they they like high five us. Each one gets resurrected as the other one's dying. They do that. It's like a relay race. But at least Ziggy didn't die, even though you set up that he was going to go back to Valhalla. Did he get? He ends up seemingly getting a vision from Odin. Correct. He ends yep. up with, with this one good eye. So basically, he reneges on his Not deal. Good vision. He doesn't end up. He says, Odin, give me this Look, and I'll go back. And he's like, Odin yeah, fuck didn't it. take it. Yeah, I guess. I guess Odin's like, really? I'm hanging upside down on a fucking vine. <laughs> I don't need that shit. <laughs> it's Thirsty Thursday. Yeah, yeah, it's thirsty. We don't got well, time that's for this. true. It might be Thirsty Thursday at this point. And they're busy because the satyrs are getting horned up again. The satyrs are starting to get handsy Love again. Bomb. Because the love bomb <laughs> it's so bad. What would you give it? Love bomb. The love <laughs> bomb falls completely flat for this. All the stuff, like the action's fine, but it's all goofy nonsense. Wonder Woman and Yara Flora, it is complete nonsense through and through because it goes nowhere by the end. Just for Zeus, Zeus to have this do-sex mocking a moment where he's like, ah, well, fuck it, I'm done until Zeus dies. The end of the book has some big ramifications because of what's going to happen in the future. I just don't know what it means right now, what the Korean Rads are playing with, and how it will affect anything going forward. I hope the story works out with the Wizard Shazam and Harry because yeah, that I seems like too. big stuff. Wonder Woman, Shazam, it sounds great. I want to see the story. I just want it to be done well. But this whole issue, for the most part, while it looks pretty decent, it's a it's a big miss overall. So I'm going to get a straight up five. A straight five out of ten. I'm going to give it a five, too. It, it ends up, the art's pretty good. And uh, what they need to remember or, or what somebody needs to get a hold of them and tell them that, okay, you have this story coming up. It ties into Lazarus' planet, but whoop de doo But the idea where Shazam, he's in a little disarray now, especially with the wizard there. You have all the pieces put together where if you do things right, we get out of this with a proper Shazam or at least know what exactly is going on with them. I don't need to Please. have 
you know, this idea like, you know, the Clumrads ended up doing in that trial of the Amazons with everybody else with the, oh, man, the Well of Souls. And then, and then you just ditch it and you don't even know what happened in that story anyway. By the end, it really was didn't it do anything. Was it affected by Doomstorm? I don't know what the hell was happening in that or what we ended up with. Nothing was resolved in a way. They At just ended Medusa up got out. Queen Nubia. But that isn't really doing anything in any of the books now anyway. So what's going on? Also, Goddess Hippolyta, here, here. Juice, as he's done, he's like, and I, I ended up messaging all my kids that they should try my curry, and they didn't message me back. And then he falls down and dies there, just like me. I made curry, and I thought they would really be impressed by it. Nobody would try it. Who's going to be really impressed by that? Well, nobody even responded. They didn't even say no thank you or anything. You told me last night, I was like, oh, I made curry. You know what my response was? Gross. Mm, I liked it. It was pretty good, but there's way too much for me to eat by myself. <laughs> or is it? <laughs> yeah, I'm say you're a fucking liar. It's a challenge. I'm going to go five out of I had kielbasa goulash, and it's still oh, not I enough. I like that. Oh, my goodness. But, yeah, you end up with... I do like at one point, I thought we weren't going to get the reveal of who killed Zeus, and you just had that arm sticking out of the curtain. I'm like, well, look at the thing. Is, I thought you weren't going to get it out of it, but you had the arm with a Shazam dagger. I'm like, I think I know who it is. I thought it was going to be some other play that it was like some other god or something nonsense. But yeah, yeah. I think that he is trying to collect the powers for himself or at least depowering Billy. Like, hey, you have the powers of these gods. Well, I'm going to kill them all so you have no power and then I can do whatever. I don't don't know. But we'll see and hopefully it's good. But we have G. Willow Wilson doing that big, uh, you know, the mini series that's going to be coming up with it, and then it'll tie into this book with the Clunrads. Not my favorite writers of all time, so we, we can keep our fingers crossed. But after all of that, I don't think that this will be on the list. But what is your book of the week? My book of the week is Superman number one and the Flash number seven ninety three. Mine is Superman number one, but I will say to get Flash seven ninety three as well. And I do want to bring up the idea. I was going to bring it up while we talked about Superman. If you were like, oh, man, that Bendis stuff sucked. Sure it did. You're right. Yeah, you're right. And also, also the idea of, like, I'm still mad because I like the Tomasi stuff and then Bendis screwed that. Yeah, here, here. Give this, give this a shot. Give this oh, yeah, a shot. It. it is really good. And let's not stop bitching about Bendis either, though. Well, no. I mean, <laughs> he was terrible. And we bitched about him a little when we were going. But. The idea of the Superman book, like if you sit there and think of how much of a wreck the Superman book has been even before Rebirth, a lot of that New 52 stuff was not great. Mm -hmm. I think that this first issue already is better than a lot of the stuff that we've got, uh, you know, for years. So hopefully it maintains. Gives me the feel of what we had at the beginning of Rebirth with Tomasi on Superman and uh, Juergens on Action Comics. And when you... It does. It exactly. The Superman books, the fact that they seem like that now, and that's very encouraging. But I also now it's ending, but the Jeremy Adams Flash has that feel. Even the, you know, Batman Superman has that cool little rebirth feel. And I think that that's something that hopefully they're meaning to do that. We talked about even the families and stuff like that. Hopefully this isn't just like a weird mistake and they're not aware for it. because all these books should feel like this. And I do think, say, the Shazam will feel like that. You mean the Shazam family book? Well, yeah. Hopefully it's Mark Wade <laughs> and Dan Morris. So Dan Morris. It's all so about family. Good. Yeah, it is all about family there, Dom. And so when we go forward with all these books and we some of the other stuff clip. going. Yeah, we do. When we get some <laughs> of these others, I will tell you now. I'm getting more enthusiastic for stuff that maybe I wasn't enthusiastic for. Well, wait for, for that Green Arrow six issue minute. I to come was out. just gonna say, and 
Joshua Williamson just showed me a little something that Superman we're going to have the arrow. Well, it is. They're going to be trying to find Ollie I know. to get that family together. We might family. Have, and they might be onto something here. They really might. No, they're going to fuck it up. Well, also, that Harley they're Quinn 28. They're going to give you a taste and they take it away from you. Eric Harley Quinn 28. That's on that thing. That's to you. Donna DC. That's going to be Quinn nonsense. 28. But there are a lot of those books that end up now what we need to do. We need to get a better Wonder Woman book going. We need to get an Aquaman book in there. We need to have uh-huh. the Return of the Justice League. Get that JSA fully out there. There's a lot of fun and good stuff that we Look, can have. I'm I hope just, that I don't even need the Justice League right now. I'm happy with the Titans taking over. Yeah, it's weird because when you talk about that Night Terrors, it is the Trinity in the Hall of Justice. What are they doing yeah, they're there? Doing shit, what are shit, they man? doing there? They ain't supposed Hang to be in there. They ain't no Justice Honestly. League. If the Trinity's in the Hall of Justice when the Justice League is dis- like disbanded at that point in time, maybe they're in there to try to figure out a new roster for the Justice League when shit goes well, haywire, I think maybe and then we'll get back would. to it. And then they end up – it's weird because the play is that there is a Firestorm. villain of some sort that they forgot about. It feels like in Nightwing, it's be so all of weird. a sudden it's like, oh my god, it's the Grinning Man. But how is that going to tie into what we saw in the Huntress, Lazarus Planet I don't tie-in. think it does now. Remember, I thought that. I, but maybe, I don't know. Because that, was that in the thing tower. was in the basement of Arkham Tower, yeah. Yeah, maybe they'll, maybe they'll get wonky. Or Something maybe woke up. Maybe, like I said originally, remember when I said that, I ended up thinking, well, we'll get that in the Brave and the Bull book. Maybe that was actually the deal. But we'll see. Maybe. Now, also coming up, I mean, you're looking forward to Green Arrow. You're looking forward to Vigil. You're looking forward to City Boy, right? And really, City Boy, the uh, is it Spirit World and the Vigil. I think that why I'm going to enjoy those is because after the fact, we can laugh about it, Eric, kind of like some of those New Age of Heroes things. New Age of DC Heroes, And the New Age of DC Heroes, that whole deal. That's all these are, rebranded. It is. And so... In the moment, we didn't love every one of those, but there was was some good things, though. Yeah, and we we liked (laughs) we liked Sideways, but that was more of a we didn't love it while we were reading it. But then after the fact, we realized you know what he could have been pretty cool when he showed up. We kind of it wasn't a great series, but I liked the character. Yeah, yeah, I even had a song for him, but the song's a total diss song, and that threw me off. I forgot it was a diss song. Uh, I didn't remember. Yeah, I liked that. Yeah, yeah, I, I could play that at the end too, Eric, for you. I'll play no. that personally for you, and we'll have a little listening party. And I'll put on the video, and I'll make it so I have to stare in your face to get your reaction, right? Get you really uncomfortable. That's what I'm going to do. No, we won't. But with all of that, here's what we're going to talk about next week. What do we have great next week, Eric? Oh, my goodness. Each book better than the next. Two of these will be picked by the badasses of the Get Fresh crew. And they will be on our badass Patreon-only spotlight episode that comes out every Thursday night, usually around two hours now. And hopefully Whether people I get want inspired. It or not. Yeah, people get inspired and go over and check that out at the Patreon.com. I think I check out for an hour. Jim, Jim does show tunes. I don't Holy know. Holy moly, I do. I don't know. Why did I say that? That's wow. Sarah. <laughs> Jesus. I was going to say. The fuck just happened? <laughs> Jess. Nobody will know what we're laughing about, Eric, because I'm definitely editing that one out. But, yeah, show tunes. <laughs> yeah. Why did that go out? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, my goodness. Now I'm going to call by shocked and appalled. Oh, my goodness. Like, it's singing in the rain. Can I hear that better? Yeah. I, I swear to tunes. God, you know what ended up? You said show tunes. And immediately I thought of the sound of music. Uh-huh. And as I went, I, I realized song of the I don't know any songs. Really. 
So, what happened there? I don't know. Here we go. This is that was really, really shocking. Uh, the first yeah. book on this list there Action yeah. Comics number 1052. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness gracious. Uh, where's Blue? You end up Action Comics 1052. By the way, All you right. needed the money here. I know. We're going to continue the Dawn of DC. I'm looking forward to see progression Two of those stories, of stories, except yeah. the Power Girl one. But the Power Girl one, again, I think that we're getting back to the idea that let's, I mean, you'll say that that's always your deal. Let's have fun with them. But some of these stories have become so ridiculous that they are actually funny to talk about, like that Catwoman in there. We also end up having Batman versus Robin number five, the next ending part of this whole Lazarus What's planet. Though, it still Nessa? doesn't end it, but it is the battle. I think with Devil Nezha. So we'll see what happens there. We also have Blue Beetle Graduation Day number four. Kind nice. of like one of those side books that me and you are enjoying to a point. I hope they get on with it so there feels like an actual story by the end. Well, we have a couple issues left, so they better get to it. So this is four wait. of six, right? Yeah, four of six. So yeah, it's let's see what's happening. Yeah. Are we going to get an invasion, Eric? Or are we going to end up fighting about those other blue beetles or the other gold or whatever? The, uh, what gold were they? And the, the green beetle, I think. Green, yellow. I don't know. Detective Comics number 1069. Yeah, I should have done that. That's not a show tune, but it would have been better. No. Detective Comics number 1069, dude. Uh, maybe we'll get some progression in that story. Orgrims are going to be doing shit, right? They're the Orgrims, Orgrims, yeah, Orgrims. Or what they, mm. you know, they they got the Asmers. I got the legit, reality here's the funny play here. I ended up in the last two weeks watching three separate videos that were applauding Ram V's Detective Comics. It's a weird video. Just people sitting there clapping. No, they were well. They were just no. saying how it was the greatest thing, and, and yeah, he has his fans. All three of those had a different idea of what the fuck was happening in the story. And I'm telling you, they were going against each other, but everyone thinks amazing. it's perfect. And I laugh because I... Th- I want you to take all of those videos, pair them together into your own video and put it oh, out there. That would be great. Because that the sounds one, amazing. The one was saying make that sure the, you talk about it so it becomes a parody or an information so you don't get copyrighted. That would be pretty cool. The one thought that the asthma... This is what the problem with Detective <laughs> Comics is. Watch is. this video. One person just thought the asthma was straight up makes you a werewolf. That was the one. Then the other one thought that controls the you. other one thought the asthma turned everybody into Barbados that the then fuck? controlled you. And then the other person seemed to get the asthma right where it's kind of, you know. But what about the music boxes? Uh, they, um, even then they were going on about what and also what each one had a different idea of what the organs were building. And even what they actually owned, it was pretty good. And all of them are like, it's perfect. It's the greatest. Here's what happens. I'm, I'm like, telling you, you even have that clickbait title. This is what's wrong with Detective Comics. And then there's a picture of your face with a thumbs down on there with your tongue sticking out. And then everybody goes like, Bleh! when they clickbait. see me. And then I'm like, I don't catch. Jesus Christ. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. I thought you were having a stroke at first. Oh, gosh. Harley Quinn number 27. Oh, I thought we were almost there. The Reign of Terror, Eric. It is the end of Stephanie Phillips' deal, and we will end up starting at 28. Teeny Howard's Reign Dawn of, of Terror beginning. We also have a book that, another one that I think you'll say good, 
It's the punchline, the Gotham game Can't number wait. five. Yeah, I, I'm looking forward I didn't to that get any as of that well. stuff that I wanted to see from that book in this week's Catwoman, so hopefully I get more of the Gentleman's Club versus Punchline and her royal exactly. flush Exactly. Do you like the Gentleman's Club? Do you? You like that? You like them, the Champagne like Lounge? Is that what you like? Yeah. The Gentleman's Club? There's no, well, there's no sex in the Champagne Room. Well, if that's what they say. Wink, wink. Stargirl. Stargirl, <laughs> The Lost Children, number four. Another book that we like. I'm, I'm looking forward to next week suddenly, Eric. How about that? Um, uh, Jimmy Positivity. <laughs> suddenly Seymour. It's like I'm like Joe Azuzu or whatever that asshole's name was. Uh, we also have uh, your former book of the week, Tim Drake Robin, number six. I saw a lot of people... Losing their minds at a cover where, you know, you have Tim and you know, little making out there with his buddy. <gasps> the audacity. His little buddy, his boyfriend, Bernard. What the hell's wrong with you? <laughs> no, the problem is I was going to say Jay Nakamura and it threw me off. And then I couldn't remember Bernard's Honestly, name. That's some drama right there. Tell me all about it. That would be drama to the extreme. But, Robin versus Superman. And I said one guy uh, in the YouTube deal I was doing this morning, the idea, oh, do you see that cover? Oh, my God, I lose my mind. I'm like, no, no, no. Don't lose your mind at the cover. Lose your mind at the nonsense that's within that story because it is garbage. So, you know, you don't have to get angry at a cover. Just get angry at the right things. And that book is nonsense. And I hope to God that you're going to explain some things in that with the clay face clay and the nonsense. and James! Remember, in that fucking bathtub, and then people were thrown into the, I guess the, uh, well, the weird play is now I'm thinking about it. Just think of this. They got thrown into the sea. <laughs> they, uh -huh. they were and that They're affected them I as if you. they were like, go. but the idea that we were told later that they were kind of, salt was good, so that didn't make sense, but no, then no. he threw up on them because acid. No, the acid was what got rid of them. The, the salt is what was made up the white construct mechanisms that they had, so the acid got rid of that. But the idea of the clay face slash Bane Venom stuff, that was different <laughs> somehow. Well, was it? <laughs> I don't even know, but well, I forgot they, about I know that those Robins were actually regular kids that were not white construct well, ghost monsters. What, uh, it makes no sense. That was your I book. Know. That was your book of the week that time when they were the, it was a shitty the Robin's kid. It was. That is the problem. I, I do end up laughing about that whole deal, but it was a shitty week. And it looks like right now we're gosh <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> it gets worse each time. Ah, uh, yes, but that is it. Two of those books, as we said, will be on the Patreon spotlight. Why even should I guess? Why even should I, Eric? But I'm going to anyway and tell you. That we're going to have Batman versus Robin number five and probably mm, action comics number 1051. I have a weird feeling that it might be Stargirl, the Lost Children for some reason, or maybe Punchline or maybe Harley Quinn, possibly Detective sure. Comics. I just need to Covering name everyone because I'm always wrong. But I think that Batman versus Robin number five will be one of those at least. So Sounds about right. There you go. There's some other books that come out that we do not deal with. So if those are on your pull list, have some fun with those. Suck it. <laughs> you know, like the, uh, I was looking at the, well, DC Ruby number one comes out. I know that some people are a fan of that, Eric. We're going to talk about that. I haven't that read book. one issue. Also, the Batman Gotham Knights Gilded City number five. The I, Gilded City, huh? The Gilded City. The Gilded City it is. And Batman, the audio adventures. We don't feel it. But if you do, have fun. I'm wondering one of the things that I like now that I got fancy and got the ultra subscription on the app, even though I did get it with a code that gave me a hell of a amount off. I do like to see because each week, if you're not aware, 
check out when Tuesday hits because they do end up usually giving you a free book that's either from that exact week or even early. They already had put up the Lost Children. Star Star Girl. Lost Children. Yeah. It's crazy. I think that they should end up, you know, announcing that a little better and get people fired up for that. Uh, but if you know, you know. I, I actually, if you made me guess if they're going to keep doing that, I would think it's the Shazam Fury of the Gods special. Shazamily matters, Eric. So, so they're giving you nothing. I got you. Yeah. Yeah. You will be happy, though, coming up down the line. This, I think this summer they're going to put a bunch of uh, manga on the app that you Where can the end fuck up. Would I be happy? Well, it's a Joker story, a Superman manga, and a Batman manga. But the Joker I one. Shit about that? I think you'd like the Joker one, Eric. It's funny. What happens is the Joker. He ends up uh, throwing Batman, accidentally throwing Batman into uh, the acid at the Ace Chemicals. They end up being there again. And it de-ages Batman to a baby's. And then the Joker has to raise Batman. And the thing is, the the funny play play is that he wants to get it right. He wants to. It feels like the Joker backups. I'm telling you, it's, it's better. It's it's Joker actually trying to be a good father to raise Bruce so that nothing gets messed up and he could still have Batman chase him around and stuff later. But it, it is pretty funny. It, it actually is good. I read some on the wink wink sly, Eric. I saw some fan translation. I did read a couple of issues, but it's kind of a lot of the recent manga. There's a lot of these like uh, gangster raising a kid type of deal and stuff like that. So it's kind of that in that thing. The Superman one seems to be uh, Superman going around eating food and like raiding it for the Daily Planet. So I don't think you know me at all. Why would I read any of these? Oh, you'd like it, Eric. I think that it'll get you into the manga. No, actually, I ended up, I did a video with my man Wes about this that I don't think anybody that's a DC fan will really be into these. Yeah, with my man Wes, not my man Eric. Eric, you make fun of me. Everybody makes fun of me. I got (laughs) made fun of today, too. You call me a pizza face, next thing I'm told that I get to rest. That'd be really sad. Everybody in Quakertown for many years. What I told Tanya, I said, usually, besides you, most people get sick (laughs) of my antics and they leave me. And I'm left alone, Eric. I'm left a sad man who sits there and says, why can't I just have friends? This is what I end up saying. Who loves you, baby? And then I sit there at the end. I'm like, I could say it's them, not me, but I know it's me. I do go a little bit strong, Eric, is what happens. But it's just because I'm enthusiastic and I have a loving heart. I, I told you, I am more of a, I, I, I love globally and bitch and moan locally. That's how I do it. But people don't like that. I don't but know what I, that means. It, it means that really I do care, but I don't really. And people get sick of me That's what happens But including my family But hey What are you going to do Eric What are you going to do But that is it Eric I'm going to go now Sad sack Jimmy's back everybody I'm going down I'm going to go shave Eric Is what I'm going to tell you I just put that in quotes I'm going to go down and just all right, I'm I'm yelling out for help, and you're not responding. You're not helping Put me. Put on like a doctor. Holy moly! Uh, but that is it. That is it for the podcast. I'm going to go and do fun things like edit it. But with all of that, please everybody go to our Twitter at Weird Science DC. Then go to our website, Weird Science DC Comics dot com. I couldn't remember what it was. Oh my goodness gracious! Also, go to our YouTube channel, Weird, Weird Science, Science Comics. Cox. I know. Well, I'm <laughs> Weird Science Cox. Ah, yes. <laughs> it's a self-fulfilling <laughs> prophecy. Oh my goodness gracious! Also, go over to our Patreon. 
where you can get all the fun. <laughs> You'll get this podcast early access day before, even some a little bit earlier. We ended up having oh, the yeah. last three books on Friday. We do a lot of things over there, a lot of different comic book podcasts, reading clubs, all that sort of thing. A celebration, I'd like to call it, but go over to patreon.com. Slash weird science. That is it, Eric. What do we say at the end of the podcast? Everybody have a great week. We keep it weird. Weird. And we'll see you at seven. See you in seven. There it disappeared when the mountain it appeared, but when he came back, he was sideways. Was in a frame or a customer he made, and now he's making step, and I was sideways. Why is it so hard for riders to give A clear set of rules for Derek to live He got in trouble making too many risks Way to handcuff your hero, I don't know what gives Tempest Huge not and the Venom to be This really isn't Spidey, it's called Sideways Lido Dominus kills speed and replicant I try but I just can't like the Sideways family that he ever had was his hard-working mother and possibly a dad. I can't pay my for being the tool. Ernie is the best way so chaps to school. I'm tired of this book. He has got a stolen look from Spider-Man he took but he's called Sideways. I think I'm done. This no longer responds. This book can go and suck it. It's called Sideways. It's okay if you want to stay cause I ain't here to make ya Spend some time with some other books.